Welcome, one and all, to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, where if you give us a couple of hours, we'll give you the DC Universe. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 222. 222. What happened to you? Eric, I haven't been... (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I I meant to... (laughs) She's the people's princess. I I, I wanted to just whisper, and then I I got taken away by it. You put on a raspy voice to whisper. Galgon, take me away. That's how I, that's whispered down the alley. Like somebody's like, hey, I got a secret. Punch down the alley. Yeah. Yeah, really. They're like, hey, Eric. Or I say, Eric, I got a secret. I don't want people to know. You're pretty sexy. That's how I say it, Eric. That's just how I Then we're going to play tracheotomy down the alley. That's how I play. And then I have a voice box. Hello, Eric. How are you doing? Better than you, buddy. I I, I wish that. And do I hear 50? I hear. That's that's not appropriate, Eric. That is not. That's voice box Johnny Auctioneer. That's what that is. All right, next up for auction is this Banksy pill. No, it's going through a shredder. Banksy's <laughs> got us again. <laughs> damn Timely. you. Damn you, 2019. That happened last summer? <laughs> yeah, it happened a while ago. Oh, man, that Banksy pranked us again. He gets us every time. Oh, Magoo, you've done it again. Does that sound like a good voice box? Am I, am I doing that? You Better get than a, me. little, a little mechanical thing going on there and everything. Yeah. I, I said that. I, I've told you before that if I got a, you know, won the lottery, one of the things that I would like to do is get Heroin. people, maybe go and find Rich Little. He, he's oh. available recently, right? Hopefully. He's not getting much work. <laughs> is he alive? Uh, and have him do impersonations that then could be used for voice boxes. So you get the voice box, you put it up, and you could be like a, a Ronald Reagan. I mean, if you're going to do Rich Little, you're getting a heavy dose of Nixon, Ronald Reagan, and Jimmy Stewart, which is what everybody wants to sound like any more nowadays right so yeah, you'd go up and they're like all right let me switch this on well that's all i can do that's the reagan that's the reagan gadget stuff well well and that's all it is well what are we doing here is this the podcast is we're doing dc comic podcast what is this on i uh, we have to extend things there's not a lot of books we tonight. don't have to do that we don't. We don't have to do that. I feel bad. I feel that I don't want to rip people off it's by giving them only a three and a half hour podcast. I, I sound like either I have a voice box or I might be yelling about somebody about rhubarb, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Alley property, bitch. Now there is a timely reference. Here we are. This is episode 222. Alley property. And we're going to go off uh, to talk about books and mail and all that. But we also have a website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where we do review all the things you're going to talk about tonight. And one of the other things that we like to mention at the beginning, if anybody's listening still, is that we have a Patreon account where you can go and support us for this nonsense uh, and all some other shows that you'll get there. Go to patreon.com slash weird science where you can sign up, get, you know, over 500 episodes of shows now, crazy. which is crazy. And, uh, you know, more and more each and every day, it seems, and added more. We added a couple more podcasts to the stable of shows uh, <laughs> so that everybody can get what they want, including me and Eric starting up a video game podcast that we kind of kicked around a little. Did an impromptu deal. <laughs> we did an impromptu deal. 
deal of it. And people seem to really like it. And I like to talk to you about video games. I usually get so irritated talking well, to you. But for some reason with this video game thing, I'm like, yeah, I can well, stand that's the thing is, We started kicking hour. it around. I got into the idea of going back to Nintendo games over the past month yeah. or so and stuff like that. So we started talking about different lists and stuff we could do. Like the top 10, uh, top five NES games that we yeah, had. Yeah, we was just did the top nonsense. five NES. That was, but so, that was kind of the backdoor pilot for right. the show. And yeah. with that, I've been playing a lot. Of, I got went out and got a new 2DS, stuff like that. Oh, I'm starting to play Pokemon you. Moon and stuff like that. I've been really into it. But over the past couple of days, I've been really tired, been really busy. So I haven't had a chance. Yeah. Yesterday, we decided on Friday night, we didn't have a lot of books tonight. So we're going to take Friday off and just have a proper yeah. night off on a Friday. And I yeah, sat I didn't down have like, that. I ended no, up you're doing some stuff. from NYC. <laughs> doing some karaoke, hey, too. That's what you do. I'm singing songs. But that actually, that was relaxing to me. I love yeah. doing that. So I had time to do that, do some songs you'll but hear I, tonight. I decided I'm going to sit down and just play for hours some Girl, Pokemon. You're catch them all, I'm, are I'm you? Catch them all, Jim. You don't Cars, even know. Yeah. So I start playing How around five five thirty. I'm thirty six years old. I'm a man. That's um, right. <laughs> I'm looking for that that thing now. As you say that, I'm desperately keep going. I, I'm playing from like five to five thirty. I start with that, and then around eleven eleven thirty, I caught something. And Jess likes to see the one I'm playing. You know, she thinks the Pokemon yeah. are cute. So every time I catch something that I think she's cute, I let her they look at cute. it. Usually, she looks across and sees it. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. This time, she wants to see it, so she grabs a hold of it. And when she grabs a hold of it, she pushes the off button. And really? loses seven hours worth of gameplay because I didn't save anything because I was just playing nonstop pretty much. There was wow. no reason for me to save. There's and your first I got, mistake. I got you, so discouraged yes. in life. I'm telling you, I, I got up. I just put on my coat, went outside, had a cigarette, just thought about things. I'm like, there's no even reason for me to stay up anymore. I just might as well just go to bed. I was just so depressed. I'm like, I even had an idea that I wouldn't even play anymore. And it was just so done. Is that what she said afterwards? You just erased seven hours of gameplay. No, because I didn't want to get angry and yell about gameplay and stuff like that. Yeah, because then she would say, how old are you? Exactly. Uh, You know, you're still catching them all, are you? Ash. Is that that what she said? So upset. I thought your name was Eric. Jerk. But yeah, that that, so that would infuriate me. That that would really infuriate me. Uh, yeah, I ended up doing a bunch of songs and stuff. And then I did record Hex Wives with uh, Pete from NYC. That will be later on the podcast. But nice. some of the songs that I did will be later on as well, including uh, some others too for next week. I, I ended up just sitting around singing, singing some songs. I My family was freaking irritated with me. <laughs> they, they hated every minute of it. And it's funny uh, to think of the one song that probably won't be on tonight, but, but it's not exactly the most appropriate song and i'm just yelling and they can't hear the music so all they just hear is just yelling. me yelling yeah. and it probably was pretty funny but over on the patreon like i said we're gonna start having a video game podcast that we're gonna go through all the systems first we did have the first one the backdoor pilot deal was our top five nes games right. uh that we enjoy Not the and we're gonna go from best there in NES games are no favorite, no no these were the ones five. we enjoyed and yeah. then ended up with nonsense at the end just talking about video games and stuff like that so if that's something you'd like to check out you can go to patreon.com slash weird science but if you're here for the dc podcast i'm sure that you like dc comics and you can go over and hear these hits that we had picked by the badasses this week eric we had female furies number three and harley quinn number 60 what a spotlight yeah oh man that's gonna rack it in that's where anybody if you think we have a business plan (laughs) we do not uh but i i did jolly drew is a big fan of the Female Furies book. Yeah. He was upset that we didn't cover the first issue. I did myself, but we didn't retroactively. Yeah. Reggie, yeah, Reggie has picked it up then. 
And he actually said, awesome spotlight, that he really enjoyed it. And one Eric Shea, who hadn't read it, had heard just people bitching and moaning about it, ended up reading it and liking it, liking it more than me. And I was surprised. So you almost made his book of the week as a spoiler deal. Um, And I will tell you, too, like that is a spotlight that I said to you leading up to it because we do record that comes out on Thursday night. And as this was going on uh, all Thursday, I'm like, boy, this this is going to be like a 12 minute spotlight. There is no (laughs) way everything and it it ended up being an hour. So we we try some of the spotlights are even a little longer, but they usually they're always two books. They're usually about an hour long. So if you like that, but if you also enjoy the Marvel side of things, me and Brandon did a Marvel Comics Patreon spotlight, which was War of the Realms number one that I really enjoyed. And me and you started a couple weeks ago doing an indie comic spotlight and this week we did section zero hey, did it right. number one and we yeah i'm looking at it i have to <laughs> I, i've called this book so many different things but one thing i'll also call it is pretty good Eric. Yeah. there you go yeah it was pretty it fun. was pretty good yeah i liked it and, and i'm looking forward to continue reading it though i know if it's not on a spotlight and probably never read another issue i forget we'll all see. about it yeah i always forget about things but I'm yeah DC another stuff For one last deal, again, if you join up on the Patreon now, you won't get charged until May. If you quit before then, break my heart, but you'll also never get charged. And one of the other caveats that I rarely spell out here is you get this podcast that we're listening to right now about 12 hours earlier as well. So if you wanted to knock off that podcast early on a Sunday morning, get it done and do all that, that gets put up on the Patreon as early access for, uh, like I said, about 12 hours earlier, things like that. People seem to like that. Uh, They go into the Slack and start throwing shade at us there once they listen. But all of these shows that we talk about are picked by the badasses. And Eric, light up. It's time I don't, I don't for the badass house. roll call. Uh, uh, Eric's going to catch them all. But I do all. dance in the house. <laughs> catch them all. I don't have that. He's a pokey master, and that is sick. He's catching them all. He's 36. We're going to start with Ulysses Jones, uh. Swanee, T-Funk, Simon, Man Ship, Ryan Reading, Ruben. Our man Rob Lewis, right, said Fred Reggie, my man Pete from NYC, Paulie P, Nick Adams, Monty, Missy T, Matches Balone, Batman Beyond Mark, Mark Jager, Luis, Lone Wolf Marv, Lady Abby, Josh Vermillion, Jolly Drew, who you'll hear from later. He sent in a couple things. John nice. Jack, Ian, Hakeem, Eric G, David Fink, All New Dave. Dave J's back in the mix. Thanks nice. for coming back as a badass. Danny the Street, D-Man 3000, Corbin Ford. All new, Eric. All new Corbin Ford, I like to call him. All new, Comic all different Boone. Corbin Ford. All new, all different Corbin Ford. He's there. He's a good guy. Cellar Dweller, Carlos, Brian King, Brandy, Bobby Bain, Anthony G, Andrew and Belfast, Aldrin Stoja, and... Double A run, Eric. Double Those a are the badasses. Thanks, everybody. And thanks, everybody that does support us over at the Patreon. But we salute you, badasses. But that is the intro, Eric. You ready to go to the books? You ready? Are you ready? I am ready for ready? meat and cheese. <laughs> you are ready for the meat and cheese? Well, Meat's I think that that's where we're going to go <sighs> off to. We're off to the bagels and the berries. That's right. No.
It's time for the reviews, which, as we all know, it's time for meat and cheese. It num, is num, time num. for meat and cheese. And when I look at the amount of books tonight, I think it's just that easy. I agree. Wrong turn. <laughs> I do agree. How many books kind of do we have? See you on the sevens. Oh, around seven books? That might be accurate. It's a weird thing to say in that, as a response to that. Uh, hey, if I was to go up to you, Wrong Turn, and paint a picture of Eric Shea's face on your watch, what would you say? Not on my watch. That's what I'd say, too. <laughs> it took it, you that long. This, this is the thing. We don't have Wrong Turn around anymore. I have to, I have to, you know, kind of recycle these things so that we can use them other ways, right? That, no. That's what I say. Hey, uh, wrong turn. Uh, we might start a new podcast. It's going to be a podcast that's based on every quarterback who ever wore the number seven. What would you call that? See you on the sevens. See you on the sevens. That's pretty good. I'm glad he joined us here. I, I really am. <laughs> I'm trying to look at all how these many, others. How many dark energies should we have by the end of this Justice League story? See you on the seven. Yes, That's correct. That we should true. have that. Hey, uh, uh, what do they what do in, in Justice League? In Justice League, uh, what do they say when they're like, hey, let's go up to the watchtower? Not on my watch. Tower. See, I added to it, Eric, because there isn't a watchtower anymore, right? Sadly. That, that's, that's the thing I think there. it's still there. It might be. It might be circling around. Maybe it got blown up with the moon. If it got blown up with the moon, wrong turn, what would you say? Boosh. Okay, that was pretty straightforward. I mean, that that's just a, a he expl- hates that moon explanation, right? Hey, wrong turn. Pretend that you're a drum set. That's pretty good. He, he sounded like a rim shot right there, right? That, that was pretty pretty decent. It's time for the meat and cheese, Eric. It's time for meat and cheese. <laughs> it's time for meat and cheese. And I, I told you this week that, hey, Eric, we don't have a lot of books. Yeah. That, that was about it. That's yeah. all I talked to you about. Pretty much. Now, I actually said this week, I'm done bitching and moaning. It's a new era of, of Jimmy here. I'm just going to tell everybody about the books with you. And like my mom said, I think the theory and, and kind of going forward, our new MO, our Do new mission statement. Myth? No, no, wow. yeah, it's a, it's a, like my mom once told me, when I go to England, I get tattooed and get laid. That's what she said. Now, as a little kid, before England, I realized, folks. before I realized that my mom was a diseased whore, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, she told me when I would say, Mom, I'm bored here, which I never really said. I, I'm not a I'm kid bored who, here. I'm not a kid who ever really said, that he was bored. I was right. in my own head, Eric, in my own headspace. But if I said, listen, mom, I'm bored here. And she said, you know, stop it, Jimmy. I- I'm at the crack house is what she- she'd say. Make your own fun. 
There you go, Eric. And that's what we should do from now on. I know that a lot of people are getting upset about these books. A lot of people are having problems, you know, sticking around with the old DC. That doesn't help our podcast, does it? When people want to bail. So uh, that's what I think we all need to do going forward is, you know, we tune in, everybody. We're just going to make our own fun. We're going to have fun talking about the books. You know, I don't know, Eric. It's it's not working on me. I'm trying to pump myself up. I'm trying to get myself going. But I told you, I'm not going to bitch and moan anymore. Just going to tell it as it is. I wish there was timestamps for every time you've said that on the podcast. No, I wish so, too. (laughs) How about this? Story of continuity. Story of continuity. Oh, no. That's what that is. Uh, There's going to be punches to your face from now on what i do from now on being stupid's gonna hurt eric that's what i'm gonna tell you that's what's happening we're gonna start though with what was my favorite book of the week i'm saying this not as a spoiler but as a desperation a desperate call to to keep tuning in here uh it is justice league number 21 and that book there is written by scott snyder and jorge jimenez they're both on plot scott snyder does the words Jimenez does the art also right. joined by Alejandro Sanchez and Tom Annapolitano, Eric. And I got to I got to I have a double way of doing this. And you can tell Wait on me. I have to delay here. We continue in the sixth dimension. The old Superman is revealed to be the world forger. And we get his plan, replace Earth with his version of the multiverse that won the war against Luther and doom. Of course, it's not all RC Cola and cotton candy. And the heroes would have to make a very unjustice type of decision to win the day. It seems as this goes. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people are complaining. Injustice or unjustice? I say it's injustice. That was a wink, wink. Uh, With this, a lot of people are not frustrated with this current story, but kind of saying like, boy, you know, what happened? This book has changed. It's kind of changed gears to get to this, you know, six dimension type deal. Creation. Uh, And I understand why they'd be frustrated. You even mentioned it before we even started this. Uh, You know, this book, you said it in this section already, that the seventh, you know, the seventh force. The seven dark energies, yeah. Yeah, and we want to know, you know, what they are and how they're going, and we're not getting that. Uh, What I think, though, and why I like this story, I'm just having some fun with it. And it is it is different. It kind of seemed out of nowhere, but I, I get the idea that maybe this was one of the things that should have started out right away when we had the source wall go down and then you go into this book after no justice and all that, you know, we, we did that Hawk world thing and they, you know, that, that thing the was drowned. nonsense. The drown, like all that. Yeah. Drowned earth and uh, all that. And I said, Hawk world, Thanagar prime. Yeah, that's Hawk uh, world in but, my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, it just, all that stuff. Yeah. That's the setup of the story. People want to get that resolved. They want some more information. I think that this story is a lot better than any of that nonsense. Well, it's it's and- just weird being in the whole sixth dimension, you know, the the realm of creation, as we are told. And like, I don't know if this is what they're calling the sixth dark energy or something like that. I don't believe it is. Well, the they idea said that at one point that it seemed to be because they yeah, were I'm not saying, sure, but yeah, yeah, because they kind of just they they gloss over but that. We we have the world forger, and we we're told now that the Superman of the future that we saw in that shining white armor in the last yeah. issue is the world forger himself. He's trying to convince our Justice League to go along with his plan of saying, "All right, look, look." The multiverse, my my perfection, my multiverse yeah, here. Yeah. It's not working because you you fucked up and ruined. screwed it all yeah, up. You, you, done, you ruined you the done whole thing. So what, it up. Yeah. What I'm gonna do now, I'm gonna create a new one where you guys just win. I'm gonna bypass all the nonsense. You guys already win. It's gonna be a beautiful yeah. world. It's a cheat I, code. It's a cheat it, code, it exactly. Yeah. Let's skip a couple levels here. 
I just need you to right go to Mike like, along with it. Right to Mike Tyson himself. I just need you yes. guys to go along with it because I don't want to kill you. That'd be messed yeah. up. I don't want to have to and, do and that. Yeah. But the thing is, on top of all that, we have our normal Superman, a regular Superman trapped on this world or a moon with a bunch of dead Superman around him because we find out that this has been put to a vote many a times where many this is the times. one where everybody just kind of disagrees with the world. You would Forger. get throughout the multiverse that this has been put up to vote. Or See, I don't the, even it, know. It's, I, I keep I thinking know, it's that's this, this universe two and with the time travel and then him going back well, and, and repeating it, thing. expecting different results. And not even time travel. Maybe the problem is, is the sixth dimension. Uh, the way that Mixelplick and you know or uh, Mixelpitalik yeah, yeah. has even said about the fifth dimension, as right. you get through up these dimensions, time and space becomes less of a thing. And, and I do think that maybe Scott Snyder's playing with that, but should have spelled it out a I little wish. more. Maybe in the beginning, when you do have who is the World Forger fighting our Superman, I wish that he would have spelled it out. Listen, I've played through this over and over, and you keep saying the same thing, and just have Superman saying, "You're insane. This is the first time." No, 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 you don't understand. There is I no time and space all of here. You. I pretty, yeah, I pretty much, there is no. I've put all of you in a safe state, and I keep coming back to it yeah, when it doesn't yeah. work out. And 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 really, in these dimensions, there may not be the concept of time and space, especially right. in a creation yeah. six dimension deal. That's one of the things I wish was spelled out. And those things are more. hard to quantify and think. Yeah, you, I got done this issue, and I'm thinking about a lot of different things because we're you know we're at a higher like level of being at this point with this. World oh, I thought you were talking about yourself. No, absolutely you, not. You were starting. I, to brag. I am at the lowest, lowest Oosh. form of being yeah, at this we point are. in my life. But uh, really. This whole idea of time and space and what it means and even with what we're talking about with the doom versus justice and perpetual and everything like that, yeah. it is so much being laid out on you. And I, my mind is spinning on the whole thing because even going back to perpetual and what it means, like, you know, she was the thing that ex- like created the old universe and then was locked yeah. away after the new universe was created. But she's also the mother of the world forger, the anti-monitor and the monitor. They were the ones who helped lock her away because the thing is, it was spelled out more last issue, the idea that – you know, you had the monitor, the anti-monitor, and the world forger, her sons. Right. You know, you, you that well, it's, may it's be such a weird quotes, idea, though, because but, at the beginning of this universe kind of thing, we had the monitor was like you know brought, but then because of Krona and other people got yeah. sc- like you know went in at the beginning of time, messed things up, creating the anti-universe, which created you know the anti-monitor as well. And this is the old continuity dealing with the crisis of infinite earths at this point. But then we had the newer stuff more recent with the dark side, where we find out the anti-monitor of this new continuity was a dude named Mobius who just kind of got infused no. with the anti-life equation and was kind of cursed by them. Like, well, and this changes it up with? even more because this seems like they were even created before anything else exactly. when they started making it. And and the idea that Perpetua had this old universe, but then she started to kind of go the doom route. She started to make things wrong. And the World Forger himself uh, seemed to be the one that was Mama, the guy my, who got he, and he yeah he got butt hurt the most as yeah. Brandon would say up in Buffalo because this was his perfection his perfection was there and she started going so they locked her away. How do you away. like this, Mama? And, she hocked a loogie all over it. Thanks a oh, lot, yeah, Ma. Yeah, thanks, Ma. I mean, basically, what Perpetua is is your mom to just all of your life, you know, just ruining shit. I got, you oh, know, wink, wink. <laughs> but yeah, as we go on, see, this is me having fun, Eric. Yeah. I'm going back to making fun of you. But uh, yeah, with <laughs> this though, my, one of one of my problems. No, one of my problems is is you know a minor problem of I wish that that was spelled out more. These other Superman, I wish that it was. You know, hey, I keep repeating this. Right. Uh, the weird thing about a reset and things like that is you would think the reset. 
that would get rid of them bodies. I mean, he has to hire a, a janitor. Well, this, is, this is a pocket universe it that is exists a pocket outside universe. of everything and, else. So he and doesn't it's clean so up weird, this. though. It's a pocket universe that yet the universe that all of our Justice League are is a star in the distance. And even yeah. says like that star over there that, that you know, your sense. friends are there. <laughs> it doesn't have enough energy to power you. You're going to die. My other problem I have, and it is kind of a big problem. It is a script doctor thing. I wish that the world forger, because really, all in all, I know that he's saying he wants to be a good guy. I want to get you guys involved in this, you know, this new creation that I'm going to transfer into your universe. I actually wish that it started with him bringing them to this, you know, made up universe that he has here, this multiverse that he's forming and saying to them, look, this is the end game. You follow my plan. Here's what you get. We sk- I'm skipping levels to show you this, but this is the plan. Go back and do it. You know, give them that option Please. to go back and do it. Because at this point, with I don't this, even know it what seems the, like the, they're not even they're not even needed. Oh, he exactly. can just they you know needed. that's even my if biggest the whole problem thing is that he could just kill them here and then yeah. recreate them as we yeah, saw. Recreate them. That's, so it doesn't yeah. really matter in the that's long what, run. The whole that's idea that he wants to hit. give them a choice is weird. But on top of that, like we have the idea that this is going to come down after Lex Luthor, who is the the guy who's all behind the Doom movement. It seems like he's going to go across the universe and he's put gonna up a call vote. out. And I would think that and, he's going to use like Brainiac. He, Scott Snyder would use a crazy bit of tech that's just going to transmit this thing throughout the universe where they vote. You know, everybody's right. you know smart vote. Well, even this whole Eric. thing, like, why does a smart vote have to to deal with anything because before it seemed like okay we're gonna like you know reawaken perpetual who is the yeah. mother of all mothers and stuff like yep. that she'll have the ultimate power we're gonna get these seven energies and when we do it's gonna be able to make her whole again and she's yep. gonna be with us because she's for doom too we've already talked about this yeah, yeah. why does lex luther giving a vote out there have to do with anything no. and, and with that you're dealing with some people and we see we see by the end of this the world forger right hey we're gonna take a vote all right i'm gonna go what you don't want to do it in jail this is the thing you think that lex even lex brainiac i i mean even cheetah that that hey we're gonna do a vote what we lost oh well let's keep uh, doing it that, exactly. these aren't these aren't people villains heroes even that that really go with a vote you know what i mean like yeah they vote amongst themselves but right. the idea that lex and perpetua would let the universe decide and and would be fine with being voted down. We we know that that's not the case. And the world forger himself here, he set up all of this, gone through a lot of trouble. He he ends up trying to convince Superman to go, but really didn't give Superman the chance that he gave the rest of the Justice League. No. They go, and when they say that they're not down with this, even though Batman kind of seems to be down, which felt uh, weird. Yeah, well, I I think that there was something more to it, but he is a beaten man. Yeah, we I, I know. I'm seen, sorry. I actually Eric. do like the idea of the callback when everybody is brought to a vote here, like you know, inside the mental boardroom of Martian yeah. Mindhunter, which we've seen before in the series. You know, the whole idea like something's not right here, and then the World Forger comes in and talks about the idea of what we just yeah. discussed right now, and I need you guys to vote. And Batman is the only one who is down for the idea of just going with this whole new thing, and like even the idea that he's dead in this future kind of thing, because in yeah, the way to dead. get to this point he had to sacrifice himself to win the war but he has seen the marvels of this new six dimensional yeah. world he's like you know what i am down this is awesome and it felt so weird to hear him say that because of I all know. like you said the injustice that's happening but like i know he does not see all the villains locked up in a goddamn yeah. like a cage inside of a fire pit it seems like and at somewhere yeah, at on this the world. point they just say because this is what happens they're they're at the board meeting 
of the mind, Eric. I, I don't I have wish you had that. <laughs> I don't, but they're there uh, because Shane, uh, the monstrosity, Martian man, boy, hawk. Uh, the Martian said, Thanagarian yeah, crossbreed. Yeah, he went, things aren't right. He said, I, I, in, my, in my mind, he actually talks like a parrot. He Things aren't right. No, you take he, after your mother so much. He, yeah, yeah. He he has told, you know, Kendra and Martian Manhunter, hey, you know, you're not seeing the whole deal. You're not seeing the monstrosity that this world is. And he ended up last issue showing them using right. his mind powers to go and give them, you know, everything that was happening. So they meet of the mind. And then, then Shane's there and like, hey, uh, Shane's going to show you guys what he showed us. But before that can happen, the World Forger shows up. Now, again, this is a kind of a weird scene because they are of the mind. Right. And and I think that possibly Scott Snyder might have lost control of that because how do you kind of subdue? I know it's like brain power type deal, but subduing of the mind, you could just have Martian Manhunter just cut it off. In the mind like that, you could just cut it off, but you want to kind of have all these heroes in one place anyway for what you're about to throw down. That's what it is. And again- being the whole creation, like you even talked about, because for some reason I didn't even put in the idea of all the repeating what goes into that, but no. it being the sixth dimension of creation, being so far removed from time and space, it doesn't matter. The World Forger pretty yeah, much it it doesn't seems matter. Can do it just made me wants. laugh. It made yeah. me laugh because I'm like, boy, you know, just get out. I, I could even see uh, Batman in his body, in the actuality, in the real space, punching right. himself and knocking him out because that would, <laughs> you know, get you out of there. Um, but with would this, it? he ends up, yeah, he ends up revealing. That he is the World Forger because they realize you're you're not Superman. No, no, I'll let no, you know I'm the World no. Forger. But he says I'm, I'm going to tell you. Cooking thing is what and I am. Is, really yeah, weird. And and this is where I wish that this you know world in the sixth dimension for the time being when they first start out. Hey, we're going to have a vote. You guys like this because you're going to have to do this here. I, I printed it out. Everybody look at the printout. This is the step-by-step rundown, an outline of what you're going to have to do. Okay, number one, go back to our Earth. Number two, wait for this vote. Or not even wait. Don't wait for the vote. Number three, get everybody on this list, which the list would be trillions, and imprison yeah. them. And then right there, they'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you talking about? You know, what's going on? And he's like, well, this is the thing. Now, the other thing that bothers me, and Tell again, you, this, I really this like this issue. Down to almost Thanos-level stuff, though, at the idea of killing half of the oh, universe and yeah, stuff like is. that with what he wants. And it is. And I, I like this story. The thing that gets me a little off on this is this future world they're in now. Gets you off, does yeah, it? It does get me off. <laughs> this future world, it seems like, I mean, even where they're playing off that Superman, but he did travel around. But it is you know, years and years later and right. all these things. Yet the big hinge moment is days away on Earth. They have to get back because it's it's going to happen now. And then, you know, we're going to do this and that. And then you'll have all the stuff to lead up to it. It just I wish that it was just, hey, listen, you're going to have to follow my rules here. Here it is. This is what we're going to have to do. And then the heroes would say, no, no, we're not going to do that. And then he'd say something like, well, it's a real shame because I wanted you to be involved. But now. I'm going to transfer the world because at this point it doesn't see, it seems like he's always just going to transfer the world. He does not need these heroes to be no. on. And where you end up with a silent vote, you end up and who knows, it seems like Batman probably would have voted again. I mean, it didn't seem like it had to be unanimous maybe, but uh, you know, why doesn't he just let Batman come with them then? They, you know, everybody's going off, but, but with this, uh, they they see what's going to happen. There's going to be this vote, like we said, this have the universe very 
clear cut. Hey, right. universe, you want doom or justice? Doom, <laughs> doom sounds pretty good. And what, I, you know, exactly. Where is the whole thing? As I'm telling you, you'll have bad people, obviously, who who just go into this cosmic voting booth and just you yeah. know, pull on the handle for doom to be a jerk. But like, I'm telling you, oh, yeah. where is the idea of like, you know what? I want entropy and all this to be the thing that goes through the universe. And like, I, I'm, ju- I'm thinking I'm that- justice and doom. I'm telling you, it's not that hard of a choice in my mind. No, who no, just no. goes well, and decides? Well, like, is he have hell, running deal. a hell of a campaign here and promising it, well, things Well, that's what's doom? happening. That's I'm telling you, I think Lex is going to run a hell of a smear campaign against justice <laughs> and promise a lot. Like, here's the deal. You have a Batman or a Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's there. And they're like, OK, hey, what what's this justice about? Well, y- you're not going to be able to, you know, do much. You know, we're going to we're going to shut down the strip clubs. I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think, of, you, you know, get every, off? you know, meat is murder. Hey, right. we got to uh-huh. do this. Like it's almost like the idea of the joke, like, boy, you know, why would I go to heaven when all my friends are going well, off like to this. hell to have hey, fun? Everybody in the universe, do you like being told what to do? No. Well, these people yeah. over here, they're going to try to tell you what to That's do. That's what it will be. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, yeah, Batman. Like, my watch. They're like, uh, Mr. Batman, uh, yeah, is it true that justice means we have to follow rules? Uh, yes. All right, I'm with Doom. Hey, doom, hey, uh, doom, Mr. Luther, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Luther, uh, do we have to follow rules for you? No. Four more Ooh. years. Four more years. They just start chanting there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, USA. I don't know why they're just doing that. It's throughout the whole universe, Eric, but they're still doing it. But yeah, it, the, the whole matter of it, though, it seems a little silly She's that he, the world forger is so intent to have these heroes and even with him when he can just do what he here, wants. When we thought, when we were told before, like obviously these these uh, creations, these people, these beings can be remade. They're like you know well, any kind said, of god or something like that. They said they're rebirth in the sixth dimension. Exactly. They did spell but that like, out. The whole idea, we haven't had this World Forger before. We've been told about him. We heard he died because Barbados killed him and stuff like yeah. that. And like now he's back. And like, why doesn't he say anything bad... to Batman about that? Like, you I know what? I know. owe just I like, owe you one, Batman. Even the, the time jerk. where you know there was Hawkman who looked like he was the Forger, he was but he was the, actually yeah, he, the Dragon yeah, of Barbados. He was the Dragon. Yeah. And I, I'm all these weird concepts and ideas well, in my mind. Scott just Snyder aren't has fully hinted thought out yeah, though for Scott just Snyder, put on the page. I, I like seeing these things. Yeah, they're not fully formed out yet. Hopefully, hopefully, but seeing them come back. Like I like seeing the world for it. He's ugly. He's like, real. Why is he dealing with some dark universe, sh- uh, dark multiverse shit right now? Because things have been going bad in his absence. Hey, he's he's worried about you know changing everything. He's going to change everything. He's going to change is, all multiverse. How is he? Making, you know, how does he have the matter to create all these new worlds that he wants to create? If he ain't down there destroying dark worlds from yeah, nightmares, then I think make that those the fire. are done. We got rid know. of those. But yeah, he he's not. there. And he basically says, okay, you jerks, if you're not going to vote for me, I'm just going to get my, you know, creation here, this new masterpiece I'm making. I'm just going to insert it in your, you know, your deal. They do say, the like, what's so bright? You got to wear shades here. Yeah, and God and they it's say, bright. I know. And they say, though, like, hey, well, what happens to the people when we go there? You know, does everybody transfer over? No, unfortunately, there's some that are anomalies that don't have a counterpart in this universe. Yeah. And they, they'll die. But it's like the, we had with you know, any kind of crisis going back. Yeah. People get erased. Says, people get even torn says into about other the things. Crisis. Yeah. And they say, you know, they're there to say, like, you know, you're talking about a few, you know, it'd be millions of people dying to save trillions. You know, you guys are heroes. You should do that. Batman's like, 
yeah, you know what? We might have to do this because we've been losing. He even does the MC scat cat where one step forward, two steps back. And that's and, funny that uh, actually Batman taking... says that because we've been talking about that since Dark oh, yeah. Knight's Metal Hell. Yep. It seems like they just keep getting beaten down, beaten and down. I'm at telling the, you, at the I 11th think that hour, that they is... pull something out of their ass yeah, and I succeed. Think that, but yeah, they I end up screwing up even wink. more with their success, yeah. like succeeding. And I think that's a wink, wink that people have been criticizing yeah. Scott Snyder for all these. So he's showing you that in the story itself, Batman is getting sick and tired of it as well. Beaten down and the this bat. is the thing. And again, you have the world forger saying, I have looked at all of the things. This is the one, that, like I said, this is Dr. Strange going through and uh, Avengers and figuring out that there's only one way to win this war. And that's what he's saying here as well. But the hero's choice says, no, we're going to go back and fight. They end up having to take a vote and, uh, you know, they they vote against it and they're going to be put in prison. But in the meantime, we see what's going to happen. Why Mixoplick has gone nuts and is He's being controlled been by, the world. by the world forger. Yeah, to do the his world bidding. forger yeah. who is controlling them because in order to get this multiverse into ours you have to erase uh what was already there it's so and funny that's in my I'm... mind that he has to have a fifth dimensional being erase the yeah. universe that he's already created but he is the world forger in this way like well he's it, the well, world you know forger the thing now, is Eric. actually i said this but the whole thing before was that the dragon was supposed to go and take care yeah, of these there's other no things. Dragon. And there's so no dragon. So he's kind of has he he's made kind of his the dragon. New dragon. Yeah, I think that he's his dragon. That's kind of cool. Uh, that's what I think is going on now. I wonder, like, why does Mixie have to be a giant monster right now to do this? I'm like, yeah, all right, he's a dragon. He looks it makes like sense he's now. turning into the dragon, yeah. and he, I like that he's got a little hat on still. The hat has, has a little you know, hat. The, I like he's that a the giant hat. monster I wish that the hat grew even bigger, but I did come the way. Always been tiny anyway. No, I'm. I'm saying I wish it would have grew bigger and all of a sudden he got big. Now it's a goddamn yeah. fedora for oh, a yeah. tiny little yeah, ball. <laughs> hey, he looks like Doctor Who. Uh, he's there and you have Starman, Mara and uh, Jaro and they go to try to stop Mixie. And that's uh, Jaro again, one page. He steals the show. I love and, him and so I, much. I've realized now. I can't wait that, for there to be that big Justice League, like, you know, print that somebody puts out that some artist wants to have signed at conventions yeah. where you have all the oh, Justice League together. And, and the thing is, Jaro is just one of the Justice League because at this Dang, point I think he is there. and it's great in my mind yeah, the idea yeah, of having like a Starro as one I'm of the Justice League is hilarious to me as as you read these and as you read this again Eric down the line uh, read a, read a Jaro's lines in Klaus's voice then it's hilarious because I'm telling you he's the almost is, the, he's the funnier the Klaus time. it is that's what it's like <laughs> especially with the trash talking he's yeah. Klaus from American Dad and I love it uh, yeah he's there you know oh you know don't send a a, a star man to do a starfish's job. I'm telling you, it's perfect. And that's where he realizes and he stops. And and I like this idea. This is something that we pointed out where I was telling you about the War of the Realms and right. Spider-Man in that book. And on the Marvel podcast, I said that Spider-Man was a little too jokey. A little jokey I for like what's this. going on. I like this though, because Jaro's a little jokey, right? Until yeah. he realizes Jaro what the hell is like going this. on. Yeah. Until he realizes... And then he stops, and all you have is a starfish with a big eye, and you realize that he's shitting his pants, where he's like, oh, no. His and they're pants. like, what is it, Jaro? And now, trash-talking Jaro's done. And he's like, you know, Mixie, this for me is instead of reimagining things in a reality, he's doing the opposite. We don't stop him. He'll unimagine everything in existence. And I think that that was well played out to give Jaro that shock, and then like, oh, man, what's going on? Jaro isn't trash-talking? Oh, and then you get a little, well, very Grant Morrison-esque deal. Uh, it's funny, where though, talking about these different 
own pencil. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, getting weird thing. like that. I've it's, got it. Why a is the pencil there? It's the thing. It's the, I wish it would have been the eraser for I that know, whole thing because he's erasing existence, not continuing Unless on with the pencil. reimagining it and Maybe. he's as he's doing it. But yeah, you see that it's, you know, breaking down into a Another comic thing, artist panel yeah. there. It, it's you know. kind of cool. It's a little bit weird. But I, the thing is, because it's Mixie it doing this for, for what he does, it, it works for him. Yeah, it works. And the thing is that when I was reading this before, going through with the World Forge and the idea of creating a new world, seeing which like you know what's better doom or justice stuff like yeah. you know what this actually really came off to me like what's marvel that? versus dc back in the 90s for yeah, those two little. cosmic brothers that were seeing whose universe was better and by yeah. the end that that's the one universe that, that got true. to exist in the end i thought you were gonna and say it it reminded you of the mask singer I, I don't know why you would say that. I don't know why that. you would think that. Is that you've been doing all day watching I, I, No, I thought that's where you'd go. Or maybe the voice. <laughs> or, or even, uh, you know, show us, who I am. show us what you got. Uh, but yeah, it is like that because it is an idea of, and, and it, I like this idea in general. If you're going into this, you either have the easy way out where people get hurt or the hard way where you are probably going to die and not succeed, right. but because they aren't going to want to hurt one person. And if you do go with this, I, and uh, I have a little thing by the end, but if you do go by this, it does seem like the world forger might also, that, that seems very doom esque, right? To right. have all to these me. captured. So hey, you maybe, think it's going to be one of those things you just passed. It's Willy Wonka. Oh, maybe no, that's, like, that's what I know, was just he saying. Has all this stuff set up for the end. Like we can't, when do I this said still. I was going to huh. wait till the end, that's exactly. what I was going to yeah. say. All yeah. of a sudden the go- Batman goes and gives the everlasting gobstopper. And Next that's what thing I'm thinking. You know, we're boom. Yeah. Or, it's all a trick, and he's on Doom's side, and they realize that all this was a lie, and they can do it themselves. We'll, we'll have to see. There's a lot of um, things but, that could happen, especially when you put something like a, a being known as the World Forger who has created the multiverse. He can pretty much do anything at this point, yeah. but I want something like this who seems so proud of his positive matter you know, yeah. universe. Not even not even the positive matter. Not the anti-matter or the dark multiverse. Multi, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. he's so happy but i i think he'd want that to continue existing the way he had it originally I, I agree, set. but he did say you you guys screwed it up you, like, you, you up. couldn't you couldn't just keep to yourselves and, and whatnot but i do maybe think because as you go like i said I there's that back. weird thing in the back there's that weird thing in the back though of him not really needing them to do no. this so why is he going through this except you know, maybe his vanity judging that he them. wants them to know. go, but judging them. So when they do end up in this prison, because what they do is end up in this multiverse, this six dimension multiverse is apocalypse, this universe. And they end up going and they do see all the bad guys. You, you know, you see some classes. You and see it's not even that. It's like a massive, even like, you know, 10 times the size of apocalypse. Yeah, I think they, they say it's huge. Issue. Yeah. And uh, it's a big prison. Uh, and they end up with these what appear to be robots, like cyborgs come down at first and like, you know, hey, you know, we get Superman will come save us. And no, Superman's gone forever. How do you know? Uh, because I destroyed him. It's Lois Lane. And she looks awesome. She's like, because I'm Lois Lane. I run this place. And again, you see she's Lois, and now I like her. I, I think, well, she's she's on Apocalypse in armor, but you get the idea that, you know, Scott Snyder's playing with this cliffhanger of, oh man, it's, you know, it's Lois. She's always good. She's going to do it, but we don't know. So we're no. going to see. Not everybody also, got a good future from this world, it seems like. No, and I also just kind of dig that this seems to be a little bit of a wink wink of her being a fury at that one. You know, I, I can make it work. We're calling a little back to that, to that thing before yeah i got you yeah the dan jurgens uh story in action comics that uh, you know i can imperious lex 
Yeah, yeah. When when she was actually a fury. So w- with that, it, that's where I said that maybe when the World Forger kind of grabbed this little inkling of everything that's happening now, it was at the moment where Kendra and John were kissing. So that's why they're together in the future with a kid. Right. You had, you know, Lois. Uh, you know, she was a fit. Whatever they're grabbing. Yeah, I don't think we've I, seen I don't think Lois it's in this deep. book yet. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's that deep, but I, I kind of like that. But I really want to see how this goes, because like I said, if this is a test that he's sending them to Apocalypse to maybe do something that he can't do, maybe we find out that he's not in total control of this, that there's some other forces and this is his way of finagling them to kind of free some. I don't know. I am intrigued. I I love the art. I, I like I, the I need story. I have some questions. I but. need DC to break down the timeline of their universe now, because like you said, throughout the I all, think we're going to have to wait think, until it resets again. Maybe. And nobody no, knows. Like, I know nobody knows. I, that's why I need somebody to sit down and figure it out. Just the idea nobody's of the monitor. Nobody's figuring out. The anti-monitor. You, you have the world, you have the world forged now, but like, you know, all of these things were created by Perpetual, it seemed like before. Yeah. But the whole thing is every world before seemed to have its own monitor in the multiverse before they were killed off. Yeah. And then you had, you know, Wotan Nix as, as the last monitor, but then you still had the anti-monitor who was dead and then undead and alive again. But then you had the reimagined anti-monitor who destroyed Earth no, 3 you, from you, the new 52. Again, there, maybe these are, maybe they're giving us the OGs that these others are. Well, it seems are like the, from what we yeah. saw before, I just don't know how that works and everything like else said, we've seen. These guys are the run dmc you know they're the you know grandmaster flashes and then later on you'll get your two pocks and your biggies in their own little pocket deals going uh i think they that gonna if die you, i think yeah really i think that if you uh and jam master j as well god rest know. your soul there jam master j uh as you go here i think that we're seeing kind of what you're you're saying and your confusion and and not even confusion but your kind of frustration is from the idea that the editors seem to have stopped at one point they did go to these writers and say right. listen do whatever you want if you want to do your version of you know this continuity if you want to do that and now we have done this for and I don't know when this would have been but whenever it happened it could have even been right at the beginning of rebirth I don't know but we're seeing what happens is as this goes on or even you know superman reborn but as this goes on the longer we go with this the more crazy it's getting. You are having everybody do their own thing. And now it's getting very confusing. It's getting very, you know, back and forth with different books. This book goes by one thing. This book goes by another. And while I don't, and it's weird. It's while, while I'm not the continuity kid that needs to know everything, but I don't want to have discrepancies and I don't want it to bring up questions that start ruining stories for me. And this book is getting close to it. And this is the book that we hear that's going to be the, you know, forerunner into something new. If it right. resets. Now, I do still think that while we're doing this, this whole idea of the sixth dimension and this whole thing that we get out of nowhere, that they're in the sixth dimension, this new universe that's going to be transplanted, da, da, da. I believe this is the key to how things will reset well, eventually or open up. I mean, that it, it seems very, very straightforward that that's what's going to happen. If what we were told, Eric's starting to get worried, that the doom, uh, what's it called? Doomsday clock. Uh, doomsday clock is, we were told it's not going to change the DC universe. Anymore. Like it originally was supposed like to. Like it was originally the delays going and whatnot. To. 
you say that you think that maybe they might get back to that just to screw us off. But but if they don't, this is the next thing that looks like it would do yes. that. And you know, and we I, would I'm go back by on that. the doomsday clock trolley with all of the delays and kind of distancing itself from everything that we're dealing right now, even past the summertime, going towards 2020. Yeah. I think maybe that is still the thing for that you want to hitch your wagon to because know. it still feels huge every time it does the come weird out. It thing, feels like though, it is was, building towards yeah, something. The weird thing that I was saying, though, on, on the news deal is it does seem like it is being delayed because things are changing. And right. if they were going to go to the original deal, now, yeah, you can say that because of the delays, it's still going to matter, but it's going to be a different type of way or whatnot. But it just seems like these delays are just because things are going back. And, and if you would have to change, say, a last three issues, right. that would cause some delays. But but with this book, I liked it. I actually like it. Sorry. I, I have and a it's, lot of discrepancies, but for the most part, I do, but I'm having some fun and I enjoy it. It is a weird combination that, yes, you're almost you're in kind of an Elseworlds, but it matters. This isn't an Elseworlds story that is, you know, Red Rain or something like that. This this is an incontinuity Elseworld that they're dealing with to try to save their own world. I like the concept. I like it. I think it might be a little too big for the space of an issue and it does kind of leave, but we see a lot of these books leave some things, you know, kind of left behind. I do think that a little bit more clarity would have been, but I I did give it a nine out of 10. I love the art so much. It's so good. And the cliffhanger has me excited with Lois to see what's going on, see if we can get all these villains, even to the point where you might even get that. the justice league is going to have to free some of their worst villains here just to, escape and, and win the day and I, I think that that is a very cool concept uh but what would you give it i think i'd end up giving this because of how much i enjoy the art and the idea now too because i even went up a little bit from my original initial score for the idea that mixie is now mixie. the dragon of the world because for some reason it didn't strike me until we were talking about it. i'm like oh this all makes sense now you have somebody erasing something yeah. he's the dragon jim yeah he's i the like dragon. that idea and, he just, looks, and that would be a reason why he's growing like that and, and look has like that. a mouth for freaking razors yeah, it because, looks like because mixie doesn't need Need to grow big like no, yeah, but yes, it does look like he's the it. new that dragon. Has become a fedora, but yeah. no. Uh, the whole thing though is that this is a very convoluted for me right now, where I can't understand the scope of what we're dealing with because we've moved the story so far from what it seemed to originally be without really talking about it moving to these different places to the sixth dimension. There's a lot of cool stuff, and I do look forward to going forward because I do hope, like every other comic, I hope. Everything does come together and it works out. But this one, this cat be asking too many questions and not getting enough answers like this series for the most part has been doing for a long time. But I would give this a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. And and one of the things is, yes, it did go off in this weird direction, but... Mixie showed up and was being controlled by the World Forger. And I'm to waiting for what like you know we're with Batmite at this point because it looked like the Legion of Doom yeah, had it looked Batmite. like Lex, yeah, had Batmite. So like like I said, I, I don't mind this kind of aside because they were tricked into doing this. Yeah. You know, Mixie showed up, told him all these, you know, sold him a line to get Superman to go through with that nonsense, which seems to be a lie. Goes in just to get captured by the World Forger so he can come out and say, "Hey, look at me, I'm old Superman. I was and going through all these weird things that we had to have Mixie." do all of this that had to be a ruse when the world forger seems to be able to do whatever he wants at any time. I know, but time. it seemed like he wanted them involved. He, it seemed like he wanted their no, vote I mean, even to that, be able the to do this. The whole idea that they want to go and do this and they get Mixelplick to well, come and like, I'm just they saying go through they, all these lengths to have Mixelplick trick them into Superman going when he seems to like he could have at any given time just because the world forger wants him to. 
Yeah, but I'm saying he, you know, he had to get Superman to go through that door just to put him in this pocket universe to come back and just say, hey, guys, it's awesome. Let's go. And then they followed with him, uh, you know, just to do that and, right. and whatnot. But, you know, I, I liked it. Uh, the no, next it's, it's, book, it's though, fun. Yeah. The, and really, I, I have to like something. I'm telling you, because it starts seeing, and now it's going to go downhill. Uh, and we're going to go with, well, this I, is the justice section, right? The thing the, is, the even with us. this whole idea of liking something, I went into this book knowing that up until this point, the continuity's been killing me. And I've been losing my mind, you know, like, you know, as I write my reviews, as I talk about it on the podcast, just the idea where and Brian we are Michael now Bennis, talking about, we're talking about Young Justice. justice. Yeah, just I don't want to bury the lead. That's the whole yeah. thing is that. But I'm kind of losing my mind because Brian Michael Ben is continually saying that this is in continuity. This is for the characters yep. from the stories he's been reading Every all along. Every solicit, everything. Every solicit says it, even this one for this issue. So this time I'm like, all right, I got Young Justice number four. It's time to turn a new leaf because we've been talking about it. You even said at the beginning of the book section, the whole idea of let's see what we can do about being positive about these things because yeah. – I want to like these books. I am just going to look, you know, continuity is going to be there. Continuity is not going to be there. What can you do about it? I don't want to see these characters because I personally love these characters. It seems like a good thing. And it's very hard still to really like it because the stuff that I want, it's – it's not I, like I'm telling you, it's I'm far and few you, between I, in this for the stuff that I Brian will, Michael Bendis seems to want to focus on. Yeah, I, I'm going to ask you a question, uh, but I'll, I'll let you do your credits first. All right, I'll, I'll do, the, I'll do my question. credits in my blurb. We'll get into it. But Young Justice yeah. number four, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Patrick Gleason, John Timms, Alejandro Sanchez, Alex Sinclair, and Wes Abbott. Want to know what's going on in Gemworld? Well, neither do I. But even with that, I don't think if you walk into this issue cold, you'll have the best of understanding about it either. On top of Amethyst's problem, though, we do see our Young Justice heroes finally come together. And for all of my continuity problems, it was still nice. There you go. See, he's yeah. trying to be positive. Trying. Why is Michael? Why is Brian Michael Bendis using everybody's desire to get a Young Justice book to give us a backdoor Gem World book? That, that's my question. Why? Th- this is know. a Gem World book. Th- we are getting. Po- I want to see Young Justice. Connor yep. is back. People have but been Jim, begging you don't understand. and begging Turquoise for him. was going to get kidnapped by the Dark Lord Opal I if Amethyst didn't come in it. here. At oh home, my! Have been other any place here. I come know. on. No, and then there were uh, a vote of a lack of confidence on Amethyst. Oh my! Like, this is the idea people that people have been we begging for these characters. I know, I'm you, Tim Drake, Connor Kent, freaking you know Bart and, Allen, and with all these me, you know, Cassie Sandsmark. Here's the thing: is those are your characters, right? Yeah. That's what I want: the Teen Lantern and Jenny Hex. These are characters that I want. I think they are the coolest look. Their designs are awesome. They have a hook that I may or may not like. I don't understand hacking the Green Lantern better. You'll get into that. But Jenny Hex being Just say a, Cyborg Superman about it. Yeah, being an ancestor of, uh, you know, Jonah Hex. She's That's got cool. a trunk. Like that. And that, like, these are awesome characters. Like, the concept of them get me a really, a really of excited. Jonah Hex. Yeah, yeah. Great, great, yeah. great, great, great granddaughter of yeah. Jonah Hex. And, uh, yeah, with this, you're not getting those characters. Why is he writing a Young Justice book that usually what you have is we by now on issue four, we would have been like, man, OK, we have enough of the Young Justice team fighting and uh, let's doing? get some on, story. Yeah. Let's go. But with this, we don't get it. Like, does he want to bring back a book and not give you the character? So you want him even more? 
I'm getting very frustrated reading this. I don't find it fun at all. This is a book that should be 100% fun. You have Impulse, who we haven't seen. We have Connor. It, it, we haven't seen these characters. And what he does is put them in a underground prison cells and then kind of gets oh, them there just Oh, you want to talk about talking. the idea of these underground prison cells, the idea that there's – there's a spell cast over all this time thing to like keep your mind muddled so you can't think of a way out of it and on the outside of these underground prison tunnels you have guards who may or may not be there they could be spells as well jim they could be spell world but by the gem yeah Yeah. oh my i wish i could say this is a gem it's not it's it's not uh, so even there, when we start and- out with this whole thing, the, the issue starts out yesterday, it tells me, where t- you know Turquoise is supposed to be getting married. It seems like she's going to get kidnapped by the Dark Lord Opal's forces. But Amethyst comes in, and then it goes to an earlier flashback to that that says earlier about a Game of Thrones-type style, about the, the different houses and clans yeah. of Gemworld, and about their council and what they're going to do and the idea of – is somebody working with Dark Lord Opal? Are the allegiances falling to other things? Yeah. And, you know, Amethyst being Amethyst, she's Why? the protector. She wants to go out and she wants to protect these people. Like, no, look, yeah. you can't go and do stuff. We're not going to do your nonsense, you goddamn warrior. And, you know, it might even be better yeah. if you go back to Earth because, you know, yeah, they the even say Amethyst, behind closed doors when they, yeah, when they kick her out uh, of the council room, they start dropping talking. Amethyst. She's eavesdropping. Uh, you, this is like the, you know, the thing. When you fire somebody, you escort them out. You don't let yeah. them eavesdrop. You know, what is this, Jerry Maguire again, where you can, you know, gather up people while you're Look, in that's there? That's what happens when you fire someone. That's not what happens when you talk about firing someone. Well, yeah, well, they're there, and she's she's eavesdropping. And all I can think of is, here's the thing. Can imagine, you imagine? I, 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 no, I I'm saying, just, go ahead, just go ahead. imagine this, where you have the Young Justice team, right? right they're, they're on Earth. Uh-huh. They're fighting something. You end up having them, like you know, brought together. They're fighting some threat. And then Amethyst comes through a portal because she has been kicked out of gem world. Perfect. I, I think that, and yeah, I think that this flip flop is crazy. Why are we in gem world talking about gem world problems when we should just be out? Because if Amethyst just came through a portal and said, Oh no, they kicked me out of gem world. Whoa, it's me. What I'd be like, I'm in. I like Amethyst as a character. I like the idea that she was from Earth. Well, you know, go Packers, Eric. Some of that, and yeah, so seriously. I like that. I like her as a character. I don't like Gemworld. I, and I don't hate care Gem about so Gemworld problems. Look, come on. I, the Ruby House no might reason. be with the no, Dark Lord Opal. Come on, just, man. Just imagine this. They, people, they, you, they announced no. Young Justice. <laughs> they announced, hey, Young Justice is coming out. We're going to have wait. Connor and Impulse. And oh, then my. just think, as, as of then, they just came out and said, oh, and by the way, They'll just kind of be in there a little because we're going to deal with gem world uh, politics. Yeah, nobody's buying it then. Why has he tricked us into reading a gem world book? It's even with the idea of tricking someone into reading a gem world book. I don't understand because, look, I I know a little bit about gem world. I've come across it in my comic book reading. I'm not a fan, so I try to avoid it at all costs. You don't know a lot about Gemworld or like no, the Sword the and Sorcery. No, I read the first two issues exactly, of, the New 52 of an stuff, Amethyst. Right? Yeah, an Amethyst, Sword and Sorcery. But no, I'm talking about the, the, original oh, the original Amethyst okay, I thought you read because the I ended up getting one. that. No, when this was announced, I got that and I saw her in two issues. Gr- get grabbed, big Packers fanner. Go yeah, get grabbed yeah. and brought to Gemworld, and I'm like, okay, I have enough. Once you get to Gemworld, I'm telling you, once she wasn't in her bedroom on Earth, I- I'm done. 
Yeah. And, and this is what but we're getting imagine here. Imagine not knowing anything. And this is your introduction to Amethyst in general, or even if you do have a passing knowledge of who characters are, because yeah. like I said, I know Amethyst. I know that they, yeah. I know these things exist for the most part. And even yeah, and you know this, enough, I didn't you don't realize, like I didn't realize that this was Amethyst for the longest time because I know Amethyst to be a blonde haired girl, yeah, not this yeah. pink haired girl who kind of looks a little bit like a starfire. I'm like, I don't, I didn't, yep. it took me forever to realize. Oh shit! This is what we're going with now. I'm like, yeah. why would you change the look of the character? It's just with they want to change it up for their own thing. deal. They just want to change it up for their own deal, and they're but in even for the she whole looks thing like Rainbow Bright. Telling the story of we start out yesterday at Turquoise's wedding, where Amethyst has to save her from getting kidnapped, and then go back earlier to where at this earlier, whole council earlier, meeting earlier. about like where they're trying to kick Amethyst out and send yeah. her back to Earth to only get a background on who, what's going on with the pris- the the soldiers of the prison that our young Justice heroes are in to, if they might be there there's sword there's swords and sorcery gone who knows and then later in the year issue going to again earlier and i'm like i i don't know what the timeline of events is where it's just yeah. her talking with turquoise just about what's going and before on and before and i don't know why he did that but yeah for all of this it really just seems like a set like brian michael bendis thinks that if he had Amethyst in the Young Justice book, because I would assume, and I'm telling you, we better get her going on. If we're going to go through all this, we better have her. We see an out of them wanting to vote her off, but they won't let her. Well, they're going uh, to you know, prove won't. herself, and she's going to stay in Gem World, and we're never going to have to see it again, right? I have a feeling that she's going to you know, just leave. But when she does, why do we need all this setup? We, it's almost as if Brian Michael Bendis thinks that everybody is so – you know, hyped up about Gemworld. And if you screw with Gemworld, boy, you know, there's going to be a reckoning. That's not true. What you what you need to not screw with is Superboy and his origin, which is mentioned again here in a weird deal. He kind of says it, but it's wrong. And even the idea where these uh, people in Gemworld call him a a Kryptonian and they, you know, what you said earlier, all that, whatever. But uh, even with that, it's a pre-Flashpoint Superboy that we're getting here with no explanation. But like it seems to be what everybody believes to be the post so like, you know, Superboy. But we also have a pre-Flashpoint in Pulse Bart Allen here, and nobody yeah. is addressing these ideas no. because for yeah, some this reason is we what jump we in. Need four issues for. Robin Tim Drake knows all about these people, the way they're being presented here, and that should not be the case for everything we'll be getting for the last two years, even I, I, eight years. Yeah, and, and by the way, uh, if you are following, you know, our podcast, we've mentioned it, but if you follow Brian Michael Bendis's. Uh, Twitter, he did say that he had, I think if, in my mind, he had 36 questions after the first, you know, the first issue of this right. that he, he said will be answered. We didn't realize that he, that's the problem. We didn't know his questions because some of them are, what's the table like where they all sit at in Gem World? Well, yeah. what do they yell about in Gem World? Uh, are Why there soldiers that are- pink? Yeah, are there soldiers there? Are they made of spells? I mean, some of the them questions, are from Earth. It seems like the question that he must have that he said, "I have a lit." Everybody's like, "Man, I'm confused." It's like, listen, I know there's 36 questions that'll be answered. Like I'm telling you, it's a monkey paw. We don't know what questions he's exactly. talking about because they're nonsense Gem World questions, obviously. And so, I, why? 
why and is this going to be an issue 25 of this book are we going to look back and say thank god we spent the whole first arc on gem world and learn the gem world politics because it's going to come back and 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 work i I don't understand why we're here and you know i'm done with that I'll try not to say it anymore, but I don't know why. We move on to Superboy and Impulse, though, continue that whole thing where they're being questioned by Dark Lord Opal Guards while Superboy is just trying to be out He Man? You mean Skeletor and He-Man? I, I do laugh that the one guy does look like He-Man after the Skeletor reference, but that's eh, fine and dandy. It doesn't look like Skeletor to me, no, and there's no, Impulse. And yeah, Impulse is definitely the, you know, he's the Deadpool-esque, you know, cracking wise. But, and, but he's also the pop culture reference that Brian Michael Bendis can prove that he's hip with the kids, you know. thing is, Skeletor. I like Impulse in this for the most part, yeah. and I like yeah, Superboy. Okay. The They're okay. Thing, I'm saying I don't need them to just throw out references and we get away from the whole gem world politics and amethyst i actually started getting a little bit happier because it's just pretty much at this point impulse being impulse running around saying his quips and superboy punching somebody's armor off completely i'm like you know what i can deal with that that's actually something i can get behind because it doesn't go against everything it's actually something i care about and him just doing this doesn't go against continuity yeah, yeah, I, I did like when, when Connor got all ghouls and ghosts with that armor, uh, you know, it, it ended up, <laughs> boom, just flying apart. And I'm like, all right, I like that. And I okay. love the art throughout, yeah, even, so the, even the other stuff. Now, uh, he uh, Brian Michael Bennis continues to love the idea that, you know, the team, most of the team are in cells and he's just going to have bubbles out there and you got to figure out who's talking. Uh, one of the other things that you have in this is the idea that Jenny Hex somehow knows more about the Teen Green Lantern than any of us and says that the Teen Green Lantern hacked into the power battery to get her powers. I would think that some Guardians might have some issues with that. You know, I that, that so, might bring the Green Lanterns down on you. Well, that was, I was like really the idea that hack. she's smart, so though. Good that nobody knew that they, she did it. That's how good she, the hack they was. They can't trace her. Yeah, but we'll see. And even with that, that I don't know, because like, she doesn't have anything to say and or how do could in she this. We were told by Ginny yeah, Hex this of who the this thing. person was. Yeah, I want more of her. I want more of Ginny X. We get a little of Ginny X, but it's what we already know. She's like, yeah, I kind of rolled into town in my truck because I have this trunk full of these things that I got from, from my, from my ancestor, Jonah yeah. Hex. And he, he ended up, uh, you know, some of these things are scary and they might hurt people. And it's funny, people. because of this book, and, you know, Ginny Hex, Hex just talking about these things. And then later on, we'll have an Adventures of Super Sons with the android Jonah Hex from the yeah. <laughs> few, like a different planet. Yeah. Because of these things, though, this week, I'm like... I could really do for a Jonah Hex I book right Jonah now. I love Jonah Hex. You know, I love <laughs> Jonah Hex. I could do for a Jonah Hex book. But yeah, with this, it's just, you know, like you said, the, the good parts are, you know, Impulse oh, like, and you Connor. Know, with Impulse going and talking to Laffy, who seems to be Superboy's, you know, wife or just baby mom at this point, and just yeah. discussing the idea that, man, you have a kid, you got a kid named Martha, of all things, which I thought was nice. Yeah, yeah I, I liked all of that to get the Young Justice team back together. Look, we have all of the, our friends here and even people you don't know. They're locked up over here. We got to go save them. And even when Superboy just shows up, rips open these cells, stuff like that. And, you know, awesome. they just have that Super- moment i'm like yes and, give me and this. here's the thing that's what i'm saying after four issues you see you know connor punch a guard and obliterate his armor around <laughs> him with his with his power there 
and you even love that it. great you, '90s Superboy suit kind of look to him yeah, when he rips yeah. up the floor to reveal them. Yeah. and that's such a great that makes page you right happy. there. It's so good. Yeah, makes you happy. You Doesn't have impulse, sense, but it's so good. No, but you have impulse running around, uh, you know, all happy, and yeah, he's throwing out the pop references. I'm telling you, it, it, it to but me, when, it's going to get when annoying. When Cassie, Bart, Tim, and Connor all when hug there, in that reunion, I'm like, why do we have it, to wait? I this need long? more of this. Yeah, why do we have to wait this long for this? I don't know. And why do we have politics at Gym World thrown in with it? I mean, really, you get a, a smile on your face at certain parts of this comic, and, and it can't just be us doing that. If there was a test, you know, the test audience, if this was a movie, we'd be filling out that survey. More <laughs> of the Young Justice characters. <laughs> less, less Gem World. Less Gem World. And you'd be great. That's what we want. And And yes, that's why in this, I can tell that eventually we should get to something we like. And that's why I would never say to anybody to drop this book, even if you're confused of this gem world nonsense. So angry about you. Give it some time because I think that there is something here. It's the problem that Brian Michael Bendis takes too long and seems to get in this idea that he wants to prove to everybody how smart he is with everything on the page. So he has to tell everybody, oh, you think that you know gem world? Uh, no, I don't. And he's like, I know it more than you. Yes, you do. And that's not anything to be proud of. You don't need to make a stand on your knowledge of Gem World and that you can do a Game of Thrones. I, I could just see him sitting there and he's like, he's scratching his head. He don't have hair, Eric. And he's scratching. He's like, what do the kids like nowadays? Uh, the Gem World and the Games of Thrones. There yeah. you go. That's what he's getting. But that's not what we want from this book. No, no, That's not, not why people are buying this book. That's not what I ever envisioned this book to be. I When I heard Amethyst was going to be in it, I was like, boy, that's, that's trouble. I just thought she was just going to get there in one issue and, and, like and you go said, on. At the beginning, the whole idea, if we go back eventually, like issue number seven, and see how Amethyst was kicked out of the freaking, you know, the the Council of Gem World. Like it's sent back still to Earth. too much, fine. though. I'm saying, though, but I'm telling you, you want to have a reason why Amethyst came back to Earth and can be a yeah. part of Young Justice. That's but he fine. seems to go a little... immediately, though, mm. and give us Young Justice. Don't ever go full Gem World. They say that all the time. First off, <laughs> just look at the track record of any Gem World book. Uh, nobody I try, wants I try not it. To. I'm telling you, people are saying that they want, you know, that that they want the Legion of Superheroes book, and that seems like that is like right down, you know, Brian Michael Bendis's alley. That he'll grab that and do it. A bunch you'll, of characters, yeah, and it'll drive me yeah, nuts. And, and younger, they'll drive me yeah. nuts. It'll take us 20 issues to get to Matter Eater Lad. Eric, we won't get any I don't of those. Want we'll Matter Eater Lad, we'll start in Gem World. Oh, we God. Gem World of boy. the 31st century. Yeah, we'll be in Gem World. He'll figure out something else to talk about other than the characters that everybody wants. I'm telling you, Lightning Lad will show up in the ninth you know, issue. Well, hey, guys. All, all with I can say kid. about that is that somebody better rescue Saturn Girl from you know, Doomsday Clock yeah, really. at this point. Really? But that's where you need that reset first. That's Agreed. why I think that is definitely to me why you don't have that Legion of Superheroes book yet, because Saturn Girl in the, is still out there doing her Saturn Girl things, which she's not doing anything really, but no, she, no. she was out well, there. She, you need, she was, you need you know, that reset by, though. You know, Osmodeus last time you we need saw that, Yeah, you need that reset though. So that she, I'm saying in the regular books, not oh, just right, right. in the, you know, Doomsday Clock. But yeah, I think that that would be one of the reasons you need that reset. So she could just go back to be a nice old 
Saturn girl and go with that. Eat sandwiches. I want to know what street. she came back in time to talk to Superman about before she, she got all locked up in Arkham Superman. for steak and a hot dog. I don't believe me. The, the, that was probably seven events that didn't happen by now. Oh, no. uh, you, you know, as we do these, you, you get this. You know, when you're reading and reviewing and doing the podcast every week, you do get the sense of boy, that changed, that changed, that changed, Eric. That changed. Oh, no. There was something there, and it didn't work out. But yeah, she and then realized next thing things you know, were happening because somebody died in a hockey game. Yeah, next thing you know, she's screaming and yelling in the button, driving me insane. That's it. She came <laughs> back with the power to drive me nuts. And, and really, you get upset about continuity. You get upset. And in this book with Connor Impulse, that kind of upsets you in the Just yeah. League. It upsets you. I just don't like when you, you mess with the rules of hockey, Eric, and the unwritten rules of I hockey. I know. You, you don't do that. That's something you don't do on. Not on my – where is it? Not on my – Watch. Not on my watch. You got that right, buddy. You got that. But what'd you give this? I really like the art in this issue all the way through, even though it was heavily to do with general, which I cared nothing about. But even trying to put my continuity problems aside, the yeah. amount of gem world and the way the story's told with, you know, yesterday, then earlier, and then present day, and then earlier again, I had no idea what time these events took place, if it was before or after Torquoise's wedding or whatever, the council meeting, no idea. I just know I was happy when I got my Young Justice characters together because it gave me a sense of things might be all right in the end. But overall, even with my positive attitude towards this stuff that I was getting that I did not like, I gave this a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I, I'm actually a little more positive. And all the, after all the yelling and stuff, when we did, like you said, when we did get Connor and, and Bart, and then at the end when you see the kind of the characters together, uh, and if if we would have gotten just and a little bit. the characters proper for the first time since before Flashpoint. Yeah, and if we would have gotten a little bit more or any of the Teen Lantern and stuff like that going on yeah. now, I'd even like it more. But I, I, there's something here. Like I said, there's something – to grab onto there's just not enough yet and it seems like the focus is at the wrong spot but i'm going six five i mean i'm not that much more positive than you but i'm going a little bit more yeah yeah i'm telling you uh, if we could just get some uh i don't know i I just looked up as we were talking i was looking up gems i wanted to do some gem puns it's not happening eric i'm looking at it like yeah there's sapphire what am i gonna say hey i'm gonna warm my hands by the sapphire I don't know. I have no idea. Jasper. Let's see I, here. I don't know. July. Yeah, July birthstone. Give it to stone. me. I bet you it's something stupid like amethyst. Give it to me, Eric. What is it? Quartz? Ruby. It's Ruby. All right. Ruby. All right. I'm down. Ruby. <laughs> I'm the Ruby. So everybody's homework for the DC Comics podcast this week is to find out what your gemstone is. Find for your out birth what month. your gemstone is because what, you know that's more important. Uh, for this than actually getting the Young oh, Justice God. team. Oh, God. What are you? What is, I don't know. It showed me like four different goddamn things. Yeah, just what a quartz. I don't know. I didn't look it up. You're, you're, you're bringing this to a Turquoise. Okay, I it's think. turquoise. Okay. I don't know. That's a standard, Can right? I tell you? Turquoise. I'm Ruby. You said I'm Ruby, right? Yeah, you're Ruby. I, I paid more. I paid a little more attention to you. Like you were saying, uh, you know, oh, with turquoise's wedding. And then I'm like, I, I'm telling you, my mind just like, all right, I don't need to know. I'm this telling you, I, I type in December on. birthstones, right? And I yeah. here's December, turquoise, topaz, tanzanite, and zircon. I'm like, it's a big month. I asked for right? a stone, motherfucker, not stones. Yeah, really. But that's the end of the first section, Eric. We're going to go off now to some mail. Here 
that Superman in action comics wasn't enough. DC gave him young justice. Now he's going through his normal pacing, going nowhere, going nowhere. All the questions from the very beginning, all unanswered. All unanswered. Bendis keeps saying it's in this timeline. Gives us no sign. Gives us no sign. Now I find it kind of funny. I find it kind of sad. We all beg to get counter. Bendis brought him back a dad. Bendis in charge of decisions that he really shouldn't make. The story's gone in circles, and I really, really hate Jim World. Jim World. I'm still waiting for this book to get good. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Why don't we get more of the new Tea Lantern? Hardly know her. Hardly know her. Her amethyst, and I was very nervous. Now Lord Opal, fuck Lord Opal. I guess by now I should have learned my lesson. Don't expect much. Don't expect much. Now I find it kind of funny. I find it kind of sad. We all beg to get counter. Bendis brought him back a dad. Bendis in charge of decisions that he really shouldn't make. The story's gone in circles, and I really, really hate Jim. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Oh yeah, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen. Let's hear It's time for the mail, right. and if you want to get involved in the mail and be the star of the yeah, show, why wouldn't you? email us at weirdscience 
dccomics at gmail.com. A lot of things to remember. I, my head's going all over the place. It's swimming around there. Is it? it, it it's, it's squirming like a toad. Oh, my. It don't is. have that happen. We're going to start off with mail section number one with uh, Mr. Uh, Daniel Von Eggety. Oh, the Von Eggety. Uh, fancy of the Von Eggety's. Obviously. Uh, of the fancy Von Eggety's. I hear that they like to eat crumpets and drink their tea with their pinkies on. No, no, and a cricket says, is so no, a, a thing that happens. A thing that happens to movie critics is that they eventually start becoming hardened to popular movies because popular movies tend to repeat character types and tropes and plots. Yeah, when you when you have to see every release that comes out, you start losing tolerance for mediocrity. So, of course, when you review every DC book, you start losing a taste for the mediocre. DC books. No movie critic wants to sit through another mediocre movie and no comic critic wants to read a mediocre comic with okay writing and okay art. That's good. Luckily, my man Eric Shea is hardly a critic. He hates critics. So he much. One time. He said, I he hate said myself a young more than Eric ever. Shea would end up wanting to kill himself. Sure would. Hey, that's, that's going dead. Yeah. I want to do a uh, We'll do a thing on I touch myself, but it'll be I hate myself all about you being a critic. I don't think you hate the books. My joking last week aside, I think you just can't stomach okayness anymore, and that's fine. I think he's on to something here, right? <laughs> Neither can I. Okayness and lousiness just start tasting the same after a while. I will keep you just put salt on it. That's my favorite ingredient. I will keep the books uh, you do praise in mind for collections, starting with the first John's Shazam collection. Now, we say this, Freedom Fighters needs to be there as well. That's the book that we're really championing, and uh, we like it. Best wishes, Daniel. as well. And he says, P.S. Heroes in Crisis is bad. By my own logic, I should just quit it, but I make bad life choices. So he is indeed hitting it instead. Yes, he is hitting it instead of quitting it, Eric. Uh, and they, thank you, Daniel. And Thanks, I, Dan. I do agree that, yeah, well, we do every book, and maybe that wasn't the best idea. And maybe it at this point we'd idea. be a little more, well, we, maybe we'd be a little more enthusiastic and stuff like that. We're just saying. I, if we I wanted said to be earlier, more enthusiastic, we'd just stop reading the comics, give it a long rest, stop doing this, and come back to it in a hmm. year and only no. read what we like. Hmm, is that what you say? That is what I say. I, I end up, that was more of the Monopoly man. Mm, is that what you say, do you? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That that was our plan from the beginning, that we would do all the books. And, you know, that's what we've done. Was. I think it's done okay. It's done okay. Eric, tell me what your favorite book is of the last two weeks while I cough viciously. I would probably be Shazam. Yeah, I would think Shazam in the last two all weeks. All right, I'm back. Good. I had a really bad itch in my throat. A little tickle. It was. Andy is next. Andy says, hey, guys, crap eating lad here. He's crap eating lad instead of shit talking lad. (laughs) I vaguely remember Jim talking last summer about how his shoes smelled so bad. He had to keep them outside. Could you please go into detail on the shoes? Feet smell situation. I'll tell you the situation. They stink. Yeah. They smell like shit. Jim doesn't wear socks and his sweat's all up in there. That's the problem. I, I have very sweaty feet. I'm a sweaty man, not as sweaty as one Eric. I I look at this My guy. Feet don't sweat, it, though. It's the middle of January. Freaking pits going. 
I have the feet. You got the pits. I do. I'm telling you. I think I might have been, you know, pit stain from Pete and Pete back in the day. Yeah, I think you were pit stain. Uh, but and I'm yeah, telling you, I, I was so like worried socks. about you, like making fun of that character with my friends, knowing that I would be, I was yeah. sweating right there but through that's my why shirt. If you, if it was you, if, if it was me, I would have went right for it and just basically said like, "Man, what am I pit stains?" <laughs> and then looked the it crowd. Was, it was whoever's laughing. They will be sliced. It's <laughs> what would happen. <laughs> hey, man, that's like me. Pit stains, right? And if I see anybody shaking their head, yes, they will die that you night. Are die. They will not wake up for the next morning. <laughs> you will die. I'm telling you, I'm sitting uh, here right now, freaking damp ass freaking armpits. It is it's yeah. not hot in here. I'm just sitting here. I'm not doing a goddamn thing. Can't stop sweating. I, I'm sitting and I can smell my shoes. I, I do have right here. I do I can have smell your the, shoes uh, here too. I have the Dr. Scholl's Odor X. I will slice you. Uh, my, I just sweat. My feet sweat a lot and I don't like socks. And by the end of the day, I get what, you know, unfortunately the people will know rot. what I'm talking about. You get, a, you, you get foot swamp foot you got a is funk. what I, I used to call it. I got foot swamp foot. I'm going to say foot swamp. <laughs> that don't make no sense. I got the you got, foot swamp You got the here, foot funk. Baby. Yeah. Uh, Logan will not stay in a room if I take my shoes off. This has been something since, you know, pretty much I hit puberty, I believe, is when it really started going. Uh, That's just me. Uh, For me, DR Scholl insoles and gold bond spray do the trick for sweaty feet. You don't understand how sweaty my feet get. They they get so bad. how funky they are. I used to use, like, say, the the powder – and that would just become part of the mess, too. And I, the gold bun spray is okay. I just have the Dr. Scholl's Odorex. I give that a little spray at, at the beginning of the day. If if it is eight hours of protection, it'll last me about three. And then, then you know, up yeah. for grabs. I, I have actually replenished at lunch sometimes because they really stink. But keep up the great work on the podcast. But yet I don't have any pit problems. Stay honest, oh. even if it isn't always positive. Comics are supposed to be our escape. So it's okay to be upset if they're just garbage. And I agree with that. And thank you, Andy. And Andy uh, did send me a note that we inspired him. And he's going to be doing reviews for the Batman Universe nice. uh, site. So I, I think that's what he told me. So, yeah, I, I hope that. I I hope I didn't mess it up. But yeah, go and check out his reviews as well. He already has some up, so go check those Sweet. out. Next is Ruben. 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 Ruben e- emailing us. What the heck? Who lit that fire under his ass, right? What's going on in Seattle? They, they got nothing going on over there? That electronica music he that he's always talking about? He had coffee a little about? bit too late. He, had something to, he needed something to do. Damn right. Probably had some nonsense iced coffee too. Probably sitting there like drinking that iced coffee. Cold just brewed. Yeah, cold bro. Just sitting there thinking, fuck you, Jim. I'll get you and I will slice you. Hi, Jim and Eric. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on Deathstroke number 42. I've read it twice and I like it. Eric's 6.5 on the site is fair, but I'd give it a solid 7. So I'm going to give Tanya later, Eric. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) I'm getting so (laughs) tired. I'm getting so tired. There were several little points that made me laugh, and it didn't feel too disjointed from the Teen Titans number 28. I, I think that one of the things of Wally West, you had a cliffhanger that just wasn't even resolved yeah, not addressed at all. At all. And so, yeah, Best that, part is, I don't even think we bit... talked about that in the review we did. Yeah, I did. I mentioned okay. it. Yeah, I, I say a little. We didn't mention much, but yeah, that was not kind of, it was referenced slightly, kind of. It turns out he's really... cool with it. <laughs> yeah. It seems like, Proust. 
and Glass have decided to allow each other to address the interesting points about Deathstroke and the Teen Titans in their respective books, which makes sense. Now, I did I'm say still to you for the interesting after, parts. Yeah, really? I, really? That's what I'm giving Tanya tonight. <laughs> the interesting part. Yes! <laughs> I am on a roll. Where, where's, where's my drum roll? Yeah! hey I, I end up uh, saying to you at work uh, the other day that um, I didn't say it in our review of Teen Titans that we did with Chris, where you said, man, I, I really didn't like the fact that Deathstroke kind of got captured very right. quickly, whatever. Now, at least we see in this issue this week that he knew he could get out anyway. But I did say, like, when you have these events, you are going to end up having the, the team or the person whose book it is Crossers, winning yeah. at that point. Uh, during a crossover, and I, I forgot to say that in the review, but I think that that's what they were playing at. And then this one, Deathstroke just escapes and kind of, you know, throws some shit. Can we get a I'll Teen Titans story longer. that doesn't matter? I know. I'll have to wait a little longer to see Wallace's reaction to the dungeon, how Roundhouse went from a He's puddle cool. to his normal form. I don't mind the Roundhouse puddle to normal. I just assume they got this new suit, and that's what contains him. So I'm okay with that. But I can let that slide. Slide. Jim speculated that this arc was the end or the start of the end of the Deathstroke book. I say that later, too. And it really feels that way. It seems like the point of this run is to take away the icon armor and help Slade get over the death wish he's had since Hugo Strange tricked him into killing his shrink, even though it ends with, you're going to kill me. I could see (laughs) Bruce writing a small arc about the Plorians after the Terminus agenda and then having a victory lap issue, but it really doesn't seem like he's laying the groundwork for any future storylines. And I agree with that. I say later my theory of what we're getting and why it kind of spells the end to me. Anyway, I got a real kick out of the scenes with Deathstroke escaping acti- uh, captivity and then just poking around. Eric escapes activity. Uh, poking <laughs> around the I Teen can. Titans' face. <laughs> that is your goal in life. And I agree with that. was my think- favorite part of the book. Yeah, where do you think Slade got the Batman t-shirt from? I was thinking it might have come from Damien's closet, but there's no way Slade and Damien are the same size. Uh, I actually think that it might have been like a Kid Flash. I, I don't know. And again, if we he think too much He seems way bigger it, gonna... than everybody. Yeah, I know. I know. But maybe he maybe he went and bought it. Uh, you know, he, went and bought he, it? He, <laughs> it's roundhouse. Well, he had to get that food. So that food was either delivered or he, he went and bought it. So, you know, you have that. Do you imagine that Damien... Just has a bunch of Batman shirts lying around. No, I don't. I really wouldn't think that he'd have those, but that's okay. Maybe it was Roundhouse. I also laughed at Slade ordering KFC and hanging out. That, that was that pizza was fish. what, Eric? That pizza was pizza fish. fish. And and it did look like to me that he wanted mayo for his fries. It's ridiculous, but it puts a smile on my face. Slade's last meal is KFC. Or pizza fish. I'm glad that Bruce explained how the Teen Titans showed up at Slade's Barber. That was one of those points that irked me. I don't entirely understand why Jericho would sell out his father, but I appreciate it that Priest Bruce explained how the Teen Titans knew where to look. I'm looking forward to finding out if Slade released Black Mask, Brother Blood, Swerve, and Gizmo. No, no, I don't think he did. I don't think there's any way that he would want to. They're they're bad guys. They and you know and gals. Uh, one time, uh, are you aware of the term swerve, Eric? Because I was at the grocery store the one day and a lady let me go ahead of her. And then I didn't realize and she swerved me because another aisle had just opened and she ran over to that. What the hell are I you saying? Swerved. What did she do? It sounds sexy. She swerved me. Yeah. She, yeah it was Tell me about it. All the, this lady looked like uh, it just uh, hideous uh-huh. is what she looked like. Right up your alley. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Uh, no, but with that uh, – 
uh, I'm saying this because when I see Swerve, all I got was Rafe and Logan just continue. Man, she swerved you. She swerved you. I'm like, I, I please don't tell know me what, what this is. And she kind of, I don't know. And it, she didn't swerve me. She didn't know this other aisle was opening up, and she let me go ahead of her not to swerve me. She was being nice. I only had two items. I'm looking for it the next. So issue. you can't tell um, me what to swerve means. I'm just sitting I don't here. Know what it means? Oh, right. She fooled uh, me. I don't okay. know. She punked me. I, I somebody else said. What, what do I look like? I'm a man. Well, you brought it up. I thought I'm you had a, an answer. No, I'm just saying I saw swerve and it came into my mind and I, I can't keep things out of my mind. <laughs> I'm having problems. I'm looking forward to the next issue of this crossover. I think that what happened is they they said that I had to go back on the medicine. I think it's the medicine that does it, Eric. They're trying to control me. I think it's a government plot. They're Maybe. trying to get me uh, you know, acting crazy. Seems like you blow on medication. Really. Yeah, now I do want to go back on the medication. Right? Why? Why now? P.S. Ever since Jim said cold brew was bullshit, I bought I my it. cold brew intake. I, I didn't even know he had that on there. That <laughs> son of a bitch. Take that, Werner. I'm Team Jolly Drew all the way. I am too. I love Jolly Drew and I love Ruben. So I, you know, what am I? What else am I going to do except tell them that cold brew is fucking bullshit? And I'm going to slice you. Uh, it's <laughs> just God. nonsense. It, Drink coffee the way it was supposed to be, you know, drank like a man and a woman. Yeah, just a normal person. Really? I I sit there and I I hit the coffee deal and it just keeps coming up where the the clean light goes on. I'm like, not today. Put a little piece of electrical tape over that. Not dealing with that. Yeah. Yeah, really. That takes care of that. Yeah. uh, You know what I did do today, though? I did end up cleaning my coffee cup for the first time because the other day when I went at break to get another coffee, I did get my refill. I I did my life hack, Eric, and got a refill. Uh, And I was mad because the lady ended up charging me for a 24 ounce. How dare she charge me? A 24-ounce of this 32-ounce cup, but charged me 20-ounce before. That's nonsense. But I did get it with cream and a couple of Splendas for the first time in a while. And then you have to start cleaning the cup. If you just get it black coffee, there's nothing in that. that no, no, bad, you right? really you, just you clean your cup when you're done. Nah, nah, that's not how I roll, Eric. Oh, I know. I, I just go with Oh, it. I know. And, I, and I'm telling you, I, I hate cold brew so much. That when Alex got me this Yeti cup, it's so great because it'll keep it warm for like seven days. It's the best. I'm not going to even pretend or accidentally get a cold brew. It's not happening. To me, cold brew is like when when you see Wendy's and they, they all of a sudden announce the chili. It's because they end up getting all the old burgers to make the chili. The cold brew is just that shit laying around. They're just, voila, cold brew. It's like when they end up, hey, hey, what are we going to do with this extra dough? I don't know. Why don't we make like garlic knots? Who the fuck is going to buy the garlic knots? Eric Shea's favorite thing, right? I ended up the guy guy who owns uh, the pizza place that you go to said that when he realized to make garlic knots, he laughed for six days straight because people were buying shit that he used to just throw away. Just old dough. (laughs) He's like, I I twist it up, put some butter and garlic on. Voila, I'm a millionaire. But yeah, there you go, Eric. It's the end of the first section of mail. And we're going to go off to talk to Reggie about a couple books. Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escape my sight. No war threats, evil mites. Beware of my power, green's light. Ah, uh, green's light. I green. know Reggie loves that. Oh. I know that... 
Wrong turn is gone, but yet he lives on in our hearts, right? <laughs> he lives on in our hearts. A man that is so uh, ironic that he does his version of the Green Lantern Oath, but has no willpower himself. That's one of the best. Uh, we did hear that he's having some problems at his job. The storybook new job is having some issues, and he's blaming everyone else, is, is how we so, have heard it. it's just like the old job. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he uh, was heard by his kind of father-in-law talking on the phone saying that he really really screwed up but it wasn't his fault because everybody was distracting him or oh. probably saying distracting is what he they would distracting me yeah they're they distracting were, were they asking him what his favorite football player no, no, was, no, no. That yeah, was either that or what's your favorite band and he started yeah. saying songs and then unfortunately for him now they'll call him on it i'm sure that somebody said like well what are you talking about you nonsense uh, but we're here to talk two books tonight. Uh, one new, one a week old. Uh, but what is the first one, Reggie? First one is The Green Lantern number six, written by Grant Morrison, art by Liam Sharp and Steve Olaf. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. A toaster to an oven, an oven to a range. Black Star's task, how it's nothing. Adam Strange, he hesitates because they once were friends, but he's undercover, so Adam Strange must end. It's a trick that puts Alana through her paces to put Hal in control or Moo's good graces. But after meeting Hal, Moo explodes then dead, and Hal is like, damn, was it something I said? Boom, and it was. Uh, is this, does this make sense? Is this on? Does this rhyme? Does this make uh-huh. sense that I like this issue enough and I like the last issue enough, but yet I don't like it as a Green Lantern book? I, I, I think. I actually this, like this issue less than the last okay. issue just because I Tony, we're, we're, moving, we're moving on again in this series and it just feels weird because I'm telling you, this doesn't feel like an ongoing to me still for what he's well, doing. That's with, what I'm saying. And we're it moving doesn't... away to do something else without fully understanding what we're doing normally. Well, what this feels like to me is almost like, you know, and I hate to, you know, bring up Mr. Miracle with Tom King, but it seems like, you know, Grant Morrison's Hal Jordan book that he just wants to, you know, dick around with Hal Jordan, have him do some things. And if you like that, you go with it. But it just doesn't feel like a Green Lantern book to me. And how? Having it be the only one. I think that that's one of the biggest problems I have. And it was even mentioned on the site, Reggie. I don't know if you saw that comment saying that your review was great, but it's not the Green Lantern. Like, I want to like this, but I just can't like it. And I agree. To me, I think we need something else for people who just want a standard Green Lantern book. Uh, this is more of a Hal Jordan crazy, whack, funky book here. It's uh, sort of a, a Hal Jordan high adventuring, you know, yeah. Hal Jordan as Han Solo. And, and, yeah, Hal and you say, as, uh, and, you, Jones and I think you even said in, in your review, the art does, you, you're kind of coming to grip with what Liam Sharp yes. is doing with the art. I do think, though, as well, that you just said what I think is Grant Morrison wants to turn this into a 1950s serial, something that you would this, go and watch, uh, you know, in the movie, in the uh, movie house, as we used to call this, them. This is one of these things, uh, looking at the art in this one, it all clicked. I was like, this looks just like those pulp, those British sci-fi yeah. pulps in the 50s and 60s, like, just like it, like, yeah. really well, a really good rendition of that kind of thing. And I, I think that's and, how and, he's and writing it as well. I mean, here, here's here's the thing. You're 100% right that if you come into this expecting any continuity having been answered, 
or or even addressed. Look, and, I, I, and, I just want something to be right from the get-go, because even when we start out, Planet Ron, Space Sector 2814, I'm like, that's not in Space Sector 2814. No, no. I was like, that's not where it is. And I, not I never only heard that, that. It's, be- it's okay. You had to shoehorn how Jordan it, it's funny. This. It's It's funny that you would have that, and you'd be like, oh, man, you know, uh, they made a mistake there, but then they stress it over and over. Yeah. Hey, Hal Jordan, you're on Green Lantern. You're a Green Lantern. I'm no! Like, yeah, that's not true. That that shouldn't be. But again, to me, this does feel like, and I say the 50s movie serials because that would be what I, and, you know, I wasn't alive then, like but that that's too. what I would be, uh, you know, I would be drawn to that. But those are, like you said, also like these pulp thing, you know, the yeah. British pulp uh, comics and mm. even the pulp comics here. It, it, that's what they're going for fully, and I, it's not just the art. I think Grant Morrison is going for that as well. So you'll you'll oh, have yeah, these yeah. high concepts that back in the day you would throw a lot of things out there and you explain two out of six, and that's kind of how he's doing it. And he may not get back to explaining everything, but you're supposed to enjoy no. the high adventure of it, and you're supposed right. to enjoy the you know over the top just craziness of it. And I do to a point, but I just, it, it, to me, it's just so far away from being a, uh, especially like, uh, you can say, obviously, it's a Green Lantern book. It's the Green Lantern. Uh, I really hope that they come out with a core book, a Green Lantern core book, because there is something missing from this that even me, not being a huge Green Lantern fan, I feel like I'm missing in the books right now. And I'm afraid that a lot of people are going to bail from this book, not just because it's bad, but because it's confusing and because it, it is throwing too much out there. And it is trying, you know, Grant Morrison is trying to kind of, you know, play a little wonky with you and have some fun with it. And, and if you like it, he don't, he don't care either way. Yeah. And I'm afraid that there are a lot of people that in this, and I said, rebirth happened. You got a lot of people that joined in on the books. And we saw, even though we didn't really like the pacing of Van Diddy's, you know, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, you have a lot of people who that's their Green Lantern book because they just started reading comics. And then you go to this and there's no other option. And I think they're leaving a lot of people out to dry who want a just a core book and a Green Lantern card. So you know, you know when this that. book would have worked, I think, really well is when they remember um, that was the DCYOU where the uh, yeah. the core got shifted to that other dimension. Yeah, yeah that would have been good. Was on the run. Yeah, Hal Jordan was Renegade, on the run as yeah, Renegade. Like, this would have been pretty good. Like that, yeah. that was a time when you could have had your own Hal Jordan kind of almost doing his own thing the whole time. And this, this would have played well then instead of yeah, I agree. The, completely dull crap that we got for the most yeah, part yeah, but uh, yeah. I, once I, I clicked with this visually and stylistically being like those pulp comics I fell in love with it I mean some of the, the pages the faces they look spot on to even yeah. even the ones that went up into the late 60s and early 70s uh, then then uh, British work got a much harder Dave Gibbons kind of edge to it it was uh, that's when Judge Dredd showed up but before yep. that it was these kind of like wispy almost like I don't know, painterly, uh, like I can't really explain it, kind of like uh, loosely drawn uh, characters and stuff. So the story here is that to join the Black Stars uh, in order to gain their favor and to gain audience with Controller Moo, Hal Jordan has to kill Adam Strange, and they've arranged for this to happen no. uh, in a uh, stadium. In a because, duel, okay. yeah. They're gonna. They're, they're supposed to have a duel, but you it's know, so it's so funny to me too because I expected almost like a William Shatner, Captain Kirk fight in the freaking you know the uh, uh the I can't even the Korg now. My and the whole <laughs> thing is like 
Look, I'm not going to kill. I'm not going to kill an unarmed man. I like. I didn't expect him to have. All right, back to back, ten paces, turn and shoot. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, I know that was weird. Yeah. Uh, also, also, gun versus uh, black star ring or whatever. Black star blast doesn't seem fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they end up, they end up doing it, and I'm uh, doing Adam it. Strange. Hey, they uh, he <laughs> wings, he wings Hal, but Hal sends a uh, chunk of black star crystal right into his chest or his gut, and he seems dead. Alana runs to his side. She's all broken up. While she's not paying attention, Controller Moo just sort of walks off with her kid. Yeah, I'm going to go out of here. Yeah, that's what uh, happened to Eric Shea. That's what happened with that. that you have a ice cream truck show up, off you go. Control yeah. and move. But yeah, I, and even like the whole deal here of like Grant Morrison really wants to go in the Department of Salvage. We're authorized to harvest the body of Adam Strange for Superior Terran Order. I'm like, really? We're going a little too far with Look, this. Look, I'm fine with that. It's just the idea where I see this thing burn through Adam Strange. He's dead. Everyone around she's dead and then by the time we get back to the morgue oh no Hal put me in a coma she what? Does, Hal wound. does wink of a flesh wound? I know he, that was he very does wink but it doesn't look like he's winking to anybody because it doesn't look like Alana's he's winking at us actually it looks like he's not winking at Alana uh, there because she's all teary eyed and looking at him but you know, they go off and uh, yep the kid is uh, he is taken or or she is and, yes. uh, and then they're going jet. And they're going to go, and there's Controller Moo, who has the, you know, his house ring and wants to Which know how I, to use I, it. I do appreciate to a degree the idea that we are getting the idea of, like, you see, I mean, we just had a, did a bunch with the controllers and the blacks and the dark stars in the Green Lantern Corps book. Now we have Controller Moo here, who is a black star. He is the leader of the black star. He has been outside of the other controllers this whole time. Mm-hmm. He's done his own thing, and that's why we have, like, okay, at least you establish what the black stars are, and it sounds cooler than the dark stars. Yeah. Also so yeah. Controller Moon, he, look, I'm going to bring order to this universe, or I'm going to kill this universe. That's how it's going to be. Controller yeah. Moo out. Drop yeah. the mic. Now, yeah. I, I actually thought that Grant Morrison was going to actually reference the pure will ring there of Hal's because of the way that uh, Controller Mill was having oh. problems oh with it. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I'm Dude. like, oh, this is it. He's actually going to tie too, this yeah. in. And then he By the it. time we get the freaking Merwin, Mer- I can't even say, Meyer Hidden yeah. at the end, it completely goes back to Silver Age stuff about Meyer Hidden, this magician being yeah. stuck in his fucking ring. I'm like, that doesn't even make any goddamn sense. No. It's his own ring. It's his own what ring made doing? of his pure will. And, and so and he did he, he got out of this. That was back in the freaking Silver Age stuff. This has not been in continuity yeah. for the longest well, that's time. What he's Why playing are we doing with. this? I, I really think that when we say, you know, is this in continuity? Is this in Elseworlds? Is this whatever? I think that this is more of like Reggie's saying, like, what era is this? And it's Silver Age. It, it really is. And it's pulp. And it, and he's just going to go with it. And he doesn't mm. care. And unfortunately, we can get very angry about it. And we can keep talking about it. But obviously, DC themselves does not care. So let's get angry at DC about not caring. But I can try to have fun with the book. It's just with that, it is all over the place. Now, I, this is more of a straightforward issue than I think any of them so far. Pretty much. And maybe well, that's, what, is, what is this U-bomb that Controller Moose well, talking about? He starts talking wacky. about the ultimate asset and how they need five components to do this ultimate asset. They have uh, three already completed. The fourth one will be the Green Lantern ring that Hal Jordan gave him, and but he can't access that for whatever reason because Hal is not a you know he's a double agent. Yeah. He's not given access. But by the end, when he starts talking about the U-bomb. It, like it seems like he has this like is the ultimate asset the U bomb itself to destroy and unmake the universe? 
Yeah, that's what it seems. And, and this it is like collapses it back into each other. And then, well, the thing is, it seems like he's ready to freaking set this thing off no. and then gets killed right away. I'm like, I, I have no idea what it's you're trying to say. It's killing up. that sets it off. He, 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 he puts Hal in a, in a situation where it's like, if but you we, kill we me, you destroy the universe. Yeah, yeah, you need uh, more components he, is the problem. Because he figures out, when, when Hal, Hal's very recalcitrant to tell them how to use the ring, he's like, oh, well, you know, can't you figure it out yourself? I don't know what to tell you. And he's like, I know that you're here. The Guardian sent you here. I know that you're a deep oh, damn. agent. Yeah. You've been, you know, we figured you out a while ago. But even though you know that, you're still working for the Black Stars, even if you don't think you even are. Even if you don't work for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah you're going to work for him. We just set up the thing, though, one issue ago, and now he's already out of the next issue. I'm like, well, I thought I we were going to get more out of this. That yeah. well, it wasn't very good cover, quite frankly, uh, in no. the end. Especially since, as you pointed out, Adam Strange doesn't die. So that... That would have blown his cover pretty rapidly. But that immediately Strange, shows up to freaking yeah. blow the whole just operation. shows up and just blows does, people up. How's yeah. able to stop him, but not Alana, who shoots uh, uh, Controller Moose head Moose off. Moose head right off. And yep. that that brings out the bomb, which looks like an, a glowing atom, uh, which the little girl is playing with, which I thought was cute. Yeah. So, th- th- I mean, this part... This She's part got cancer now. This, this was <laughs> such a cop show thing where it was like, Hal, you've got to defuse the bomb. Even if it takes your life, the Guardians give him extra, you know, power to yeah, do it. Yeah, God, they didn't give him extra willpower, though, like the whole Green yeah, Lantern yeah, with yeah. Sam Humphries. Yeah. But those, those scenes in in movies and shows, it's always the tense action of someone clipping a wire. And yeah, like that yeah. basically shows the same thing, where it's like he just bathes the thing in his ring, and something happens, it works. Sounds like he contained the blast. Uh, they think that he's dead. There's kind of a memorial for him. Adam Strange speaks for him, and uh, he's about to get nookie with his wife, but he, the Zeta Beam zap, zaps him back. Back to and that's what the yeah. whole thing is told in uh, uh, in hindsight to uh, the magician inside of his ring, yep. where everything is green and it's a Mirwidden. Sorry, the uh, yeah, yeah. Mirwidden. Where's he gonna go? The Gates of Jade, some Emerald yep. Sands, all kinds of green shit. So yeah, of course, the Emerald Sands to the Gates of Jade. Do you think there's any link where he can get from inside of his ring to inside Katana's sword? No, No. I wish. Good, and then and then the Phantom Zone, and and then then, you know we're all over the place. So it's gem, and then so I'd like to see those places. It's like a food court. Yeah, really. They're all around. You're in the middle. Like, I think today I'll, I'll try Eclipso's gem because they're giving out pretty cool samples in front there. And that, that'd be me going around. I, I would obviously sample all of them without buying anything. And then I'd have my fill and leave. So there you go. I wouldn't be trapped. But yeah. You go on uh, the mirror? Yeah, yeah, really. I, I'm not going anywhere. I, I, where I want to go is to, uh, I, again, this is the thing. I'm interested in this book. I, I don't mind this issue. I am starting to kind of wrap my head around the series in a way of saying, like, well, it's not going to be the Green Lantern stuff that I, you know, normally, you know, deal with. I'll deal with it separately. But because of that, like I said, it feels like this should be, first off, outside the continuity, because believe me, it is. Uh, but yet they're going to play this whole deal. Uh, but I, I think we need another Green Lantern book for people who don't want the Silver Age. And I for you, like that. somebody who's a, a fan of, and also, like you said, we were talking today, poor guy Gardner, you know, and now even Kyle Rayner, yeah, no they're not doing anything. Where's Simon so, Bastion? Where's Simon? Yeah, Simon Bass, he's going away. Uh, so, yeah, I'd like to see something where, you know, we're not going to have this high-concept Silver Age goofiness type deal. We're going to get, you know, what we want, because this is a different 
different style. Now, some people are like, oh, I love it because it's how Jordan and police procedural. And like you said, Reggie, you do have those aspects, but it's gotten a little away from that as well into the point where it's just like zaniness hitting you well, over already, and over. We've moved away from the freaking U-bomb and the Black Stars, it seems like. Now, we might get back to it eventually, but right now it seems like controller moves dead. The yeah. U-bomb's gonna not going to be like it's finished. And we're not going to get back to anything that we started this whole thing with anymore yeah. because now we're in the goddamn the magical world inside of you know uh, um, Hal Jordan's ring yeah. that was created the House Mirren here. But like that was that was why it was such a cool story before because Abin Sir did this and the whole idea of how when he got the ring he didn't know about this magical one side so it was caught him by surprise that was a cool thing that was gone. For yeah. so long now, and this character it has been gone. Apart. And the whole thing, he has his own ring. Hal Jordan, I'm like, why would this be and, a thing? And he has his own ring that he went inside already. Yeah. Like we've we've the already emerald. seen the emerald site and the emerald right. realm and yeah. all these things that we've already dealt with. And now it's completely saying, you know, I'm not dealing with that. I'm going to go back to this old stuff. And you yeah, know, this ring is a rhyming magician, so I'm really afraid that shit's going to yeah. start up. And he looks it. Look at him. Look at that badass look he's got. He's got <laughs> it what like I like he's is, a goddamn like you know a throwback to the like you know the Australian outback out of he, nowhere. He looks like the Australian outback, but something. somebody better get a hold of Rob Zombie because he stole his hat. Eric. Oh. He stole his hat. Uh, but yeah, I, I just. It does I bet it scr- smells. Yeah, really, really <laughs> bad. Uh, he needs. He has Rob Zombie's hat now. He needs John Popper's vest with all the pockets <laughs> for the harmonicas. That would be good. But yeah, if you just like wackiness and you like to be like you're on a roller coaster ride that you you don't know where you're gonna go next and you're oh, out yeah. of control and then yeah, I I think that this book can serve you well. I just, like I said, I, I said it enough already. I, I think that there needs to be another option, almost like how we get a, a Batman and Detective Comics. I would say usually Action Comics, Superman, but with Bendis there, you know, those are two alike as well. It's the so same. It's we're like running just continuing and, and, the story. And yeah. so with this idea, with Dan DiDio saying, hey, we're going to less books, less books, obviously that's going to already give you less choices, but you can't whittle these things down to really alienate people who are real fans of a character or a bunch of characters and just say, well, if you're a Green Lantern fan, you're going to have to deal with this, even though it's a continuity that's long, long gone and, and not even just gone. Like Eric's saying, this isn't just like, oh, well, this was changed because this has all been dealt with way, way back yeah. and things like mm-hmm. that. So it's not just a, hey, you know, this makes sense. It's just that new 52 to ruin it or whatever some of the stuff that grant more it's been resolved and done and doesn't yeah. ju- it just doesn't make Actually, sense the, the new ring came after new 52 yeah that, and that's that what i'm saying recently, that that's yeah. completely and just even that's with caught. all of this the continuity remained for the green lanterns in the new 52 yeah yeah and so he's getting back to things it that did. were resolved and things that, yeah so yeah you can't even say the whole deal with flashpoint you know I, I would agree that this we could use another book because it seems to me like dc has been trying to get a hal jordan solo off the ground for years, you know, they had the Hal's Jordan Renegade. Yep. Uh, then they had the, the book was called Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, yep. even though it never once really starred and now, Hal yeah, Jordan yeah, in any really. kind of real way. It was always, you know, John Stewart and the rest yeah, of them. Yeah. Well, and now they yeah, use just the green, just Green Lantern. The was how Green Lantern, you have this, yeah. And at the beginning, yeah, Green Lantern, it was how, and but they they keep trying, and you know and, that's well, I, fine. I, I, think, I think now they may have hit something. I I don't really know how this is being received, but. Here they've got their viable Hal Jordan book. There's really no other, you know, characters that we really know, at least no Earthbound Green Lanterns yeah. that we know. 
this would be a great case to make a core book or even a John Stewart book where you, we can feature. Uh, he's in a Guy Gardner book. League, but yeah, Guy Gardner. That either. Warriors. Again, that would be awesome. But uh, okay. anyway, I, would, I would agree with that. But for what this is, uh, the fact that I had the throwback to the old pulp comics. And because I, I love the art like in this shit being thrown at me all the time, you know, they, that's right out of my wheelhouse. Yeah, it is. I really am enjoying this series and enjoyed this book a lot, but I do understand that it is, it basically flies in the face of continuity and does all the things or many of the things a superhero comic should not. And, uh, so it wouldn't, it doesn't surprise me that people, some people aren't likening to it because it is sort of, I don't think the concepts are as high as, you know, uh, yeah. so, some people are saying, like, this book to me is pretty straightforward, all the things that happen. Um, the last issue of Green Lantern sold 50,000 copies. Yeah. All right. And, and so, we're still, we're still at the point where it's, you know, it's going down. It'll, we'll see where it, where it ends, but I think it yeah. should end in the forties and, and stay there. We'll, we'll see. I think uh, it'll go down to the 20s. And that wasn't the issue five that you're saying. You're saying the last one that the sales were available for. Was that number five or was that number four? Oh, I'm sorry. Four? For some reason, I thought this was five. That was number four. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was yeah. number Five's four. So I'll have to see what, what's going down and, and where it kind of levels off, but that's not bad. I mean, it's selling. Grant well, Morrison is a name. He's going to sell. So, sure. Yeah. What'd you give it, Reggie? So, like I said, I liked it a lot. So I gave this an eight out of ten. Yeah, I'm actually going uh, seven. And it's a oh. lot for the art. It is more straightforward here. I-, I had, you know, I had a little bit of fun, but the fun seemed to kind of be like, I-, I have to just give up with wondering what is really going on and just saying when I read the the Green Lantern. I'm just going to have to throw all my, you know, my gripes at the door and go in and enjoy the dance club. Maybe, you know, do a little rave, get one of those pacifiers <laughs> and some glow sticks and have some that fun. Sounds like, um, yeah. But yeah, it's still like you said, it's even to me like, uh, like, man, this is like a pulp deal. It's like an old cereal, maybe even like an old time radio type deal with these, uh, you know, the high concepts aren't like you said, it's not exactly high concept, but it is the. Well, I'm the worst ever, and you're going to this, and I'm going to U-bomb you, and, ah, mm-hmm. and, you know, all this stuff happening all at once. But by the end, I do think that we need, uh, you know, another option. But with this, I'll just read it and have fun with the Silver Age nonsense. And so, Seven, what about you, Eric? I don't think you're going to be as what? as well, I forgiving. So. I, 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 don't, I do not think you're going to be as I, forgiving. I, I, I really enjoyed the art in this issue, yeah, though, Jim. Yeah, I, I know. Really did. It's just the there thing is, all the fun I had in last issue, which last issue completely set yeah, up all the like fun it. I was going to have, it was completely done by the middle of this issue, and it seems to be going completely against that, while also going against every bit of continuity that we've read for the last two to three I mean, even, years. even with the thing, like you said, it starts off by shoving Ran in Sector 2814. And, and so you're already going to, like, is that's crazy. scenario just to have Hal Jordan here because you need to force the scenario that you're setting up for some God knows, who, God knows why. Yeah, I it's understand. weird. So, so I'm telling you, even though I enjoy the art a lot. There we go. And, you know, <laughs> and he, the fucking, nothing makes sense in this fucking book. It was, it was all over the place. I actually took a nap during it because it wore me out. But How dare you? It was, uh, man, <laughs> fuck you five for this guy. Yeah, I knew book. it. I knew oh, that's what it was going to be. All the fun I had in last issue that I thought was going to be like, you know, <sighs> oh, we've been leading to something. It is going somewhere. It feels good. It's fun. This just ruined all of that for me and took me back to the idea that I don't want to talk about this book anymore because oh, it makes me angry. My. 
I, I mean, here, <laughs> I was going to tell you to accentuate the positive, but you, you don't have much. But you did. You like the art. I, I, I like the idea that I open up the book, and it's a book where the men are men and the women are women. Hey, yeah. you know, hey, hey, look at them. Those those manly men of, of Adam Strange. And the- Absolutely. I, I, I am. The ladies more. are all very soft, a little bit on the buxom side. Like it's, it's it it definitely is a bygone era uh, that it does kind of uh, go with, which kind of is what I think the feel of the next book supposed to be, uh, but kind of isn't, kind of isn't. What is that, Reggie? It's the Terrifics number 14 storytellers, Joe Bennett and Jeff Lemire, inkers of our Dexter Vines and Scott Hanna, and colored by Mike Spicer. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. The team's together, and boy, it's great. Finally, after a year and two-month wait, they help each other to get that win, and you see what the book just might have been. The dreadfuls are of a cool design, and we see them in action for the first time. I don't know what to say about a comic when it gets good only at the very end. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh, and and don't you get it, though? They were forced to be together, but now they're a but team. Now, now they're a team. This, this they... <laughs> issues should have been the first arc. And if this it is, been the first this arc, is a nice issue. We could be like, we could at this week, we could be sitting at issue, issue six saying, wow, this is awesome, and this team is great. Yeah. And I, you know, I want to see more. But as it is, I'm just fucking tired. Now. Yeah, and I'm, it's you know, funny, I'm... too, because Gene Luen Yang is taking over the book next issue. And a lot of people yeah. get fresh croup, boop, they're excited. And so am I. I want to see what's going on. So sure. you do need a ending, reset, whatever. And I, I do think that what they are trying to do and what Jeff Lemire is trying to do for Gene Luen Yang is distance themselves from it being the Fantastic Four ripoff, but only doing it by adding multiple characters. Oh, my God. We, we, we talk about the idea before how like confusing things were in the beginning of DC Comics Rebirth, how you had two Superman, you had two yeah. Wally West, and all right. this stuff. Like, you're going to end the series by, all right, look, we gotta, we've been doing a lot of nonsense lately. Let's let's force a team on Gene Luen and Yang when it's just, all right, we have Mr. Terrific and Mrs. Terrific. We have yeah. <laughs> freaking the oh. Element Man, Element Dog Metamorpho. We have Plastic Man, his other plastic son, Offspring, and Phantom Girl. I'm like, yeah. why did you double up everything and just leave this for the next up writer? Because double is better, and that's the oh, thing. Double I, the pleasure, I, double the I'm fun. I'm seeing double. Four plastic men. <laughs> uh, so you're going in this, and again, though, as a singular issue, not, not much is happening. But no. you kind of get with the, the combination of good art. I like the art a lot. The victory art lab. is, you know, and you get a victory lab and you get, you know, Phantom Girl. Hey, you know, we, we thought that we were against each other, but now we're not. And, and I do see like, oh, you know what? These characters are kind of cool. It would have been neat if we would have gotten to this before. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what you basically get with this is like, hey, Jeff Lemire, you, you had a nice issue to end this. Well, why didn't you do it 12 issues ago? Yeah. Uh, because mm. we just went through a lot of nonsense just to have this fight. They could have fought, you know, the Dreadfuls in issue three and had this. And by that you first arc, that. we go I from I don't understand Java's motivation to be pissed up. I don't even care. Terrific. I'm telling you, just have the Dreadfuls show up. Get Java out of the deal. <laughs> and, you know, and just have Turns him show out, up. Java's been problems all over the multiverse I mean, lately. and really, he's problems in the multiverse. And I really need more of the side 
Cyclops Hulk Java. Hey, I like him. <laughs> I'm looking at him and I thought it was cool. But also, I'm telling you, it's one of those we hardly knew ye, but boy, Phantom Boy with yelling out his attacks, I loved it. I, that was oh, yeah. another thing that just made me chuckle. How about you take the Phantom Touch and then uh-huh. try the Phantom Punch? Uh-huh. I want more. Phantom Kick. I choose you, Pikachu. Yeah, and so you know, and you have a lot of full page spreads. You have a lot of the, you know. I love things. the vampire. Uh, yeah, plastic uh, man, plasma man. man. Yeah, plasma I man. Metal, I love it. Metamorpho. I love all those characters. Metal Morpho. A lot. Metal, metal exactly. Yeah. Metamorpho would have loved to see a lot more of those guys. Yeah. Uh, we got a good. We got a great dose of them in this issue, but yeah, this is really it. I mean, there's a couple of conflicts otherwise, but. This is the most extended time we've ever spent with these characters, it's including, in some cases, members of the Terrifics, as far as I'm concerned. And now uh, they're done. No. And it's, it's it's touching. The whole thing, a lot of it is narrated uh, by Phantom Girl, and she's yeah, Phantom basically Girl. reiterating what uh, Jim is saying, that you know they had to be together, then they were apart, but now they're together, they're a real family, everyone yeah. loves each other. And, hey. and it, it's not bad. It is somewhat touching. But again, all I can think about is, man, we have come a, a you know, we I mean, in truth, it's been forty-two dollars to get to yeah. this point, and we and went, like, we, we went nowhere slow. It yeah, is very what we slow. Did. Yeah. The now again, boat. you get the one penna, and then the, the fun of this, and the fun has been in this, and and going with is this dreadfuls being the opposite deal, and then when you go to the House of Heroes, like why why couldn't we get to this stuff? Because I know that Reggie loves Captain Carrot, and oh, man, when uh, Atomic Knight Batman shows up, I'm in. Oh, I, it's my favorite. And so that's like there, and like, boy, that could have been fun, and we'll see what Gene Luen Yang does and goes with uh, with that, but why, why couldn't we have gotten here a lot sooner? And they're giving this book a wide berth and letting it continue. Uh, I don't know to fill out another trade, whatnot. I think that that's what's going to be. I think that it'll end like most of these extra ones, uh, ending at 18. Um, but I mean, really, it, it's treaded water for so long, but yet there is something fun about it here. It's just it, it's too late. It, it was too late, and I people. Mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I I am anticipating, looking forward to Gene Luen Yang's run. I feel like Jeff Lemire left, and I guess also Joe Bennett left him with a lot of interesting pieces to play with, and, and a, a pretty cool team to do. Yeah. Uh, but he had, he got to hit that ground running. If, if we if we have to slog through another five six issues of them doing yeah. nothing. Forget it. I'm out how of this book. Long, how it. long do you give it till new Superman shows up? Well, I was just going to say, well, Conkane and show up. But the one thing that worries me and just the whole deal, and Gene Luang's a, a very, very smart guy. But yeah. when he did that annual story, he kind of did go against the continuity of the book that had been set up a little. And Dumb I hope that bitch. I hope we don't get that. I, I'm telling you, I hope that all of a sudden he just doesn't he jump in. Now. Damn right. You know, there you go. Continuity kids in town. Oh, my. <laughs> but yeah, I hope that when he gets on, he doesn't just kind of, you know, do something. I don't think he can really because it is just a reset. But I wonder what the next mission or what they're going to – what is the team's purpose Back to now? the dark multiverse. The, Damn right. It's called the God Games. Maybe he meets that, that guy that looked like God in uh, the issue of Green Lantern that you love so much. Yeah, really. Like uh, that, the Shepherd. Was he? you want to see him hang out with the no, Shepherd I don't want to see him with the Shepherd. I think that what God, that guy, Jesus he, what happens is this is just, yeah, really, this is just where Conkina shows up and they go, Oh God, that's what they say. There That's you your go. God game. Oh, God, Man, you you're devil. playing a game with me. 
George Burnshaw. Where's John Denver? What? What? He's dead. When did that happen? Oh, a long time ago. All right. There you go. But yeah, uh, it's a victory lap. It's a victory lap that allows, that explains what, what basically in my mind is Jeff Lemire probably went to Gene Luan Young and said, listen, the way this has been going down, we got Mrs. Terrific here. We got all these say, are you down with that? You okay? And Gene Luan Young, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'll go with these characters. So this last issue showed up. Who cares? And and this last issue was just so that we know that they will stay and continue on. There you go. Actually, Gene Luan Young might have asked for some of these pieces. Yeah, might have. That's not uncommon for a new writer to say, I need X, Y, and Z to happen. And then they – if there's any kind, there's no animosity. They leave it off. Hey, look, I, I don't know what you're doing in the story right now, but I need you to double up on the like, you yes. know, different versions yeah. of these characters. Yeah, I don't know I if you realize. Have, like, yeah, I don't know if you realize, uh, Jeff, but I was doing a book that pretty much doubled up the Justice League. But in China, <laughs> I, I'm really good with this. I want to do this again, but you, you got to make it happen. And there you go. You have that. Uh, but yeah, the art's great. I, I love the art throughout. It's great. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a nice enough deal. And then when you get to the end where it's like, you even have a uh, metamorph like, you know what, plastic man? You're a real son of a bitch, but starting but to I like, like you, you pal. <laughs> hey, I, I want hey, that's a real stretch. You know, uh, you need, you need you some go. of those going on. And, uh, what are you doing yeah. over there? No, I'm not doing that. That is me. That's my teeth grinding. No, and then you end with that thing with go terrifics go and you get a little splash page. You get the heroes page. It's okay. You know, it's, it's fun enough. And there you I go. I get down like, Oh, that's what they say. Go terrifics go. go like, oh, that's good. I'm like, oh, it's go. not. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey, let's terrifics. That's what I would do. But hey, that's nice. me. But yeah, what'd you give this, Reggie? Uh, I thought this was one of the singular best issues, and had it been more like issue five or six, this could have really charged me up for the whole yeah. series. As it was coming this late, you know, the, a year and two months after the, the series started, I just feel kind of worn out. And even though this was a pick me up, it felt good. There were a lot of good scenes, and like you said, the visuals are stunning. I really yeah, think, I, uh, I thought so, too. something to something to worth seeing. Uh, I just gave it a seven out of ten because you know whatever. That's what I'm going with. I'm going with seven as well. Yeah, I'm going. I actually, if you would have went eight, I would have went seven five. Uh, You know, I would have went. I would (laughs) have altered it with you. Uh, But no, I'm going seven. Uh, If I could just sit here and say, okay, let's forget about all this. It's an end. Let's go. I enjoyed it. I actually was pleasantly surprised when I read this that I, I wasn't annoyed. I wasn't confused. Like this book became a weird confusion when you really were setting up a book just to have fun. And then it got convoluted. Then you had to back your way out. Well, here you just have a fight between the Terrifics and the Dreadfuls, which ends with the, our team winning, deciding to be a team, and then taking them off to see Arkham Knight, ba- or Arkham Knight the uh, Atomic Knight Batman. <laughs> and so there you go. You you hit a couple nice. things that I enjoy. The art's great. And I got a smile at the end. And, and as you know, girls and Jimmy just want to have fun. And, and I'll give a book, uh, you know, a pass at some things if I'm having fun. I had fun reading this issue. And the only thing that I think that they should have done that I'm surprised they didn't, and I wish they would. Number one, I wish that it would reference that Gene Luan Yang is starting up next issue. Uh, because you'll have some people that, and I get, maybe they're like, if we don't mention Jeff Lemire, they'll bail. But I actually think they would have been better served with this if they really cared about it, and they really cared running. Get Gene Luan Yang to write whatever his first three pages are, but have a preview of uh, a couple of the pages of the next issue that he's taking over. Tack it on at 
the end here, which they've done before, you know, when different things have happened, to get people like, oh, man, you know what? I'm going to keep reading this. This Gene Luan Yang, that guy's a smart cookie. Oh, man, this looks like fun. It looks great or whatever. I wish they would have done that because I, I like Gene Luan Yang. He seems to always get involved in things that are destined to fail or have already mm. been decided are going to be leaving. And so I, I want him to get a fair shake, and I want to enjoy it. I wish that you'd get a preview so that people can see how good he is. Because even like the, the Get Fresh crew, beat a bop, uh, love the new Superman and love Gene Luan Yang. Unfortunately, that book did not sell. Gene Luan Yang is not a guy who like, hey, Gene Luan Yang's on this book? Oh, man, it's going to sell 100,000. He needs a little help for people to realize how good he is, and I wish that we got that a little by the end. But, you know, whatever. You have this issue. We're out. And even with that, it did seem a little underpaged for some reason in my mind. Like there was a page or two less than the normal deal. I might mm. be off, and it might be also because there's a lot of spread pages. It's yeah, a very I, quick I think read. it was the wide, but the yeah, wide street uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah but uh, how about you, Eric? What are you giving? 6.2 out of 10. Oh, this look is a big him. nothing of an issue. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's, it's nice enough for the whole victory lap aspect yeah. where you get to saying, go Terrifics, go, and we see what the team's yeah. going to look like, but we're fighting the Terrifics assemble against freaking Doc Dreadful, <laughs> who I still don't understand his motivation for being evil Java for no reason. You know, I'm jealous of you and your smarts and your arrogance. I'm like, well, I thought you were upset about Rex over there because of Sapphire. What happened? But it's it's fine enough for what it is. It's just nothing has been going on in the series, and it just seems like, you know, all right, let's end with a whole lot of nothing as well, but a nice sentiment. Yeah, and yeah. Like I like the part where Plastic Man gets his plastic senses start going. That, that That's was right. Neat, right? You like that? Yeah. Uh, and then I got a blast. And he just goes off. Yeah, a lot of, lot of catchphrases. But that is that. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. And we will be talking about Gene Luang's issues. Uh, sure. Like I said, I think he's going to have four issues to get to 18 and they'll be done. But we'll be talking about those with Reggie. Uh, but Reggie, what uh, do you and Chris have coming up? What did we have? I think it was the Dreaming number eight, right? I believe, seven it is. Coming? I yep, believe, that's, I believe what it is. that's what it was. Yeah, we're we're all in a tizzy still. Everything <laughs> we're still trying to catch up and and get things going. But I believe after this episode, we'll be right on track with everything and going forward. But yeah, thanks, Reggie, for coming on. And everybody, we're gonna go off to the Dreaming. And all your charms went. Welcome back to the Sandman Universe segment on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And we have one. The flagship book is back for you today. It is The Dreaming Number 8. Story is called Love Part 2 by Simon Spurrier, Abigail Larson, and Quentin Winter. So, if you recall, over at uh, Sussex County Hospital, Rose Walker is still bothering a bedridden Lucian. Uh, a nurse approves of Rose keeping this poor man company, though she admits that they don't even know what's wrong with him. He's just sort of listless and uh, not moving a lot. Rose says that sometimes he says things, and he looks funny to her on occasion. A wide shot shows us that Lucian is oppressed by a giant translucent raven. So this, I would assume, is what Rose can sort of see, because she's connected to the uh, weirdness somehow you know sure. she has a little little sense of it uh the nurse tells rose not to smoke and leaves so now we get back to that story that rose was telling lucian in the last issue uh we, we finished off where ivy had tattooed daniel dream and uh, that is what i call him by the way that's a uh, deal with that and uh <laughs> 
that's by the way, that's what made all the infirm people around the world scream. I thought that had happened in the present. Okay, that was actually something that had happened in the past that she was talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, a week passes, the world feeling heavy and morose, and apparently the patients are screaming the whole time, which to me would be much more of a, new, a news item. You'd think that you'd hear about that. You'd think yeah. that would come up somewhere, but uh, Rose decides it's time to tell Ivy that her grandmother has cancer now, that the world sucks, and uh, Ivy is so distracted by her goth fiancé that she barely registers it. She tells Rose that Daniel was suspicious after being tattooed, and he asked her where she learned the shape that she used on him. Ivy says that it's from nowhere, just something she thinks looks pretty. Daniel doesn't get mad or upset. His affectation becomes totally flat. But Ivy is still hurt by this, understandably so, and uh, seemed that the world hurt too. And you know what happened, Chris? Hmm. A herd of deer ran into traffic. Yes. A woman screamed at a pile of baby's shoes. And now, Daniel's breath tastes like burning plastic when he's romancing with Ivy. That's very unpleasant. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> now, they still loved each other, and they still planned to get married. However, the relationship was no longer perfect, uh, says Ivy. Uh, Ivy and Daniel's relationship limps along for a few weeks. Uh, they even have a double date with Rose and some guy. Some guy with a ponytail. It's like, who else yeah. is jerk? Some fella. Uh, But now Ivy and Daniel are playing passive-aggressive games with each other. Uh, Wherever they go, things, you know, start to suck. We get to see a puppet show burning down. Uh, Weird, unseeable creatures start washing up on the shore. And children howl like coyotes. Gosh, things are just going kablooey wherever they they walk. Ivy asks Daniel what is wrong, and he curtly tells her to stop asking. And then mm-hmm. Daniel apologizes and says he's got to get things straight and that nothing is wrong, really. Nothing's wrong. One night after Rose had spent 36 hours at her mother's bedside, Daniel's sister slash brother Desire shows up. This is the person from last issue that sort of showed that Ivy had been manip- manipulated into tattooing this sigil on his on a dream's back. Uh, Desire leads Rose to the basement of the Forney Rig. That's that inn that they actually had that a uh, double date in that we just talked about. Uh, that where Rose met D- Daniel first. Uh, this is where several people in robes are in a circle performing some rite that stops Daniel from contacting or being contacted by his siblings. Uh, these are the folks that caused Ivy to tattoo that strange symbol on Daniel. Like I said, and Rose observes them concocting a spell made of some really rare items. Like Savage Dragon 200? Even rarer than that, if you can believe it. I know that's not I, that I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, the folks in robes compel Ivy to call Daniel to talk it out over some, quote, dumb tea. Uh, she's on the roof of the hospital, so that's where they meet up. Suddenly, Rose snaps out of it and runs up the stairs to the roof, just in time to smack that cup of tea from Ivy's hand. Daniel, however, takes a sip, and it makes him start puking black stuff, and then his head goes on fire. Plus, his body just starts shooting rainbows. And now Daniel is pissed off. He blames Ivy for everything, for breaking him. And as he does, things around him begin getting spooky. A man walk, a man walking his dog starts eating his own finger. Two guys must, two guys' heads spontaneously light on fire. Well, that must be going around or something. I think so. I should be shot for that. (laughs) And the sea itself screams. Oh, goodness. Mm -hmm. Daniel breaks it off with Ivy and she is distraught. Ivy runs away and Rose stays there to slap Daniel in the face. 
She tells Daniel to stop having a tantrum and realize that Ivy is being controlled. She says something's happening over at Forney Rig, and Daniel just kind of teleports right over there, just kind of whisks into his own cloak and vanishes. Uh, back in the present, Rose admits that she should have gone after her daughter, but she hightailed it over to Forney Rig instead. Daniel, having gotten there earlier, had destroyed the place and driven all the conspirators insane. Uh, he says that things are messed up, but when Rose asks for clarification, Daniel replies, nothing is wrong. Rose realizes that the sigil tattooed on his back keeps Daniel from revealing anything troubling to people. And Daniel says that he must go to her, and then he wishes away. That her is Ivy, who is on a beach, under a pier, having overdosed on pills. She's in a coma now, and Daniel visits her in the ambulance while she's on the way to the hospital. Now Rose had two family members in comas to visit, so that was kind of convenient. That's it's nice. convenient, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you want it all to happen at once, get it over. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> then, weeks later, Di- Daniel returns. He tells her who he really is and why he was with Ivy. You know, Daniel wanted to feel love is all, basically. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Now, Daniel also reveals that Rose was his babysitter years ago and uh, that she is a kind person. When Rose points out that her kindness killed her daughter, Daniel points out that she isn't actually dead. She's only sleeping. Then Daniel takes Ivy in his arms and tells Rose not to follow because he has her now. When he disappears, Rose is suddenly on the beach, having found Lucian all battered and broken, you know, from his ordeal in that last arc, yeah. uh, in the Dreaming. That's right. Or between, remember, it was like between portals. Yeah, he was in like that, that, him and, uh, what's her face? Were uh, Dora, yeah. you know, she, she right. got, he got dumped and fell, and this is where, this is kind of bringing us in full circle in a way. So, in the present, Rose asks Lucian if he can help, if she knows Daniel and could tell her how to reach him, and Lucian replies, who are you? <laughs> Damn. That's cold, bro. Cold-blooded. She just told you like a five-hour story, too. (laughs) Uh, Rose then excuses herself to smoke a cigarette. And outside, uh, this I didn't really get, Chris. She's accosted by a weird orderly also smoking. Do you know this person? Did this person bring a bone? I don't know. Yeah, she just... Was she the same one who was talking to her at the beginning of the issue? I didn't think so, but you couldn't... I didn't either, yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell. Maybe that was the implication, though. Maybe, Uh, I don't know. Anyway, this orderly... asks Rose actually why she doesn't ask why her hair is always wet and why she wears a high collar all the time and she appears to have gills on her neck. Yeah, and uh, really, really sharp fingernails or something. I, I, I got weird. the impression she's like an Atlantean or a mermaid or something. I That's what it sounds like, huh? Uh, that, that was the broad implication, but uh, whoever she is, she says that Rose is one to look into strange occurrences because she desperately wants to understand, but she can't. Then the woman says that Lucian will be leaving soon. She expects his kind don't last long in this world. And then all of a sudden, Rose finds herself inside on the same floor as her mother, and she hears her mom calling to her from her hospital bed. She tells her mom to put a pin in it and walks briskly over to Lucian's room. Uh, The woman with the wet hair is there taunting Rose. She says Rose doesn't want to know the answers to things because she's immortal. And an immortal knows that lives and loves end, but mysteries are forever. Uh, unless they're solved, then yeah. then they so cease they to be away. mysteries, yeah. and then they're known things. Uh, and this is why she passed Daniel on to her daughter Ivy, because she would rather that than having loved and lost. At this, Rose's hand falters from the handle of Lucien's door, and she lets go, saying, Coming, Mom! And Rose is at her mom's bedside, telling her that she's not alone. Meanwhile, the wet-haired woman has flung open the door of Lucien's room for us to see, and he is gone, his bed strewn with giant black feathers, and his window totally open. Mm-hmm. Burr, burr, burr. And 
uh, I was just informed this is the conclusion of Love Parts 1 and 2, right? The next one starts a new arc, so... Yep, looks um, like it. Which is, you know, this is a complete story. I thought there might be a little more, but this is complete. I, essentially, I think what this does a few things besides telling us what Daniel was kind of up to for a lot of, you know, for the whole first arc. For the and, interim, yeah. Yeah, and like where he's been, and also... Tells us that Lucian's coming back in some fashion. Something's going on there. You know, obviously, we're not done with the characters. We thought he was dead. We did. Uh, the way they left him, was, we were like, I guess that's it for Lucian. Goodbye. You know, <laughs> uh, it was, he was like, he wasn't even in like a really in a dimension. He was like between dimensions. Yeah. Um, so, what was your thoughts on this, Chris? Well, I like this one a lot better than last issue. Mm-hmm. Um, since I I didn't know who Rose Walker was, I didn't have any reason to care about her. But here, um, what they did tell us last issue stuck with me enough to where it made sense for me now. Mm-hmm. Um, where last time it was just, here's a whole lot of information with no emotion for me. Yeah. Because, you know, this isn't visiting old friends for me. This is just like, oh, you see that guy across the street? Well, here's five facts about him. So, yeah. Great. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, just, uh, I just didn't care. I didn't know. This one I felt was much better. Um, don't like the art. No, you're not into really the art. Like yeah. the, no, the art is uh, a little loose for me. Um, I think, and and I think it's a kind of a missed opportunity because I think a different artist, this story would have been a lot stronger yeah. with a different artist. But uh, I mean, it, it didn't it didn't ruin it. But uh, mm. eh, it's worth saying, I, I didn't dig it so much. But uh, I think I like it more than you. But I agree that it's flat. And, and mm. as we said before, this for a book of this of this price, four dollars, I would like to see a little more. And this and this is the uh, I mean, this is the book. Like, if anything from the Sandman universe imprint is going to get like the omnibus treatment or the evergreen treatment, uh, it's going to be the yeah. dreaming. Yeah. And I think I think it, it, there's a standard that needs to be kept uh, that that Evely had, and uh, this artist doesn't. Yeah. At it, least yet. That may be true, um, but. Luckily, it was only two issues, so hopefully... This is true. Maybe that, that is was true. also part of the thinking, was just like, <laughs> ah, you know, it's just these two, we'll bang it out. Get them um, out, get them out. Now, uh, I'll tell you the thing I really didn't like about this issue is mm-hmm. the, the you know, spooky things that kept happening whenever Daniel had a hissy fit. They were a little you know, too, little too indulgent almost, with that. You I know? almost thought that this was going to be a reintroduction of Dr. Destiny. Right. Like that like that 24 hours issue of Sandman from early, early in that run uh, with the diner. Uh, yeah, where, yeah. Where like, just, just making people do crazy things, things. Yeah. yeah. And and that's that that's the pangs that I got when I was seeing all that had come down. I'm like, I'm like, wow, we're gonna get Doctor D back here, but no, it wasn't. I mean, this this is sort of a running theme that like when the endless feel things and uh, it affects the real world. It reverberates, uh, yeah. you know, whatever it is. So and so is crying, and that's why it's raining. And you know, but somebody gets mad, and that's the volcano goes off. That's that's like usually the implication. And Daniel, uh, the dream, you know, Morpheus being sort of in control of the brain side of things does have a tendency to do this, but boy, I mean, they went back to that well three times in this issue. It was they like, did. you're being a little indulgent with this. Like, I got it. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I get it. Wherever Daniel goes, things are weird as hell. Bad things go down. And, man. you know, here's, I mean, here's a guy that's teleporting wherever the hell he wants. Uh, yeah, no kidding. It, you know, <laughs> this is a, this is a strange guy. So I felt like they were getting a little too cute with that, with that uh, stuff that went back to I the agree. well too many times I, in one issue. Uh, but, you know, as much as I, I goofed on this, like, mystery woman at the end or whatever, I was intrigued by the idea that maybe this is, like, an Atlantean or something or some kind of weird, uh, not necessarily a connection to Aquaman, but a connection to that mythology, you know, mm. um, which I thought hey, could be interesting. 
And you see, the, the I received that totally different because I assumed she's someone that I should have picked up on, and I didn't. Oh, I don't know who she is. Uh, so yeah, so we both received that different ways. You now, you saw if, if I'm wrong, you saw Ruben opportunity. No, luckily, because <laughs> you you saw an opportunity to to cross pollinate with the real DC universe, yeah. and I just thought this is just someone I should know if I was following uh, the Sandman series, now, I, and I, just I, didn't. I want to make it clear: I don't expect to see Aquaman or Mara show up in this book. Oh. Sure just not. Yeah. Some kind of, you know, they'll use the Atlantean library, something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll, they'll hang out on the outskirts for some. Whatever's going to happen, we'll, we'll find out. But I feel like that was a little something new that got inserted there. Uh, it probably is a callback that Ruben is going to tell me, that, idiot, you forgot this whole book or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> you know, a running theme in the original Sandman, uh, it happens, and you see it happen in this issue uh, the whole time, is that these. Self-important gods or endless and even self-important people, these, uh, you know, magicians or people connected to the paranormal are always mm-hmm. getting their comeuppance because they're always human at the end. They always have, sure. uh, you know, whatever, you know, guilt and envy and, you know, all the, you know, lust, all the, all the things that are the downfall the of seven people. deadlies. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they, they, and, and that's the thing that happens over and over that happens to Rose here where it's just like, you know, you're not, you're not a victim of a mysterious world. You're keeping it that way because that's the only way you can keep yourself from feeling keep hurt. Going. Yeah. And uh, it happens to Daniel too, where he's just like, you know, just stop with your tantrum. Can't, you know, you you should know that the, your your girlfriend's being manipulated. So I, I enjoyed those parts as a Sandman mm. fan, especially, and a lot sure. of this again resonated heavily to me as a, a real Sandman book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I said it when we first started this this series, and I'll say it now: you could pretty much end the original and pick this up and keep going. I it so far, it's virtually you know fairly there, seamless. There will they're fairly seamless. There will have been a you know. A, a little, a little time. passage of time in between sequels uh, or whatever, but uh, it really is. This this definitely feels the most like Sandman, and uh, I, I like what's going on in it. I like a lot of the implications of what these two issues did, uh, and I like Lucian, so mm-hmm. hopefully he comes now, back, did, he can talk. Did we get a good look at the sigil? No, we never get to okay, see the sigil. Okay. And I, think I didn't know if maybe I just missed it and I was afraid to ask. So <laughs> you see a scene where he's wearing like a torn shirt and you can see it sort of like, like a line or peaking, two, yeah. but you, you, we don't get to see what it is. Uh, I bet we never do. I think, you know, the point is it doesn't really matter what it is. It's just something. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe we will. Maybe that'll become the fulcrum of the next arc. I'm always wrong, as you have found out. So, <laughs> Well, we've uh, seen sigils in this imprint uh, a couple yeah. of times. So well, I just don't know if anything's coming together or if, there, if there's going to be. I, I, I would assume there's not going to be legitimate or you know, actual crossovers anytime soon. But uh, again, I've been wrong, too. So who yeah, knows? we'll see. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe we're <laughs> folding this thing. There'll be crisis on infinite uh, dream rings, and uh... it's going to be. It's going uh, to be since it's the dream. It's going to be warm milk wars. Oh no! There it is. No. <laughs> can't, can't we? Can't we talk about something better, Chris? Come on. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, uh, what do you think you would give this in the alternate universe that you reviewed this on the site? I'd give it a seven point five. All right, that's a pretty robust uh score right there so hmm. and and i think i think like you said what what you said last episode really resonated with me where you were like you know you felt like you had been left out of something yeah. uh and i definitely could see that this 
even armed with the little information you had about Desire, who shows Rose, you know, the conspiracy going on, was enough. You got, you know, yeah. you got the idea of what part that character, that role that character plays, even if you don't understand the breadth and depth of what, what she's, she and he is all about. Uh, and I think they should play it more like that. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think about something Eric Larson says a lot, uh, that you don't have to tell the reader everything about a character, no, just sure what not. they need to read that story. You know what I mean? And, you know, I understand that that's a hard line to tell when you already know a character, like what to say, but that's why they pay you to do it. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> but I like this uh, a, a whole lot. Again, a lot of it tickled me as a Sandman fan. I gave this an 8 out of 10 on the site, and I Solid. felt pretty good about doing it. Uh, next week, I'm uh, not feeling too good about We have <laughs> most likely House of Whispers number 8. We just don't actually have it, but I have yes. no reason to think we won't have it, and we will talk about it, but that has been... Getting to be a grind, that old... Uh, a little old, bit of grind, yeah. The old boat has become waterlogged. Actually, that would be a, a good thing. A guarantee. Landlogged. Yes. There you go. <laughs> guarantee. <laughs> What's it? Do you guys pull out my Cajun accent for this show? No. I think we could do that. I don't think I... <laughs> no, no, I no. only use my Cajun accent when we have to do a Jamaican voice. You know that. Or, or Gambit. Or Gambit. Or our <laughs> Irish voice. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's uh, I think that's it. That's all we got from this week, Chris. Got anything else for him? No, it'll do it. Well, until next time, folks, I want you to keep it uh, dreamy. See ya. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast so we. No shame, you're such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First, I'll hear mail with Jim, now mail with Jim. All right, we're here with mail section number dose. All right. It's the last mail section you'll hear tonight. We're going to start with Wolf Cipher. Ooh. And Wolf Cipher starts out by saying, Dear Jem and Airwick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I maybe I'm from Gem World now. Do you Airwick. get I think he's just saying I'm a gem oh. you're Airwick. Did you get that thing I sent you? You know, that thing. I sent you a thing. Did you get it? Unless the thing is bad, then I didn't send you that thing, but the thing I sent you was good. I did send that thing. I so sent angry. you. Because Tom King's contribution to Detective Comics number one thousand was him ripping off Harvey Birdman, sure attorney at law's potamus. Yeah. And I will be putting that link or that sound by the end of the mail section so that you can hear that. And he says, How the fuck do people like Tom King's Batman? So Jim, and I can't answer that. I think that some people like it almost like where well, I'll tie it back to me and Eric as little kids, okay. uh, both getting video games and things like yeah, that. Convincing yourself you, you like are, it. 
Yeah. It's what, what you have. have already done. This is what you have. You've said this is your favorite run of Batman, and now you're stuck convincing yourself of that. And why I Time say that down. a lot of people – well, a lot of people I say that is at the beginning – I'd get arguments about, oh, man, I like it, this, this, and this. And now it ends up being like, well, as long as I get this or, well, this is where I get, you know, Catwoman and Batman together. Well, you're starting to, uh, you know, lower the bar. We're not playing limbo here. It's not how low can you go. You have an unfair advantage. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm telling you, I we're gonna finish this podcast. I'm gonna get in my car. I'm gonna come over. I'm gonna beat the living shit out of you, and I'm gonna record it. You don't. You hang up. You stay on the line. Stay on the I'm line. I'm gonna get you over there. No idea. No, where I, I want live. everybody to hear this nonsense. I want them to hear it. And I'm telling you, if I go to that that stupid apartment building of yours, and I, I bang on the wrong door, whoever answers it, they getting punched. Oh, yeah. no, there's no Being way annoying you're is starting bang to on hurt. my door. Yeah, really. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm too lazy to get out of, out of bed. And I'm going to swat your ass is what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's what I'll do. What's How that mean? The fuck like a good game? Uh, what are we doing? No, no. You, you figure it out. You, you'll figure oh, it I out. Oh, I do know somehow. what that is. Yeah, yeah. I told you what it is. Yeah. I'm going to swat your ass. And you're going to be done. He's going to so swerve Jim, me good. Me. Yeah, damn right. I'm going to swerve you. I'm going to swerve you like that old lady. So, Jim, here's my top 10 songs ever played on Weird Science DC Podcast. Number 10. She fucking hates me, which is the theme to the Jim has issues with his wife. Oh, right. Uh, where I, and that's pretty much a cover version of that that I've done. I haven't changed the lyrics because if I change them and get nasty with it, Tanya will, she'll slice me. Uh-huh. There's uh-huh. only one other person who might slice somebody, and that's Tanya, and it'll be me. Number nine, book delays, Eric. That was done to yesterday. Uh, we have the spotlight. Heart attack version. People like the heart attack version. They love so to hear I. that I think I'm going to have a heart attack. Number seven, Build Me Up, Tom King. That was about the wedding. Uh, then there's number six, Wouldn't It Be Nice, the Beach Boys song, but basically talking about me and you just faking the funk and liking the books on purpose. And wouldn't it be nice for people That's to love one. us? We have number five, Bane and Holly. That is by Buddy Holly. And that is about Bane and Holly screwing up the wedding. <laughs> uh, we have number four. Probably one of my, I think that number four is when I thought to myself, ah, you know, I might consider myself Quakertown's version of one weird Al Yankovic. And I do not mean wrong turns, uh, father-in-law. Uh, it's you're so Bane. I actually like that one. Then we have number three, everything's tens. That is uh, by the Bush song, everything Zen about everybody giving tens. Then we have number two is one that I think you forget about her is the song, Buffalo, my ode to Brandon's hometown. I don't recall this song at all. Uh, done by, uh, done to the theme, or done by the song "Across the Universe" uh, by the Beatles. Oh, I got you. And yeah, 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 man. You don't remember that one? No. Uh, that that that's one that I I just did as a joke and then put it on a couple podcasts. Number one, the May West. I touch myself that I did my, just one of my least you. favorite ones. Yeah, I like that one. Hey, I touched my. Oh God! I, I I tried to find that one. It's gone. It's gone. That one's Thank lost God. in the ether. Look, Jim, I'm struggling to make these DC mails substantial. I can tell you're writing in about my songs here, my parodies. I have a bunch coming up. I'm very proud of them, Eric. And then good. you you throw shade at me. what? There is I nothing help. from DC Comics that inspires you. Yeah, you did. I I told you I was having it's so funny. Hey Eric, I'm, I'm having muse. cover. I'm having cover song block. <laughs> <laughs> it's so goofy. That'd be like some asshole saying that they go to the karaoke and call it a gig. It's my gig. 
the hell are you talking I'm about? I'm your There's muse. The- yeah, no, I, I actually had run into a brick wall with all the crappy things happening. Uh, uh, you People would notice. I haven't had a new song in a while, and I, I like throwing that in. Yeah. That's something different. It's great. Uh, and I haven't been able to really like calm down, and I was trying to think of some things. And I'm like, I need a song that would have this in it, or this rhymes. And you came up with a bunch. Uh, some that will be on tonight. Some already have been on. Uh, some that will be next week. Uh, one that me and you really really thought was a cool idea hopefully i can record it as cool as the idea was but there is nothing from dc comics that inspires me to write in and talk about their books and this is the thing uh, you know and it's goofy these cover songs but it it does show your parody Parody songs songs, i should say yeah i'm saying cover songs i'm not at a gig eric uh (laughs) but this is the thing though you know, yeah, I said that. And I even said to you, and hopefully it, it plays out tonight, that I'm not going to sit and bitch and moan about, you know, some certain Batman writer or this and, you know, that sort of thing. But I will throw shade in a song. But it is something that uh, it gets me to enjoy things in a different way. And it's something that's kind of like, hey, I, I like doing that. To, and it keeps me interested. And I think that that's what people have to do. Now, not everybody's going to do parody songs. And then, you know, they're nonsense. But if this is... Like we're going to see with Wolf Cipher, he mentioned something he might try to do. But if it's going back to, say, you know, some old run of Teen Titans or an old TV show or something like that, I just hope people don't fully bail on DC. And when when the new 52 was announced, people bailed. Right when when Grayson sitting there is not on my watch, yeah, and people bailed, and but this is different because we're in the middle of something and people are bailing, and that's worse. That and not worse for the people. That's worse for DC. They're not doing their job right now. Uh, I don't think of keeping fans satisfied and excited and going. And that upsets me. That really does, uh, because we love DC Comics and we love these characters. But yet when we look at the landscape of these characters, we're not getting, you know, everything hitting the way we'd like. And I want to enjoy Nightwing and I've liked Rick Grayson deal enough, but it's not enough to get me that excited every time an issue comes out and things like that. And, you know, whatever your favorite, you know, character is, whoever's listening now, I hope that at least you can grab onto something. And that's why I'll say I won't throw shade at people who do like Tom King's Batman. At least they're liking something. I want to be there. Eric. I want to like something. I I wish that I knew at least somebody, you know, besides my family, just anybody that I could stand to be around for like a minute. I hate everybody. <laughs> ah, their books have been garbage, and I wouldn't be reading anything from them if it wasn't for you, Jim, Aww. keeping me tethered to their brand. I don't see anything about Eric here. DC literally has to thank you for not having lost me as a fan. But crazy as to deal, honestly, believes any bad press, any bad word of mouth is good for DC. Yeah, well, what does it say to deal when most of us don't even want to bitch about your books anymore? This is what I'm afraid of. And this also, you know, here's the thing. I also do the Marvel podcast with Aaron and Brandon. We do the Patreon indie show these are the things that we're trying to grab onto to at least still like comics and and maybe that's what people need to do is you know branch out there's always some good comics out there they're just not every week at dc is no word of mouth just as good as bad word of mouth i seriously want to write in one of these months with positivity but what book can i read i like batman catwoman superman wonder woman the young justice characters and jaime reyes as characters so fuck me then because all of these respective characters books are bad and jaime 
Isaiah might as well not even exist. Yeah, I, uh, but he's saying kind of what oh, I no. was saying there, where I, I just, when I'm you have your Shazam. favorite characters, yeah, well, that's what you got to do. Or I'm telling you, Freedom Fighters, um, I'm enjoying the Batman Who Laughs. Still we have it. a couple things coming up uh, with the Dark Label that might be cool enough. Deceased. You know? Yeah, Deceased. You got that. You got the uh, Last Night on Earth. You Batman have Superman and the Outsiders. Year One. I mean, Eric can't wait for more John Romita Jr. art. He's all excited. Yeah, we have Batman and the Outsiders. There are some things to be excited about. Coming down uh, the line. We right now are enjoying the first issue. We like Dial H. I like the first issue of Wonder Twins. Other people like the second issue more than I did. Uh, Eric even liked the Female Furies book uh, more than he thought. So there, there are things out there. It's just, I, I don't know. And that uh, doomsday also, clock. You know what's weird? I, I, I kind of think what is bothering me now is we say before, and we haven't brought it up, the DCYOU. And one of the big complaints that we haven't really said on the podcast as much as we say to ourselves was the fact that the Trinity was garbage. And not just garbage, it was different. You had the, uh, you know, Gordon in the bat suit deal, and some the people didn't jerk like that. Superman. You ended up having the truth. A, a and new Wonder, Woman Wonder Woman was just... But there was a new writer and, and didn't know how to write Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, here we go, because right now, a lot of people have bailed on the Superman books because of Bendis. The, G. Willow Wilson hasn't really been hitting well, in our opinion, on the Wonder Woman book, and a lot of people don't like Tom King's Batman. So we, we actually are getting back to that. And... Go with it even further. A lot of people are bailing on the green. Yeah, a lot of people are bailing on the Green Lantern book by Grant Morrison. Not because it's bad, but because it's just not they're you know they they can't grasp this it. right now and it's pretty Aquaman much too, DC's, yeah. you know the rebirth era or dc universe era is the redo of the dcyu for what the way we're getting yeah. the characters right now before we had yeah, aquaman with his mystical powers fighting Thule and stuff like that now we have you know That's... aquaman with gods no memory and stuff like that we're pretty yeah. much along the same lines of where we were with the characters yeah, changed and, and, completely. And, and, and keep going what was the Nightwing book during the DCYU? It was Grayson. Sure was. And we have Rick Grayson now. It's very similar. Is it, are, are they doing this on purpose? Also, the idea of story over continuity. Yep. Same deal. I mean, we're really getting this. And, and again, some people have expressed their anger saying, oh, man, I like the DCYU. We liked it enough for some things. But these big books... It, they're not hitting as well as they should, and you need those to hit. Uh, again, I say that Tom King's Batman still sells. It's not selling as great as it has been. It's funny, too. But, for the whole time, too, we had that new revamped look for Red Hood, and it became Red Hood and Arsenal. It wasn't even the Outlaws anymore. And right now we have that revamped yeah, look for Red Hood. Yeah. And like very it's so similar. Weird. You know, it's, it's a weird time. It's a weird time to be yeah, back also, to. Also, I will bring up, not not that the uh, we're in the middle of a crossover, unfortunately, for me to bring that up, but we've really liked the Teen Titans book as well. So there's a book that we get excited about. Uh, mayhaps I'll dip a toe into one of those live-action DC streaming shows, Titans and Doom Patrol. And that's cool. I and, like them. And also with that, Enough. those are on the those are on the DC Universe app. Uh, you know, some Eric Shea, he, he sticks it. What are you He's sticking about? it to How the man. How do you man. know I don't have the DC Universe app? <laughs> really? It really, I, I think I know there, buddy boy. Uh, but if, if you have Wolf Cipher, I'm sure he has the DC Universe app, and they're going, you, "What are you playing with, you fucking asshole?" What? I'm gonna come, I'm what? gonna come over, and I, I don't know what I'm gonna rip off first—the head of whatever you're playing or yours. 
And I'll shit down both your throats. But what what I was going to say is with this with Wolf Cipher here, uh, if he does have the DC app, which I'm assuming he does, talking about Titans and Doom Patrol, still waiting. But eventually this April, they're supposed to really open the vaults to all of the DC past books. Maybe that's what we all need. Maybe we'll just all, you know, sit there. And, and this is something, and Wolf Cipher's in Slack as well. So maybe we'll all have that sort of reading group thing. It, maybe it won't be a podcast. Maybe we'll just all like, hey, we should all read this and do something like that just to get people excited and have fun. Laters, I will catch you on Slack, he says. Later. So, yeah, I hope that we have something uh, to talk about coming up. And, and we do uh, next week. Yeah, we have Batman and Laughs and stuff like that that I like. Uh, Brandon's next and the last male of the night. So, sup, fellas? Sup, Brandon? Sorry I missed last week, couple weeks. Sorry <laughs> I missed last week, oh, couple weeks, fellas. We but had a feline emergency in the Murray household that had to be dealt with and took multiple days and many more hours of my life away than it should have. Uh, Brandon ended up uh, messaging me. His kitty is okay. Okay. And, and he did message me about how it was kind of ripping him apart. And, and I have no, you know, you, you know me. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm trying to think of what to write back. And at first I'm going to really like grow, grow a pair, you, be a buddy. But no, I, I ended up, I know how it is. I know. Uh, Tell him, I, Bella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bella did upset me when I'd look at her. Yeah. But yeah, a cat, uh, uh, my cat actually ended up, uh, Boopers is he's called now. Boopers has gone through like seven names, but now everybody calls, I believe it's Phineas. I, I have problems with these cats, but uh, he's back Deckard? to sl- No, no, Decky D. Uh, maybe it is Decky D. I, I don't, I'm telling you, you that's how bad I am. Name so often. No, no, I'm saying though, because that's what they do. That Decky D ended up being Cheese. Then something I don't even know, but the whatever the cat is that was causing me all sorts of problems because of my allergies. And my allergies does seem to be a thing of I just needed more exposure to it. It was like the Iocane powder, Eric. I, I really don't have problems. <laughs> I get now. that. Uh, but but for the longest time, uh, the cat had bailed on me. It completely ditched me. It's now back in to laying with me and being very needy. Right. Like if I'm laying there and I'm not paying full attention, it will scratch the shit out of my face. I'm like, really? Like you haven't been in here. What, what have you done for me lately, cat? But no, I, I was sitting there. I tried to feed it because today I ended up going to take my medicine. And I, I told you that when I take the medicine, it like I don't know if it's not a uh, a timed release pill that they gave me now but boy it hits me and it hits me hard we should start and, taking and I, it at the same start, time yeah you know sometimes life gets in the way eric life gets in the way of a scheduling for your medicines um but i thought today i i'm gonna end up eating beforehand i needed to eat something because maybe it was just gonna hit me and then it caused some problems so in the meantime the other day we get a knock on the door and we answer it and then this guy's just well, a model guy it's the, the uh, fedex guy i believe and he's like yeah, I have this delivery for you. Here you go. Uh, we didn't have to sign or anything, but it's this box. So we open it. It's addressed to Tanya. It's in the box. Something. And here we go again. And Tanya's, you know, into that charge. She's off. <laughs> and now we're, we're never going to get a new car uh, because we, we're going to have debt. But we open up. And it was a big box. We opened up the box. And there are two weeks of these microwavable meals that she got sent by the insurance because of her, when she got in the accident and had a bruised heart. And uh, so they sent these heart friendly meals 
And I was like, what the hell is this? But th- I needed something quick. So I go down. Okay, they're they're supposed to be good for you. They're heart friendly. So I, I how I many end of up, these can I eat to make it not I, good for I you? End up eating, I end up heating up two of those. That's in the, the meantime, Rafe. In the same time, Rafe, it, he just eats these constantly and bitches and moans how bad they are. Now I, I had uh, two meals. One was a pork sort of patty, and the other, which Please I thought that doesn't sound doesn't, you know no. heart friendly. And the other one was a baked cod. Uh, I'll tell you, meats murder. Uh, I, th- these meals were murder mainly because I ate them, and I, I don't think that I was eating anything but cardboard. They tasted I'm like not, nothing. Like the whole idea too, having a fish dinner like this, like you don't microwave fish. You're just gonna have the whole thing smell like that from there on out because of that. Thanks a lot, there, Julia Child. Like I knew, and and then the Quite meantime, I fishy. said they are microwave. I did cook them. I cooked them in the, the oven. I, I don't oh, like okay. the microwave things anyway. But so I, I, I love that. I am so fascinated with microwavable dinners just be, from when I was a child. And when you'd have yeah. those kind of things, it's one of those things like they're awful things, but the idea of having them would always make me so happy. Yeah, I don't like them. You're you're the one who would get that thing from the Seven Eleven. You're microwaving a whole box of freaking fried, fried chicken. chicken. It's not fried chicken, then. It's like My a fucking like twelve That's bucks. Something different. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, I know. They would rail you. They were like a poo. I mean, Look, they, you would walk in. It's fine. And they'd I was run drunk. Over to put the sticker even more. Yeah. Oh, and then they really jacked it up. Yeah, but yeah, with that though, uh, I ended up making those, eating them, and then I took the medicine. Didn't help. It's still like I'm still all over the place. And then this cat, and I don't even know where we started with this. Since the cat has basically evolved from the status of me refusing to have it in my house as a kitten to basically it becoming solely my pet since it grew out of kittenhood. This uh, involved me. Do you ever see that movie, Kittens in the Hood? No. They killed. They killed Ricky. Ricky. This involved me getting her to the bed on a couple. They killed Ricky. This involved me getting her to the vet on a couple different occasions and paying for minor pet surgery. That's what you do to fix her issues. No, no. What are you talking about? My cat is almost like my best friend right now. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. It is. Believe me, I know. huge animal bill is not <laughs> something I needed in my life at this point in time, but pretty worth it after she's doing a thousand percent better. She's eating again and sneaking up on McKenna all over the house again and driving the roommate crazy. That is what you call your wife. So basically back to normal. Yeah. The, the problem with our cats, they are constantly running scared from Mia. Mia is a puppy. Mia's getting a lot bigger. Mia is not getting normal, or not getting normal, not getting used to living with these cats. She ain't getting normal. She ain't getting normal. Anytime she sees one of these cats, it's as if she just first saw that cat for the first time and goes bonkers. And the cats end up, you, you can see the look of disgust on their faces and they just they jump up on the bureaus and then they won't go uh the other thing is mia goes nuts every time chunky monkey comes over to be babysat chunky monkey was over today and bella yeah bella mia would not shut up and she almost she almost joined bella anyway moving on (laughs) to the stories with a less happier ending there is no rush bigger in life than having a six-year-old waking up at 3 30 a.m To the sounds and sights of projectile vomit just going everywhere. It shouldn't be on multiple occasions. Right now, it's funny. Uh, Brandon says that right now. Joey uh, messaged me that his two-year-old daughter is throwing up all over the place. Yeah, the flu also. Yeah, the flu. Yeah, the flu. Yeah, the flu. Also went around this place like a bat out of hell. So if my wallet wasn't light enough from the cat, 
I've had to tra- I've had to trash several blankets and comforters too that have to be replaced because you don't wash Bloody things duh. that have been puked on in my world. He has more than one blanket and comforter. Yeah, really, I, really. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, right now, who knows what the hell is going on with my blankets? I don't even want to guess. It's like a potato you chip. You move on from that. What's that? It's like a potato chip. Maybe it is actually. Gross. I ended up uh, my it's suing me for palimony right now. <laughs> you move on from that item because they are forever unclean. So yes, it was a true couple weeks out of hell. I need the tax men to drop that check off ASAP. Have you ever shit the bed as an adult? Have you done that? Not the bed because thankfully I was wearing something. But there was a moment okay. where I, you know, pushed my luck. You when were I was drunk, sick. Right? No, no, I was sick. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I and, remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't get too far, thankfully. But it was it was a scary situation. <laughs> it was it was close, was it? <laughs> the other, uh, I guess, I it was like yesterday started, or the day before. I was talking about the idea of shitting yourself, but as an adult, yeah, yeah. Yesterday or the day before, I guess it was yesterday. We're sitting there, and, and me and you. You know, we like to fart and maybe we don't like it, but we do it a lot. And uh, and so occasionally, I'm telling you, there's a lot of times. One time you you got me the other day. I walk right behind you and you rip one. I was pissed. But the, the other day, I think it was yesterday, sitting there, I'm like, did you fart? And you're like, no. And I'm like... I, I get this distant smell of fecal matter that's really bothering me. Like, and I thought maybe you had farted an hour before. Sometimes yours like to hang. They're like <laughs> friends who you haven't seen for a while. They do hang. Uh, and we realized that it was the guy we work with had shit his pants. And then tried to scramble did, himself to the yeah, bathroom. He did, he did scramble away. He scrambled off. Uh, that brings us to today, where I come home and I find the cat I just paid a small fortune to get better, uh, just chilling in the backyard after apparently sneaking out when the roommate opened the back door to leave the house. See, the roommate at the stage of pregnancy she's at is she basically at the, the front door. I question whether or not the baby is legit eating her brain most days. Oh. She can't put two feet in front of the other. She didn't listen to that song without something going completely wrong lately and then getting emotional. Come on, August. Get your ass here. That's a, I, I just wish that that's what he's going to call the kid so and that's I, what he's saying. Come on, August. Get your ass here. August Hart Fox. Murray. <laughs> That'd be the best. That'd be so great. August Hart Murray. Books. Only got one book this week and it was Just Sleep. And again, it was all right. I'm not having the nine, nine out of ten level of fun that Jim is Me having. Either. But it's easier to understand than the previous arcs we were dealing with. So that's where I'm at. But that's where I'm at as well. One final note. Does Tom King rearranging all this Batman nonsense extend his run now? Dear comic book gods, please smite that man down with lightning if he goes past 105 with this nonsense. Hashtag 38 to go. Nice. That sort of hashtag got him blocked she by did. one Tom King. He says, Doesn't take much can. these days. Yeah, I chat. Rob Liefeld. And that is Brandon. No, yeah, really. Uh, yeah, he's blocking people left and right. Uh, but yeah, he's blocking more people than a Pittsburgh Steelers lineman. All right, where is it? Well, <laughs> I you don't like- control of this. <laughs> there it is. But yeah, we're going to go off now. And I might even go off to a song now in, in response to. Don't, don't play Corbin. Are you about, or what? Hey, Come on. I don't know. If I forget when I'm editing it, then I, I don't want to be held on. Well, we'll uh, but happens. I'm going to try to remember. To go off the song to kind of celebrate that 105th issue that we'll get down the line. Uh, and that goes out to Brandon. I like this next song is going out to Brandon and Snooky <laughs> Duke down in Kensington. Yeah, maybe, maybe I will. We'll see. We will see. I'll put it in my notes, Eric. I don't have notes. I know. I don't know what I'm talking about. The notes are all me. up. The notes are all up in here. Oh, Eric. No. 
I'm I'm pointing to the roof right now. But that is it. That is it for the mail. Everybody who mailed in, thank you very much. And we're going to go off right now to probably a song and then maybe uh, a section of me and Pete from NYC talking Hexwives and Jeremy talking Martian Manhunter. From NYC, hello, calling hello. up for I love that from the sea. Don't they say that? <laughs> Nobody says no. that. Nobody at all. I uh, don't think. So. No, no. Well, that, that's what I say. You know, being a guy, uh, we ended up uh, the other day. I got an email, uh-huh. and it might it might still happen. But I got an email from the uh, person who wanted to know if we'd be interested in possibly having ads from White Castle. And really? Like, oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, nice. well, if there's ever an ad that was made for, a, <laughs> but but my whole deal was you had to kind of, well, we want people who have a personal connection and whatnot and, and all this stuff. And the thing I told them was basically uh-huh. I would go to New York City probably about five times a year growing up, uh-huh. and that was uh-huh. always my first stop. White Castle was always, <laughs> and especially. After the Beastie Boys. So, so uh, they don't have White Castle no, in No, in not, your nowhere near my area. If we're really? going to get it, we have to get it in oh, the freezer shit. section of the uh, the uh-huh. supermarket, and it's not as good. Wow. You know, those things are not good. My kids don't like those. Uh, but, yeah, uh-huh. I would go, and like I said, especially once the Beastie Boys started rapping about White Castle, <laughs> then I'm in. Uh, every time, I'd go right there. Uh, Reggie I, said at one point, like, there's certain parts of the city that if he goes uh, in, he gets White Castle right away. Yeah, they they were pulling them out uh, left and right for a while, yeah. um, and then they stopped, you know, they, they, they got less and less popular, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. they're hard, they're a little harder to find these days, oh, but uh, you know when when I was in college, go out drinking. Oh and yeah, then, that's the best. You, know, you got a sack, and that next morning though, yeah, woof. yeah and then you feel like <laughs> crap and smell like onions is what you do because boy, there's a lot of onions. But me and you are going to start yep. uh, our section here uh, mm-hmm. with Hexwives number six, and it is the yeah. you know finale of this series, maybe. 
it is obviously the finale of this first arc. Nothing mm-hmm. solicited after this. And I did go on to uh, Twitter to see because, you know, I, I was interested to see what's going on. And Ben Blacker pretty much had like some of those tweets like, hey, thanks a lot for the support. Hopefully DC uh-huh. will see that you guys love it. You know, tell people so they can get the trade uh-huh. and maybe we'll be back. So, it so doesn't, it's truly up in the air. Yeah, it's now. very much up in the air. And uh-huh. it's a Vertigo book and the Vertigo books don't really sell great anyway. But, you know, who knows how they go with and what means that it's a good selling book if they can continue right. or whatever. I have a feeling that we're not going to see it again. I, yeah. I think that this is the end, which is a shame only because yeah. it, it got better in, in this final issue. Like you even said before we started, it was satisfying, um, mm-hmm. but it's just the tip of the iceberg. I, I mean, I, you know, you go, but you have a blurb, so you hit the blurb yeah, and then sure. we'll talk about it quick. You got it. So the jig is up. And gone. gone. <laughs> there <laughs> it is. <laughs> so the witches are now fully uh, aware of their power, and it's time to dole out some beatings yeah. somewhat and get our questions answered, sort of. For a final issue of an arc, um, will this bring some satisfaction while setting up some interesting concepts for the future? Let's check it out. Let's check it out. And it is written by Ben Black, our art by Mirka Andolfo, colors by Marissa Luis, and letters by Josh Reed. I like the art. The art has never been a problem in, in this series. I really like it. Now, the, the problem with this series up until now, and even by the time we get to the end of this, <laughs> it's pretty much happens in three houses in one room. I, right. You know, because of the way that these women have been tricked by the men. And so by right. the end, uh, as we were going, we saw this witch mother was, you know, kind of mm-hmm. trapped. That, that's how the men uh, were able to control, they got control her. the yep. coven exactly. here. And uh-huh. uh, so the whole concept of this, if you hadn't listened to us before, you're not following mm-hmm. the book, are the men and the witches, you know, they're not even, I guess they're warlocks, but they don't seem to be warlocks like having powers. These are just right. men. The men yep. versus the, you know, the witches. And yeah, finally, it's been like they're like they're like an ancient order that's yes. been fighting with them. Yep. Going back. Hundreds yeah, it's almost like the years, Templars so. or something, yeah, but against exactly. the witches. They're the witch hunters. <laughs> and finally, this Aaron had a plan and said, listen, we've been doing this. This is going on through the ages. It keeps going. It keeps replaying itself. Can I try something new? And, and I think at this point they were like. Why not? I mean, it just keeps going because what happens if you kill these witches? They are resurrected and eventually they find each other again and then get back right. to their stuff. Uh, yeah. and, and in the meantime, it isn't exactly them showing and they even bring up, uh, in this where mm-hmm. the men, they, they have a point of view that maybe some might go with anyway because the witches yeah. do seem to kill people. They do well, seem to cause disasters. That, and I was wondering how much of that was really true. Maybe I just it wasn't not remembering be. it, right? Yeah. Because he was saying that they killed all these well, people. Well, and here's the thing: if you remember, people. if you remember, they they mm-hmm. keep talking about a flood and a thing. Mm-hmm. We did see them at Katrina. Uh, was one of the last things that we did see. Remember, they were there in the water, and people uh, and, and the men. The men did blame them for that. But right. again, is it that the men are involved? Is it you know whatever? But they are saying that to the ladies. Now the problem being is it's one of those things where yes, this is a book that on the surface level it's men controlling the ladies. We did right. say this community is almost like a 1950s community. Stepford wives, yeah, type the Stepford thing, yeah. wives thing. It's even like a slave thing, and it comes to <laughs> play here because mm-hmm. of the idea that when the women do find out because. 
like you said, the jig is up and way gone. And gone. Because the, the witch mother's there says, listen, you guys are a coven. You guys aren't just going to – it's almost like uh, a, a rap. You're not just going to survive. You're going to thrive. <laughs> right. uh, and they end up – she ends up attacking the one guy, killing him, and then the witch mother kind of dissipates right. into blood, which then activates everybody and all yeah, that. Yeah, she like turns into a wolf of yeah, some like sort. Yeah, it's like a wolf then... dog and yeah, and then she just kind of <laughs> dies and fall, yeah, falls apart. But this is the thing that really triggers them all to uh-huh. have their memories back like everything's there and yep. so they're they're pretty pissed um but in this you do have that you know that classic thing you even had it in like uh django uh uh-huh. you know when things are going wrong the the pieces of crap will always try to spin it around <laughs> to be like oh right. no you think i'm a slave owner that i no i'm doing it to help you i'm helping and you're you like right. no, no you're a piece of shit is what you are <laughs> and they realize this uh, Aaron, right. who's Izzy's quote unquote husband, right. uh, he's lucky because right. they need him. And, yeah, and he does. but he breaks no, he breaks, runs upstairs, right? And he's yeah. got that, um, he's got that little that, genie that thing that thing. controls that, him. Yeah. Did, yeah. Did they ever explain what no, that was? No, it just seemed no, to right? be, but he's putting it in a suitcase and skedaddling out at that one right. point. Right. And Izzy exactly. comes up. And, and the, the way these guys are all playing this is as the <laughs> women who they've been controlling. And, and I mean, I'm telling you, and doing awful things when you awesome. think about what they were doing, uh, even just right. having sex, they're not really married. These people don't love them or anything, right. but they, it all comes to roost because they're like, you know, and the men pretty much to a T, except a couple of them, are all uh, just turn and, and like, right. oh, <laughs> you know, I picked you because I loved you. And oh, don't on, do like, that. Bun, bun, no, yeah, and Becky, <laughs> Becky, who is the woman who flew, uh, the black lady uh, who has right. the fire the powers, fire power, yeah. she says to, uh, you know what? You're in big trouble, motherfucker. She, she's so mad. And she's about, and, and her husband's like, Bex, Bex, yeah, I love you. I picked you. And she basically says, I think says, you're dope. Yeah, yeah, I think you're dope. And she's like, the only thing that's going to be dope here are going to be all of you. And he's like, come on, Beck, you're my bun bun. And she, she does spell it out and it gets, oh, she calls it gets him out. full out and says, no, no, no. I was just a black woman for you to have your kink, Marky Mark, and then just burns the hell out of him. And the guy goes, and and with this, as you were going through this series, the guys are pieces of crap. Now, in the meantime, I wish that when they were on their own in these secret areas, I wish that we saw they were even more pieces of crap. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a little ambiguous. Yeah, and, and for the most part, I do believe some of these guys did kind of fall in love with these women. Yeah. At least I, I could go with that, but it's not how the story's got. And they don't care because basically, you know, you screwed us. Yeah, you it. ended up, you know, controlling us. And and even Izzy, where Aaron says, listen, I, I protect, he's the, you know, he is the ringleader of this little deal and right. uh, says, I, I, I ended up saving you guys doing this. I'm trying and listen, I, I wanted to try a new way. Right. Uh, and th- And she just says, you know what? Maybe he should have fucking talked to us. You know what I mean? We've been fighting and all this. And instead of controlling our minds and stuff, well, why didn't we have a conversation? Maybe we can work this out. And that's when he also throws out this other concept of the others, right? So that's a big yeah. Yeah, because with this, you have them, the six of them, the seven of them there. And they're basically like, no, no, no. There's a whole world of you. If you get rid of me, 
the architects are just going to come swooping down. It's you against millions. Right. I'll help you. We'll, we'll unlock everybody else will go. And that's the setup mm-hmm. to go forward that this Aaron's going to go with them. Uh, everybody else is getting burned or trapped. Right. Uh, you do see the younger girl with her, uh, you know, uh, talking to the animals that comes right. full out when she gets pissed because yeah. who was, who was supposed to be her father that we said was burned, but really wasn't. It was all prosthetics right. he, and stuff. He stays true to being a piece yeah, of shit. He's a piece of crap. And, and you have to give <laughs> him consistent. credit. Right? right, you have to give him credit. Like he ends up attacking Aaron with his wheelchair. Uh, he gets up because he's supposed <laughs> to be an invalid. He gets up and hits. Well, that's when oh, the worst is where you have the girl, and she's like, "Oh, kitty, go, go, get him!" And the cat goes into his chest, up through and out his mouth, and just kills him. And trails everywhere. Uh, with this, though, Aaron does say, "Hey." You know, underneath the houses, there is our big, you know, thing where we were watching you and things like mm-hmm. that. They do go under there to kind of gather their things, gather some equipment and things like that. But, yeah, right. they're going to go off and, you know, try to find these hit, other witches. Yeah, hit and, the road, and, you know. So there, there is a little teeny bit there where you have uh, the one lady, she kind of kind of sees things. You know, right. June. June kind of right. sees, like – and sees she that the visions, you yeah. know, the ladies were in love and they, and that's a big thing that, that comes even, even when Izzy's there, they're like, Hey, uh, you know, it feels like we're missing something. Like maybe, you know, we had, uh, friends or lovers right. and you know that they were all lovers together. So they'll, right. they'll kind of, uh, do that. Now Mabel heads off. She doesn't want to yeah, deal that with that. Mabel thing kind of, uh, it confused me a little yeah. bit at first. So I guess she steps in and protects her. Yeah, she piece protects of crap her husband at piece first. of crap husband and then goes off, and says, I'm out of here. Kills him with, yep, kills him with the cat, but she <laughs> has to be convinced to go with right. them because they're right. like, hey, we're strong as a coven. And there are, uh, six of them and Aaron then. I, well, one, two, three, four, five. Yep, six and, and Aaron. Uh, and, uh, he says, come on, you know, you can come with us. And uh, it's the best way that B ends up doing it. Says, hey, hey, Mabel, uh, you come with us and help us out. And then afterwards, you can get back to being a, a depressed bitch. Right. Basically. <laughs> and she's like, you promise? I promise. And they're like, all right. And this is the thing is they're starting to really fall into this role of having fun. I mean, they're like. Man, can we do this? Can we get brooms? Can we yeah. do again? I want a cape. And, and yeah. they're all getting dressed up and, you know. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. They start whipping up outfits oh, yeah, and everything. They got yeah, outfits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're all different. The one, you know, shaves the side of her head and gets her leather jacket on. She's like, I'm ready. Uh, but one of the big things, I believe, is when they're there and Izzy's like, you know, are we good or bad? You know, like, are we good witches or bad witches? And they're not really sure at this point. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's going to be one of those. Hey, we can make our own way. Right. Um, but again, it is satisfying seeing them taking the, the it fight, is. taking it to the streets here. It but is. the problem is then, again, if you've been reading this or following what we were talking about, the big thing is this community in the most ridiculous way to keep them contained <laughs> right. is surrounded by a, a firewall. Right. It, it has a firewall. Now, yeah, you, would, you knew they would have to deal with that eventually. Yeah, and right? you would think that at some point when they go down into the, you know, control room under the houses, that huh. this would be a button you press and the firewall is gone. You know, th- right. at some point, there has to be a control of the firewall, right? Is or a green screen in, in, there my, or yeah, in my mind, you have it like you're the guys, because even at one point, Izzy goes, Darren, like, you're not an architect, are you? I, I don't th- I think you were lying. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Izzy, I was. Uh, I would think that they have like a, uh, a garage door opener. 
controller right. in the house, they go, they press a button, and a little part of that would open, right. and they drive out because they've done that. Because they um, have gone out before, right? Yeah, they so have, they have they a bunch out? of times. And yeah. so when you had that, when the one guy, they tried to trick the girls because mm-hmm. they were getting a little bit, you know, a lot of questions where they had that guy pretend he got burnt. Uh, mm-hmm. They actually go up to that firewall thinking that it's an illusion. Right. And like... Yeah, it's pretty damn hot. (laughs) But then the one girl puts her hand in and says, you know, fuck it. We can't be contained. And again, this is the moment of, you know, girl power. This is the the witch power deal here. It wasn't enough for me by the end to really get me fired up. I I needed a little more. and, And knowing that we don't have a solicited issue, we're just getting to the part that's right. the cool part. Like, see exactly. some of them because they haven't even gotten all their powers in my mind yet. They're still yeah. going. So I mean, they it is haven't a shame. even walked all the way through the fire yet. Yeah, but no, they're just know, like, in the middle of stepping into yeah, it. They're yeah. in the middle of the fire. I, I love it. They we get to issue seven. They're just on fire. <laughs> but now, even uh, I like though as the progression goes, I did like uh-huh. the way Ben Blacker did have the ladies start to realize what was going on and some freaked uh-huh. out some got sad some did this but i really like right. the one lady's like uh you know hey her husband quote unquote uh-huh. you know i protected you i i love you you can tell and she's like you didn't you know you didn't love me you just had me caged up and wouldn't let me do anything you wouldn't even let me kill a spider and oh, that's like, why oh, she's like, right. we have blood magic. You son of a bitch. Like, she gets so mad. But yeah, I like it. Even yeah. it, Mabel's my favorite. She the, she's my favorite. When she goes down, they go down underneath uh-huh. into the control room and everybody's pissed because they're like, you were watching everything we did. They have all these monitors. Mabel's like, hey, any footage of when I was flying? I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, I like you, Mabel. And then uses Marky Mark as yeah, a reference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was cool, too. Um, and again, that was to me, that was a cool thing, too, in a roundabout way, showing that they do have their memories back. Because in this right. community... Ain't having good vibrations yeah, going exactly. on there. You know, the funky bunch was not known to these ladies until then. Uh, and, and lucky for them. That had I, to have been a previous life, right? Yes, They're not yeah. old enough. That was to, when that yeah. before Katrina, uh, you know, right. and all that, when they were dying and coming back. But right, yeah, right. they're starting to remember things. Once you remember Good Vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, you start remembering right. everything. There's, there's, that, that is the key. Else. That's like the last thing you remember. That is. I mean, really, if, if you're going to do that, then you remember Marky Mark, then you remember underwear, and then, and then you're done. Then, and then you remember that you can't call Mark Wahlberg Marky right. Mark, or he might hit you like he did, uh, you know, the, because he's a, he's a piece he's of crap. He's another piece of shit, right? He is a piece of Well, he's from oh, Boston. Right. Well, what do you well, expect? Back. Really? That I know. Boston <laughs> People are there from Boston like, son of a bitch, the guy gets a guy from New York on it. Now they're bitching about Boston. Yeah, there's Reggie. Reggie's up there. We were, yeah, we were talking about Reggie. He's in Salem. He's uh, moving in tomorrow. Uh, I think now he's moving in. He's going to have internet tomorrow. I just uh-huh. told him he better be a good boy witch is what I told him <laughs> earlier in the podcast. And I hope he's a good boy witch. Uh, but yeah, that that's that. But uh, what yeah. would you give this? So I would give this a seven. I'm giving uh, it a seven five. I, I, I'm right with you. Uh, I needed a little more though, right? Needed a little more. Yeah, yeah. I, I needed a little bit more at the end. It was satisfying in the sense that they got their memories back. You know, they yeah. got back. They got their their shit together now. They're 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 a coven. They're starting to feel it. 
but then it kind of just ends. Yeah, you know that's what the I mean? problem. And there's some there's some good clues. Like I, I do like some of the strings that they've kind of left dangling out yeah. there. You know, like yeah. they got to hit the road with this guy Aaron, who they you know would potentially hate. And they hate, but yeah, but he's the one who's you know they right. need him even. He even says, "How far are you going to get without me?" Uh, I'm the only one that they're ever going to, you know, I can trick them. I can help you out and uh, right. and goes with that. But, yeah, I, I'm looking now. I'm just going over to Ben Blacker's uh, Twitter just to see if maybe he said, like, hey, we just found out we're going to do this. I don't yeah. see, I don't you know, see the art was okay. I do yeah, like I like I like the throwback cover, right? To was that Bewitched. Yeah, yeah, it's Bewitched. I love that was it. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And, I love um, that. Me and Eric were talking good. about Bewitched uh, last week. Uh, I was a big Bewitched fan, and I told him, Uh I quizzed him because he couldn't remember, and I said, I guarantee you're going to get the daughter's name wrong uh, Uh because it's an easy thing to just say Sabrina Sabrina, off the top of your head, but it's Tabitha. Tabitha, yeah, right. But every, I said, it's it's like a trick question. You'll want to say Sabrina because of the deal. Now everybody's like – was that the one where she twitched the nose? Oh yeah, she twitched the right. nose, and then Larry, Larry would turn into a horse, right? And then, they, <laughs> and then Darren would upset, get upset. Darren, yeah, that's Darren. What it was. And there oh, were two yeah. Darrens, weren't there? Yeah, like, there did were. They have to change Darrens. Yep, it was Dick Sargent and Dick York. Yeah, yeah they yeah, did yeah. change those. But you also had like Doctor Bombay. You that's had, right. Uh, oh, you had a bunch of guys. Uh, yeah. Half of the people that ended up on the Hollywood Squares were on Bewitched. <laughs> uh, they really were. So, but yeah, I liked it. But I love that cover. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that and, was great. And in the meantime, like I, my problem is you end with all those things still out there and the cool stuff yet mm-hmm. to come. But I also have an issue with this since we've been talking about it. When it starts up, I, I really have to get my bearings into right. it. And I realize that I'm not that invested in it because I, I was, don't remember the names. I, I was even when just going to say the same yeah. thing. When we were talking about it before, I'm like, you know what? I don't really know any of their names. No, like I, I really don't. And month over month, I'm like, I, I forgot what happened yep. last time. I'm, yeah, you know, that's like, what happens to me. And when you remember, it's very broad. I mean, when yes. we're at issue no. six, and what I remember from issues one to five are basically, hey, the the witch mother was captured. She was scratching. They found her. And now the women are mad. And that that's what you get. So yeah. uh, unfortunately. I, I don't think it's as memorable as it could be. And the uh, individual witches were not – they didn't have enough of uh, a personality for me to but, pick yeah, them out. You I know mean, the main ones, like I said, uh, you get Mabel who's depressed uh, and you get Izzy and, it, you know, you get B. Yeah. And that's well, what I got. That's, that's insane. Like, if it's, this is set up to be a much longer story. Like, they yeah. spent the majority of the arc as, like, these half uh, zombified, yeah, if you will, yeah, step yeah. Wives, So you, you know? didn't really get them. Now right. is when we should learn the characters. Exactly. I, I, I will say at one point I thought the art – had like a weird change for a couple pages too. Like it, it got a couple, a little funky and maybe they changed really? some things. Yeah. It was, it was actually at the part where they, they, the women were getting Does pissed. They vision? were burning people. And uh-huh. then when it went to the part where they went to the guy who was burned, I swear uh-huh. to God that they, they, Kind of had to finagle things because they knew they were ending or something. That might just be me, though. I get weird ideas. But, yeah, I'll go 7-5. I'm glad that we talked about it. I'm glad that I read it. I'll never go back to it, and I'll probably forget about it in a couple months. If you say to me in a couple months, man, what's up with that Hexwise? Did it ever come back? I'm like, holy (laughs) crap, I forget about that. Uh, But we're going to go off now to our next book.
Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to to this. Welcome, welcome one and all to a very belated edition of the Orlando Zone. Well, yes, it is indeed the Orlando Zone. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm late with this one. Um, Last week was... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> last week was ridiculous, is what last week was. Uh, uh, just family stuff going on. Mother's Day happens on Sunday. Um, work was ridiculous as well. It, it, it's, it was not good last week. But but this week is great. Do you know why this week is great? Because I'm off. That's why. I'm off work for two weeks, courtesy of the Easter break. Thank you. Uh, in fact, actually, I'm off work for two weeks and a day, courtesy of Easter, Easter Monday. So well done. Well done, everybody involved in making that happen. Fantastic. Um, Martian Manhunter, goodness me, what a bizarre, what a bizarre book this is. I, I, I just read the, uh, the recommendation on the cover, Gerard Way. I'm going to read this to you because it's so funny for reasons, for reasons that will become apparent in a moment. Far out concepts and wild imagination. Okay, I'll give him that. One of the best marriages of words, art, color, and lettering I have seen in a long time. Okay, I'm just going to stop there. Uh, Gerard, my my friend, my my buddy, my pal, uh, you need to get out uh, a bit more and read more comic books. That's that's all I have to say. Um, this, of course, is from the man who uh, who took six months to write an issue of the Doom Patrol. So there we go. Uh, and Steve Orlando has one of my favourite brains in comics. <laughs> That's literally what he says. <laughs> not minds, not minds, brains. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know whether Steve Orlando's brain is especially wonderful or not, really. Um, I know what he means. I, 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 I've kind of waxed reasonably lyrical about my somewhat sort of fractious relationship with, with Steve Orlando comic books in the sense that they are littered with nonsense, but they, but there is also a uh, a very clear sense that he loves comics and he is he is excited about them and um, and that's that's good. And there is a kind of there's a kind of weird naivety <clears throat> in Steve Orlando books, <clears throat> which uh, which is quite endearing. That they they remind me of uh, sort of you know particularly sort of frenetic and uh and slightly terrible versions of the comic books that I read as a kid uh and as a teenager in the in the in the 80s and um I just I don't know I I there's something about him I I do kind of I I I don't take this gig because because I have to <laughs> I take it because because I I kind of see something in Orlando I do like but is he one of my favorite brains? I, I don't know about that. I don't know. Does he have one of my favorite brains? I don't think so. I don't think so. Sorry, Steve. Sorry. Uh, this is uh, Martian Manhunter issue four. There are two fantastic covers here. Um, the first one is the Rosmo cover, which is uh, a sort of bug-eyed, very odd-looking uh, John Johns. 
sort of speaking telepathically to an iguana, uh, and the iguana is kind of looking, is eyeballing him basically, and and kind of saying, "Want to know a secret?" or telepathically communicating, "Want to know a secret?" Which is which is kind of cool and funny, and it is actually quite a a good. Uh, a good cover. The the Josh Middleton cover, on the other hand, is utterly brilliant. It, it it's it's it's. I hesitate to use the word iconic because because, well, whether something is iconic or not is is dependent on on more than <laughs> on on more people than just me. But it, it is a beautiful piece of art, and and it, and it's uh it's a traditional kind of John John's kind of staring out of the cover, his uh, beetle brow. Uh, furrowed, looking extraordinarily stern and, uh, sort of starlight kind of picking out, uh, the left side of his, uh, of his features. It's an astonishing piece of, piece of artwork and not for the first time. It's a piece of artwork that I wouldn't mind owning. Actually, it, it, it is, it is a phenomenal cover. So two great covers. And I, 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 so I, I will kind of say this. I, DC are, are kind of throwing some good stuff at this, at this book. Whether it's worth that kind of remains to be seen. Um, it is, of course, written by Steve Orlando, artist by Riley Rossimo and Ivan Placencia. Uh, the letters are by Dion Bennett. It's published by DC Comics and the cover price is $3.99. And here's how I opened, <laughs> here's how I opened my review on the website. Last month's issue of this distinctly uneven series was coherent and fairly compelling. The story of John's arrival on Earth and his adoption of the John Jones persona presented us with a sympathetic and honourable character, more in keeping with past iterations of everyone's favourite green alien than the morally compromised and duplicitous character we got in issues one and two. The issue's focus on a more traditional John was decidedly welcome after two issues of partly Mars-based shenanigans. The absence of Mars and the issue's consequent tonal consistency made for a much more enjoyable reading experience, and I found myself becoming cautiously optimistic that the potential for this series might just be realised. So, we're back to Mars this issue, aren't we? Yes. Yes, we are. And indeed, we are back to Mars. Um, we are looking. Uh, the first thing we see, and I'm going to say this. I said this in the review, and I don't care. Um, the first thing we see is balls, uh, testicles, uh, or at least that's what they look like. They're, they're not testicles, fairly obviously. Uh, they are, in fact, um, weird sort of alien pathogens associated with from his curse more of which in a moment uh, but nevertheless they do kind of look like testicles albeit sort of red angry and uh, and odd looking testicles but they they do definitely look like them um we're back to mars again and and it's kind of crap um because that's what mars is uh d- d- the problem i have with mars in this book mars is essentially um a transposed version of any major, um, particularly American, I would say, city, uh, just with added squishy bits and weird architecture and a little bit of telepathy. And, and that's, that's kind of it. And, and I think I, I can kind of see what Orlando's doing with this. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily an invalid thing to do, uh, to sort of make 
John uh, a morally kind of compromised uh, hero to begin with. Uh, and then that obviously gives his nobility, uh, you know, the, the path to his nobility is, is perhaps, is arguably more interesting. Although I'm going to be honest with you, just the fact that he is the lone survivor of an alien race, actually, I would argue does enough, does enough to make the character heroic, does enough to make, because he's having to soldier on. He's having to find meaning and purpose in a culture that is not his own. That is, that in my mind, <coughs> excuse me, that in my mind is, is actually quite, quite compelling on its own. But, but that's not enough for Orlando. Orlando wants to give him, uh, a kind of moral, um, path that, that he's on where he, um, he redeems himself in, in some way, uh, after having been, having been a kind of, uh, basically a, a bent cop on Mars. Orlando's got some interesting ideas here, but he, but th- there is evidence, I think, that, that he's not really thinking them through enough. Um, so the, the, the transposing of, of kind of, um, a sort of various kind of vices to, to Mars. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of see that. I think ultimately is that enough to sustain a 12 issue series or to sustain at least this element of it? I'm not sure that it is. Um, we, we've had weird Martian alien sex, uh, and we're going to have it some more later. Um, that is that interesting. Maybe, you know, shapes, what is, what is, Sex between shapeshifters like, um, okay, I can kind of see where he's going with that, the kind of physical melding and emotional melding of the body, and it's a very intense experience, and I get that. Uh, the problem is, is, is that the way it is presented here is, uh, is kind of overly lurid overly shocking uh there isn't really a sense of tenderness between between john and his wife um and it it just looks messy and horrible and the idea is not necessarily a bad one but the execution is lacking and i think i think that is probably true of all of the mars stuff really so so you start with this uh with this white martian being uh examined for Frontmere's curse uh and yes he's got it kind of thing and uh we get some nice stuff here i mean i said in in the review i i, I think it seems to me and this is a little bit of a lazy thing to say from me so i apologize in advance uh steve orlando is a gay man and um it, it seems likely that what he's doing here with Frontmere's curse is uh is using using it as a kind of an aids analog so it's an analog for aids the 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 powers that be don't want to admit that it exists they don't want to talk about it the interesting thing here is that there is actually a good reason for them not to talk about it which is that talking about it runs the risk of transmitting it because it's a it's a disease that's transmitted telepathically so that's kind of interesting um, although, as I said, it, it's not really developed particularly well here, at least not yet. Um, so I can kind of see where he's going with that. That the, there's this kind of, uh, there's like a, there's like a stigma kind of associated with it. Although that's not entirely clear in the, in the, in the issue, but the, but the, it, it seems that's what he's kind of going for. 
Um, all of that's fine. Um, it, it, it's just not. Uh, it's not gripping me, and and the and the alienness of um, of Mars is almost entirely superficial. It's almost entirely cosmetic. So it's to do with the way things look, and it's to do with uh, with the uh, with the aesthetics of of Mars. But but it doesn't seem to really kind of uh, cut through to to the way people interact with one another they they still speak to one another in ways that sort of criminals would speak to bent cops on earth in ways that um you know that that family units work i i mean i mean there's an argument actually for for, for you know you've got an opportunity there possibly for it's a re reimagining a family unit uh bearing in mind the kind of telepathic um you know, sort of, sort of angle as well. That that actually a family is something that that's more than just the nuclear family that we're presented with here. Now, admittedly, you're up against, I suppose, a certain kind of uh, a certain kind of history with with John, where his his family is kind of an established part of his backstory. But there's an opportunity there to maybe tweak things. I I, I don't know. I, I I feel like I'm probably doing him a disservice because I am critique, critiquing what he hasn't done uh more than what he has done. But 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 the reason for that is because what he has done is is kind of shallow. Um he's relying too much, I think, on Rossimo's visuals, which are kind of very affecting and they are they are quite disturbing in uh in places. Um, and there's a kind of horrible kind of, um, there is a, there is a physicality to, to, to Rosmo's, um, art, you know, that, that his, his creatures do look kind of physically real uh, for all their kind of cartoonish weirdness. Um, you know, that there is a kind of weight to them. Uh, which is great, uh, but at the same time, it, it, it's 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 all in service of of kind of covering up or masquerading um, a version of Mars that is not um, that is not terribly interesting because it's because it's really just L.A. or Chicago or New York. It, it's not. It's not alien enough, I don't think. And, and, and the, the thing is, 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 is the tone. I mentioned this in the in the uh, in the intro. The tone is just really different to what we get on Earth. And then there's an argument that says, "Well, well, come on, Jeremy. That, that that's that's the way comics are meant to work, isn't it?" Yeah, it is. But 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 the the tone has to work on its on its own merits. And and I think. The tone here is it's all just like, like, let's just fl- fling alien stuff after alien stuff after alien stuff. Oh, look, alien sex. Isn't that weird? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, you know, oh, look, there's an alien stripper. Oh, look, he's, uh, it's actually a, it's actually a man. They're just changing gender or whatever. And it's like, yeah, okay. I, I get kind of all that. That's, that's sort of visually kind of interesting, but. But the the story that you're telling is is not hooking me um, as much as I would would like it to, and certainly not as much as it did in issue three. Um, John basically is visiting uh, a kind of a typical flesh palace, I suppose. He wants to he wants to be taken off Earth. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he wants to be taken off Mars. That's what he wants. He's arranging passage uh, for himself off Mars. Uh, which is interesting because we, we already know how he arrives on Earth and it, and it's not 
via spaceship. So that's doomed to failure, presumably. But that's what he's arranged. Then his wife has sex with him, uh, and they do that kind of merging thing. And basically, it just kind of looks like a massive kind of explosion of green matter from the floor kind of towering up in sort of like a geezer of melded flesh. And it, and it's... And again, I said in the review, the, the, the thing that kind of got me is like their household pet is present. And, I, and I'm like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Kind of freak out the dog. What if the dog joins in? No, don't, don't say it. <laughs> don't think it. No, 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 no. It's too late. Right. Anyway, yes, get the dog out of there. That's what I say. Uh, anyway, the, uh, basically the same issue that, 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 uh, blighted their love making uh in issue one is the same issue that raises its head again uh which is that uh john is keeping secrets from his wife we of course know what those secrets are um and he tries to justify it by saying that he doesn't want his wife to get um to run the risk of being infected by Honmi's curse which is a really shitty thing to say actually i it, it, it's like a i, I can't you know, I, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm protecting my dark secrets. I'm protecting you from my dark secrets because I don't want you to, to catch, you know, Martian AIDS. And I'm like, really? Is that, oh no, what, what are you trying to say here? Uh, it, it just, once again, it kind of cheapens the character of John and, uh, makes me like him a lot less. It's just a horrible thing to say, really, if I'm being honest. Anyway, we're back, we're back to, we're back to Earth. And I don't know about you, when I when I turn to the Earth pages, I just breathe this huge sigh of relief. Oh, thank goodness there won't be any weird alien sex in these pages, he said, hopefully. Um, this is John. After his big confession to Diane last, uh, last month, he's now trying to get through to her. And uh, fairly obviously, you know, he, he, he gets her answering machine. She doesn't want to talk to him. Um, he goes searching for the iguana. The, the, this section is pretty good. I, the only thing is, I, I, I kind of, I, I, I wish finding my keys was this easy. <laughs> every every couple of days, I I lose my keys, and I and I just I can't find them. And I spend like like ten minutes in the morning just looking for them because you just you just like not with it, you know. Uh, John's looking for this iguana. He finds it like straight away. I'm like, my God, man, you're amazing. You should be called the Martian iguana hunter, not the Martian manhunter. Bloody hell. Anyway, the, the, the one saving grace for this, I, I, you know, again, is Rosmo's art. It's so good. You know, he, he does the whole kind of sort of different, um, different versions of John moving across the landscape to indicate indicate progress and movement that's really nice um he makes kind of mental contact with the iguana and it's it's gorgeous it's absolutely gorgeous it's amazing uh, you see this kind of and and you know I, I don't know what's in the script i really really don't know what was in the script but 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 rosmo kind of kind of presents uh this very weird kind of landscape where the iguana is kind of kind of standing 
uh, almost in the center of the, of the page as kind of like a, a weird kind of iguana man hybrid. It's very, very odd. Uh, and then kind of looming over this world is this sort of goddess-like creature who presumably is, is Ashley or meant to be Ashley, kind of holding it in her hands, holding the whole world in her hands. And, and, it, and it's a, just a fantastic kind of, uh, visual representation of, um, of the iguana's weird, lizardy devotion to to ashley it's just it's just awesome it's just a fantastic piece of artwork and i, I know uh the guys on the podcast don't don't like rosmo <laughs> i i understand why i do but, but seriously and placentia does a fantastic job on colors here as well there's, there's a wonderful kind of gradation of um uh, of yellow to to sort of to to pink uh to kind of more violet um in uh in the way that he colors uh, Ashley. It's just beautiful. Uh, in fact, actually, just thinking about it, she's, her head is kind of, it looks like it's sort of, sort of emerging from a lake or something. It's very weird, um, weird art. It's, it's worth, it's worth checking out, actually. Do, do, do try and find a copy of it, uh, somewhere and, uh, just have a look at those pages. They, they really are amazing. Um, the, there's another double page spread where he takes you through the iguana's life cycle. Um, and again, that's, that's kind of interesting. I, we, we get the fright foam again. Uh, the fright foam is kind of mentioned. Uh, but the fact that all of these images are kind of still and frozen suggests that, uh, actually the iguana was being possessed by uh, an alien entity. Um, he said, and so John says, I'm sorry, my friend, I see it now. You're innocent, just an instrument. So I'm not sure how, how the iguana is actually involved in the deaths of Ashley's parents, but it, but obviously it was in some way. Uh, but it was, uh, it was, a uh, an unwitting, uh, or at least unwilling, uh, participant in those murders. Uh, and again, the, the arts, the arts pretty good here. I, we then go back to Ashley and Ashley's still being kind of tortured in this weird underground layer. And, and Rosmo's great at things like, um, labyrinthine kind of constructs of sort of twisted metal and sort of it looks almost like organic like sort of metal intestines and what have you it looks really really good there there, there are uh disturbingly there are naked people uh also and i presume they are dead although it's not clear there's one of them standing up, but there are naked people, um, around her who are connected with, with the, with these globes over their heads being pumped to the same gas that Ashley Adams is being, is being exposed to. So it, that, that's all weird. We, we then get the, uh, the big bad guy starts ex, <laughs> expositing to her, expounding the plot. <laughs> As as big bad guys tend to do, it just sends it to me a thing. I just imagine actually, you know, you 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 you're going down to the uh, to the job center. You know, so what do you want to do? Uh, I'd quite like to be a bad guy. Oh, okay. Uh, how big a bad guy? Well, quite a big bad guy. You know, sort of earth threatening kind of bad guy. Okay. Uh, so, uh, are you evil? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty evil. Right. Okay. Uh, how's your expositing? How's it, how can you expound the details of the plot? Oh, I don't know. Uh, you see, no. You're going to be able to do that. If you can't do that, 
You don't get the job, I'm sorry. Uh, this guy got the job. His hands are very red. His whole body's very red, actually. That's probably a clue. Um, he, he kind of says things, uh, uh, he says things that we probably ought to know, so we probably ought to pay attention to them. The, the, the problem is, is that this being an Orlando book, they're, they're written in extraordinarily melodramatic prose. Um, I entered your home searching the horrors I visited upon you, forcing you to watch as your family tore itself apart, tested your strength. And Ashley's like, strength? There's something weird about Ashley, actually. She's not, she's not utterly freaked out by this. She is freaked out, but she's not. There is a strength to her, weirdly enough. And she says, strength? It is why you live. My work requires the human form. The materials of mature humans are too rigid. Only human youths have the genetic elasticity to survive my procedures. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Fewer still can we... Sorry. Fewer still can withstand the mental rigor. My terrors are a proving ground, and you, Ashley, have proven yourself. And, you know, Rossman does a good job here, actually. He, he kind of keeps the big reveal uh, of the creature's form uh, until this moment, and he kind of looms over, over Ashley. Um... Uh, the stuff like this, actually, I, he, he, right, this is interesting. I, I don't know what, what, what Orlando's doing with this. Uh, he says, you say you care about your family's death, but I read their minds. They didn't understand you. They're my parents. Just because they didn't get me doesn't mean I wanted them dead. They refused to know you, stood in the way of what you are, yet you care for them. I have rummaged... That's a weird word. It's <laughs> a weird word. It's a very cosy word to use uh, for this. Mm. I've rummaged through your mind, too. I know how they punished you, barred you from sport, accepted only perfect performance in your studies. Gosh, they were terrible, weren't they? Barred you from sport, dear lord. I wish I'd been barred from sport. <laughs> sport again. I hated sport. Well, yeah, I went. I went to a, a school where they had to play rugby. It's a ridiculous game. They they had high expectations. So does every. You wouldn't be what they wanted. So they shut out what you wanted. The manhunters did this. It's all the. It's all about you, isn't it, Mister Big Bad Guy? Yeah, yeah. Ashley's just like you. Everybody's just like you. Ridiculous. They couldn't understand my actions, so they stole part of myself. They froze me in one shape, made me a prisoner in this body. Bear that in mind. Because it comes into play later on. Right. Uh, we leave Ashley. We go to um, Diane Mead. Diane Mead basically is, uh, is a poster child for police brutality in, in this issue. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Maybe her her amazing coiffure gives her super strength. It's possible. Because she just kind of... She, she seems to be embarking upon a one-woman crusade to beat up everybody who likely has any information about where Ashley Adams is. Um, Which she does. You see her in a bar. There are people on the floor. She's 
beaten up sort of like three or four people. She even beans beats up a stripper. See, that's not right, is it? That's not good. You don't beat up strippers. Unless, you know, you're really bad. Um, great, great, great Orlandoism of, uh, of this page. No one just disappears. Oh, except me, once you tell me what I want to know. I kind of like that. So then we get to uh, a mustachioed-looking gentleman uh, who's in the middle of eating a burrito, maybe, I think. Uh, and he is being uh, chased by a police car. Uh, and it is, of course, driven by uh, Detective Mead, who um, basically takes him out and beats him up because he has been fingered as a possible uh, source of information uh, in terms of where Ashley Adams might be. Uh, Mead takes him in uh, and tries to get information out of him, doesn't manage to do it. We slip back to John uh, in his uh, John Jones body, um sort of staring at himself in the mirror kind of dealing with i suppose feelings of guilt that he has experienced since telling diane all about himself uh and then he goes back to being john jones again and he goes back to the police station where he is told that uh, diane has left him the prisoner to speak to uh so he goes in speaks to this guy uh this mustachioed chap and, of course, it turns out that he is the big bad guy. And here is the problem, because we have just been told that the big bad guy is frozen in that particular form, which, as far as I know, should mean that he is unable to take the form of a human being. And yet here he is doing just that. There's some really nice kind of body horror stuff here. Uh, the dialogue's a bit dodgy. Uh, those Those were unvoiced words. You can't know that language. Mm, yeah, I'm not so sure about that, really. And it ends with, it looks like this thing, this red thing called Charn. It's a charnel. Yeah. Did you catch that? Did you? That's why he's red, I'm guessing. Probably. Sort of looming over a... A, a John who is losing his uh, the kind of integrity of his human shape and horrible kind of red boils are kind of bursting all over his head looks pretty bad actually looks pretty bad doesn't look good doesn't look good but we do have a problem and the problem is we've we've got a shape changer who says that he can't change shape and yet he's changing shape how do you explain that? There is one possible, other than the fact that Orlando is cocked up, which is always a possibility, but there is one possibility, which is that uh, he projects a form mentally and not physically. He doesn't physically change shape, but he mentally projects a shape that he wants to be seen as. I suppose that's a possibility. The only problem with that is that we've just seen Mead kind of manhandle him and rough him up. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I gave this five point seven, and obviously that that's that's a that's a that's a a drop from last month, and I think partly that's because of the Mars stuff, and also because of 
of some, you know, that significant potential error. And I'm, I'm really struggling to work out where, how that plot hole might be, might be filled in, but, but it is, it is significant to me. And, and, and also, you know, we're back to kind of melodrama city again. And there are little moments of kind of characterization that, that kind of really work, but by and large, we're kind of, it's, it's a bit too melodramatic again and, and not necessarily, um, entertainingly so <laughs> if you see what I mean um so yeah it's it's just it, it, I'm back to being disappointed and I didn't want to be I was impressed with issue three I, I was pleasantly surprised by issue three I, I liked issue three this issue I'm just like oh, oh we're here again it's it's more Orlando's silliness um I kind of you know, the Mars stuff just leaves me cold, if I'm being absolutely honest with you. I'm like, you know, we're expected to to find interesting a man who goes around beating up low-life scum, who has some kind of position of power and responsibility and is essentially abusing it, uh, who won't won't speak the truth to his own family. And and, and, and the thing is, is, is all of that could be fine, actually, if it wasn't for the fact that it's the Martian Manhunter. You know, I, 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 I don't think I've made enough of this, really. I, I, I really like the Martian Manhunter. I've always liked him as a, as a character. I've always, always liked him. And um, the things that I associate with the Martian Manhunter are dignity, a, a kind of quirky sense of humor, um, and nobility and self-sacrifice. The, the, these are things I associate with the Martian Manhunter. And making him uh, this kind of venal, corrupt, lying person doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't add anything to the character. It doesn't add anything to the character to know that he used to be terrible. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, it, like I said earlier, it, just the fact that he is the sole survivor of Mars is enough, is surely enough to make him interesting and compelling. He's a man on his own. We can all identify with that. He's lonely. He's, he's lost his family. Now you're going to tell me that he was a, he was a piece of shit? That, that he, that he lied to his, the, the, the family that he grieves, he system, grieves over, he systematically lied to. How's that helping? How's that helping me like this character? It isn't. It, it, it's just, if anything, it's just making it more difficult to like him and it's tarnishing, um, my understanding of who the character is. And I'm beginning to, I'm beginning to really resent that. And, and, and there are moments, the, 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 the moment of, of sort of honesty where he tells, you know, Diane Mead about who he is. He's placed in an excruciating position there. Um, and, and he's, and he does his best to, 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 and, and I kind of admired the way Orlando, um, presented him there. You know, this is somebody who's doing his best to, to kind of, to make, to make it, to make things right, to make, to make things work. Uh, and, and I could get behind that, and, and I could think, yeah, that's my John. That, that's the John that I that I like. That's the John I remember. And, and this, this isn't. See, even even the even the Earth stuff. You know, he's kind of moping around. He's kind of feeling sorry for himself. It, it doesn't feel like John. It really, really doesn't. Uh, ah, pants. <sighs> anyway, the art's great. Which is kind of funny, isn't it? Really, you know, the the art is great. Uh, Rosmo is doing some stellar stuff here. 
I, even if you don't like Rossmo, it's worth checking. I, I think part of the problem is uh, lots of people in the GFC boop boop uh, don't like Rossmo, and I, I and I understand why um, because Knight the Monster Man was kind of <laughs> was kind of uh, a disaster of epic proportions, really, for all for all sorts of reasons. Um, this stuff, though, this stuff is good. And I would check out Deathbed as well. Deathbed by him is very good too. And Placentia's colors are great. Really, really great. You look at the shades of red on, on that final page. It's, it's phenomenal. It's just great work being done there. But the, 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 the comic as a whole is really unsatisfactory for me. It's, it's not, it's not doing what I wanted to do. Hmm. Anyway, there we go. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Um, I am sorry about the, the break last time. It, 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 like I said, it's a bit of a weird week. I'm, I'm trying to catch up on comics at the moment. Ha! That's funny. Um, I said to Jim I might send a rant and rave in either this week or next week. Um, uh, I'm reading, I'm catching up on Heroes in Crisis and, I, and I'm beginning to wonder why I'm bothering. I, I, I really am. I, I, I don't know what the point of this series really is. I I, I really don't. Reg, Reggie's doing a great job of reviewing it on the site, actually. Um, but it's hard. It's a hard read. And and, and it, it's like... Um, uh, it reminds me a bit of, uh, you know, on old TV shows, well, on, on, t- on remade TV shows where they, where they bring back old characters and they recast them as people that kind of look vaguely like the character that they, they, they're meant to be. And I, I feel like I'm reading a whole series of, uh, of comic books featuring characters that kind of look like they're meant to look, but, but they're not really. <laughs> it's just like they're, they're these weird kind of doppelgangers. They're very strange. Maybe that's on purpose. I don't know. Maybe there's a weird kind of Freudian thing going on here and King's just like playing with us. I don't know. Oh, I, I think King's playing with us, but I don't think he has a bloody clue what he's doing half the time, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? Anyway, you didn't come here to listen to me talk about Tom King, did you? No, no, you didn't. Um, have a great week and I really do mean that I'm going to catch up on loads of comics that's what I'm going to do um, I've got two Hawkman issues to read, I've got some Deathstroke to read uh, I've got a ton of Conan to read uh, I've got all sorts to read uh, I've got, I'm have got. i way behind on Avengers uh, I haven't even started uh, No Road Home yet so you know, okay um, yeah that's what I'm going to do I hope you do the same We'll talk about it on Slack, maybe. I'll catch you later. Uh, if you haven't done so already, check out the Patreon, because it's awesome, and there's some awesome stuff on there. Have a great week, and I will speak to you later. Bye-bye. Stomper, stomper, stomper. This is Stomper, the female fury with all the might. I wanted to call in and say... I'm about to stump a stump a stump all over your faces with my boot 
heel cleats and I've got to rub dirt in your faces too because this is stump a stump a stump and I don't, I don't like the reviews that my book is getting so shape up or ship out you're going to get a butt whooping from stump all right, see you later, chumps. The images that it conjured in my brain. Female Furies issue three. Granny goodness bothers me. the dream weaver be you I'm just a child of granny it won't take long to meet Scott Free I'm just a child of granny Don't forget her dog Mercy, R.I.P. Jim rings the bell. Oh, this means Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. Jim rings. Eric Shea's reviews are all the bomb Eric's the bomb And if Shea's recaps are read without a single misstep Ring the bell Boosh Boosh Hey, we're here, Eric We are here Uh, It's funny because it's only one book of the section that's yours But hey I like that song and I will get any opportunity to use it because we're going to start. Yeah. And then ruin it, right? With Boosh. But we're going to start with what book, Eric? We are starting with Deathstroke number 42, written by Christopher Priest with art by Carlo Pagulan, Jason Paz, Norm Ratman, Jeremy Cox, and sweet, sweet Willie Schubert. Boosh. The Terminus agenda is underway, and I still don't know what that means. What we get here, though, is the Teen Titans going after a nobody villain while Slade Wilson plays head games with them through their comm system. All in all, there really isn't much here, but with a little luck, maybe we'll finally get a decent Deathstroke slash Teen Titans crossover. Yeah. Uh, did you say head games? Head games! He can't... Uh, I, I, anytime hey, anything... That. Uh, foreigner. Anytime oh, that down. you would say any sort of <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> you fell for it. You, you dummy. Jerk off. I thought I did it pretty good. You, you son of a bitch. Here you, you go. I'm bastard. done. I am done. Your face hurt because believe me, it's gonna in oh. about two seconds. Jerk off. Oh, I, I actually thought I was going to serenade you a little. I was going to continue the song too, uh, an impromptu song. Uh, you ruined it. You oh, ruined I ruined it, it for sorry. me. I'm sorry. You know, sometimes on the podcast, I, I put myself out on a limb. Sometimes. Sometimes I sing a little song. Sometimes I put my heart out that, there. Thinking that maybe 
you know, I might get some support from my co-host here, but really, I am really exposing. I'm exposing my inner self there. I'm really, it's like a raw nerve. I'm exposing to the world just to be me. But yet, I get that goddamn joke that makes me want to stop right now (laughs) and go over and slice Eric's throat. Uh, It's something that often comes into my mind. I, I try to keep that urge away. I try to push it down into my subconscious deal but when i am hurt so much it opens up a very very dark door that i cannot close eric and it's one of those things is yes you can tell me to have somebody else sing but who else will be there to love (laughs) who will be there to love eric you son of a bitch oh come on that was good You got me in a bad mood now. Uh, I'll tell you about this whole Deathstroke Terminus agenda nonsense. Uh, I I was enjoying it until we got to this issue. And this issue isn't bad. It it just kind of, to me, it was boring. It seemed as if, if you ask me... Well, first off, it's weird. Because the the first issue of Teen Titans was pretty much spelled out to be Christopher Priest. Or as he likes to be called, Priest. Priest. Yeah. Uh, And... You got to say it like that, though. Priest. Priest. Yeah, and Adam Glass. I know you talking about now. Yeah, he did both. Priest and Adam Glass was in <laughs> together. This one is just written by Priest, and I don't know why. And it does seem to be missing a bit of the tone from the first issue. And the, well, it the feels tone like a Deathstroke kind of, book. Well, it does feel like a Deathstroke book. Now, with these crossovers, I understand that that's what you're usually going to get. The best crossovers, though feel start feeling like a crossover of both books this does feel fully a deathstroke book and to me it feels as if Proust is a little bit embarrassed <laughs> to be involved with this or isn't really into it so he's just going to go through his convoluted storytelling well, motions the whole thing, it seemed like the last like crossover that we had with these two people like deathstroke and the teen yeah. titans was the idea the lazarus contract the lazarus which we contract. found out what the lazarus contract actually meant by the end and now we it was all it's about the, the same idea kind of, of what this term is the lazarus contract and what it means yeah. now we have the terminus agenda and i'm like it's even say at the one point because Deathstroke does break out of, you know, Damien's yeah. jail cell that he has below Mercy yeah. Hall here and goes up and then, you know, hacks into their comm system while they're out and about doing Teen Titan stuff. And he says, huh, the Terminus agenda, huh? That's weird or something along those lines. Mike, just the idea that we're two part two of four into the series and we don't know what a Terminus agenda is. It's just a cool yeah. name for something. Now, it seems like th- there's a weird thing that to me is the coolest part of this whole thing, uh, because at first I thought Deathstroke was hanging over a power dampener. Right. But it's actually a television screen where sure it's is. just replaying the greatest hits of, of everybody that Deathstroke yeah. killed. I think that that is really, really sadistic. But it, it that actually was kind of neat, like what Damien is doing to him. Until it doesn't matter. I, I mean, it's weird I, too I, because the stuff that they actually show, like the human dynamos, the first one, which is what we had the, during yeah, the Batman yeah. Deathstroke, like you know, like storyline in Deathstroke yeah. series. Yeah, and then with the grandma yeah. of the last issue of like you know the prologue to this, I'm like, you're only really showing us people he killed when Damian Wayne was saying. involved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's funny because even when you have human dynamo, it's like. Deathstroke victim number 1,311 or whatever it would be if it continues right. even if this is even a That'd bigger number. But uh, it's like, like, why are you just showing us this? Show something cool yeah. and, and have this – you know, means something. And yeah, Deathstroke's there, but he hardly reacts to it. He's just looking at it. And then he does say, you've gone too far now. 
but without really revealing anything, does he mean this TV on the ground? Does he? And I really, to me, I, I think that that's the coolest thing. If I win the lottery, I'm going to put a TV in my floor. I and I have a swing that I watch it like. Well, no, the thing is, the whole that would be sweet. The whole idea of you just laying in a sex swing watching TV that's below you. Yeah, that's but what no, I want. You no, know, the whole idea at the end. You know what I actually think because you do get the idea that he's being shown all of his past victims while he's just no. hanging over while he's hanging around Jim. But. <laughs> yes. uh, He's hanging the around. The thing is, man. I think that really motivates him to escape at this point. Is this the idea that someone like Black Mask, who's telling everybody, who's who, everybody yeah. else in this whole you know makeshift dungeon prison thing about who Slade is, and the idea that now that Slade's here, the Teen Titans done fucked up because he's going to break all of us up, and we're all going to take turns kill him. The whole yeah. idea that. Black Mask will yell over to him and say, "You know, I can uh, throw you a lot of freelance work when this is all done." That, that he's yeah, gone right. and done it now. How dare uh, you? You've yeah. gone too far by putting me with these scum who yeah, are going to offer me a job like just, I'm along the lines. I got lines. you. It's just – it's weird because we had that first issue. Damien goes to get Deathstroke because, you know, he's killed some uh, you know, hobos that – Maybe a, th- a couple thousand other people as we see on these screens, whatever. Yeah. And so you have that. And in this one, it just – it really seems set to really remind you that Deathstroke likes Robin. Oh, yeah. You, you have dealt- to play you through all of the greatest hits. And that, that's that what's weird about it. It's almost like. like a priest is sitting there and they're <laughs> like, okay, we're going to do this. It's Deathstroke versus the Teen Titans. That's classic. It is. And we're going to go. And and Priest, he's like, oh, I'm going to show him. I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them that priest uh, – priest. Now, now you got me saying Proof. that that Slade yes. is, is is good, and you, so with this this issue is a lot of nothing to me. Uh, you end up where y- you go with this, and the big thing is is you have Deathstroke capture, but that's not even what the Teen Titans are doing. And yeah, that's kind of cool with the idea that he, that Robin does have this prison down right. below. But we ended, you know, the Teen Titans book with uh, Kid Flash. Oh, my God, you have a prison that's barely even referenced at all. You don't have that. I guess maybe we'll wait for the Teen Titans. This just didn't seem like part of the overall story. And even when it is, there's just not much going on well, because even it's more when it becomes about them the going whole, after BlackRock. Uh, yeah, even the whole thing, though, when we get to the idea that Deathstroke is breaking out of his prison cell and then we spend the majority of the issue with the Teen Titans just going after this nobody villain BlackRock who this version we have not seen since Superman, Lois, and Clark when it was still the pre-Flashpoint yeah, versions I, of those I, I characters. I want to spell it out that Deathrock is a classic Superman villain. Yeah, BlackRock. Yeah. He's a, he's a not this classic. No, that it's not this version. That version is Peter Silver. Silverstone. Yes. This is Bradley Glenn. And Bradley Glenn was part of the Lois and Clark book at the DCYOU, the one that gave us two Supermen then yeah. going into Rebirth. The pre-Flashpoint uh, versions of these characters. Yep. Uh, the ones that actually came from Convergence went yes. with John. That's how John got here as well. And they were involved in one of uh, Eric's most infuriating <laughs> storylines when he showed up. And pretty much Bradley Glenn was an ex-prisoner who ended up getting picked up by Trish Reddick. Eric, to oh, be part oh, of the reality TV show Badass Nation. That's what and, it was. And so, badass yep, it was Nation. Badass Nation. It was so awful. they ended up having a reality show where they were going to dress these people up as the classic villains, yeah. even supervillains, and then have them destroy abandoned buildings. This was the whole setup. They were going to wreck abandoned buildings and and have that film to see how badass they were bringing these buildings down. And things got a little wonky. And in the meantime, Bradley Glenn in that, 
had no idea no. who BlackRock was. He and wasn't thought it was nobody. This, he thought it was a stupid name, too. Yeah. They're like, he, they gave him the armor. That's the armor that he's wearing here eventually. And they, he's like, oh, what, what was my name again? And they're like, BlackRock. That's a stupid name, but whatever. You're yeah. paying the bills. And that the thing was, when they did this, this whole setup, just and I, I'm, I'm almost like Brian Michael Bendis describing Gemworld, but I, I think that this was so funny we because love the how series, much though. you hated it. But how I much you hated Badass yeah. Nation. And so this Bradley Glenn's like, no, no, no. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a reformed, you know, bad guy. I just got out of prison. They released me. I'm on parole. I, I'm not going to get involved in nonsense like this. It was a government-sanctioned TV show that was allowing this, and we actually thought that what it was going to be is Badass Nation was going to turn into another type of suicide squad. <laughs> that that was it was just nonsense. But when I saw that, and and I usually I don't remember a lot of things, yeah. but when I saw that armor, I'm like, oh my, Black that Rock. is from that. And I, I ended up looking it up because they said BlackRock, and I. Oh man, I am. Oh God, that's what it was. It's from Badass Nation. Eric hates that. It made me laugh so much. Badass Nation. It's like, hey, not Eric, really... Do you remember Blackrock? Bad Dad Blackrock? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, this, it's not that important to no, the it's whole not. scheme it's the of idea, though, here. is that it must be that's Superman Reborn doing. because oh, while we had this I character had who was a nobody. <laughs> Now yeah. it seems that he has been a villain for a long time, and even now though it seems like with, he is the Black Rock, and yes. he shouldn't be. He shouldn't that, be. That, That's what I'm saying. No. In my mind, this is the new Black Rock, though. But he's been Black Rock for a while, though. Yeah. But yeah. the idea, even in this, though, he we have not seen him do anything within. Any of the heroes besides this badass nation for anything we've seen, yeah. but that's that kind and of he was just wrecking was buildings and then it got reborn. it exactly. did get all crazy. But, but yeah, maybe it morphed why? in, and that's what you get. I know we don't have the the, the cream of the crop of villains besides like a black mask and a Deathstroke. Rock? Why does why do the Teen Titans take all of their time and effort to take out a guy named Blackrock who is in the hospital visiting his dying mother to yeah. take him down and try to and lock him up in their own personal dungeon? They don't even know what he's doing because no. as this goes on, well, even with he that, said, I don't know why Blackrock has a fucking bomb attached to him if he's just well, going to turn himself in anyway. Because he was just going to turn himself in, and the thing was now the whole again, thing. The, once we get into this, the story. In so my mind, convoluted isn't told very well because no. I found myself confused about what was going on the entire time. Because throughout this whole thing, the Teen Titans are trying to go after Blackrock. Damien has a plan; it's not working the way he wants it to. But while this is going on, we have somebody talking to them, and I thought because they are communicating amongst themselves, like you know, as a team, yeah. I thought this was just one of them, and then we find out at one point it's Deathstroke, and even with this, yeah. I'm like. It's not told very well with what no. Priest wanted me to know about Deathstroke's and, escape and, and the idea yeah. that he's just going to hang out at Titan's Tower or Mercy Hall as it is. It's not even Titan's Tower, but and yeah. they play head games. I'm like, I, I want to I'm like this because I like this crossover. <laughs> don't even try it. Don't even here. try it, son of a bitch. It's a classic yeah. thing, and every time yeah, it comes up, I yeah. want to love it because this yeah, is you want Deathstroke, Deathstroke versus Teen Titans. The this Titans. is your favorite. Yeah. yeah. But we don't know what it's about yet. No. And and this issue, this issue is pretty much them going after BlackRock. And when they're going to show. I don't know why. And it just seems to make it be like it's showing that Damien isn't as smart as he is, but Deathstroke likes him and wants to help him. I don't know. But yeah, the whole deal with this. Also, really, as you go on, Deathstroke 
knows what's going on with Damien's team, the Teen Titans, more than Damien does at points. He's like, man, was your head not in the game? Was I, you know, one of those, like, he's teaching him a lesson. Right. You also have Jericho out of nowhere. It's like, hey, pumps, you want me to come pick you up? Hey, you everybody, remember like, my boyfriend Terrence? Yeah, who, that's mute? what I'm saying. I Everything mean, seems, yeah, yeah, it seems very <laughs> odd. Like, like, all right, all that's these a things just thrown in right. here. Yeah, it's okay. But yeah, you see Deathstroke getting away when you get Blackrock. But again, Blackrock doesn't make sense to me because he's there. He's saying goodbye to his mom. He does reveal later that the priest that was there that seems to be giving less rights to his mom is going right. to die. Also convinced him not to commit suicide, but to turn him in for everything he's done. That seems to be that he's well, blaming he's himself the one who for put his, his mom. poor old mother into yeah, hospital, yeah. giving her a heart attack before her because of his Blackrock shenanigans. And said that my son is involved in these shenanigans and had a heart attack. That's what happened. Uh, the fun things in this, and there's really only a couple things that I thought were fun, was Crush being Britney Spears. That, that, was that funny. got a the giggle idea that out of Jin me. Using her powers to give a lot of them, you know, glamour disguises yeah, so they can yeah. walk around unbeknownst to the villain they're going after. You know, they're not they're not looking like superheroes. Yeah, yeah. So Crush being changed from looking like a Lobo to a Britney Spears, but that's pretty goddamn <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, that's good. Or I even also the like, idea that Roundhouse has abs yeah, Roundhouse now. is just this buff guy. He's liking it. Uh, I do like the idea. That uh, I wish Crush was like, you know, I, I understand all this, but pretty much your disguise. Like yeah, really. And like your disguise, Jin, is you don't have tattoos on your face and you got a different outfit. Like you yeah. could have done something a little different for yourself as well. Kid, Fla- Kid Flash shows up. Hey, man. He's a Rastafarian. Going on? Like. I, expect, I expect that he uh, talks Rastafarian quite like a Dan Aykroyd. Would do it, right? <laughs> like really hilariously. Bad. Yeah, yeah. So he's there, but he's on a skateboard. He's doing his thing, but it's fine. But they're like, okay, we don't know what Blackrock is doing, but it looks like he's got a bomb and he's going to do this and the bomb, and yeah, he's going for a cop and he's doing. Eh. And, and all by of this the end, I'm like, really? Why the whole idea to get down to it for them fighting Blackrock at this hospital? Things are not working out because Deathstroke is getting inside Damien's head, but yeah. the team is not yep. coming together because of what we had before, where uh, where Roundhouse has the yips because he had his yeah, whole, his suit that holds him together was messed up the last issue by Deathstroke. He has a, yeah. like one of his suits on and now he just worried that this will get damaged well and he'll have nothing to keep him together which seems yeah. to be a problem but we don't know enough at this point. Like they just really did all of this stuff with Blackrock to really just show us that you know Roundhouse has the yips and like you need to tell the story a little bit better than this yeah. because I want to know about the Terminus agenda not about Roundhouse's well, yips and Blackrock. And that, and even the side deal of at one point you do have Roundhouse, he's there, and you have Blackrock grab him and launch into the air. And then you're, you know, oh, where is he? Where is he? And then we see that he's tied up to the, you know, radio pole with why. I'm like, I, I don't even get the progression of half of what's going on here. Yeah. It, it then ends up being that, you know, is Damien going to finish the hit or is he going to grab uh, some people that are in danger? This family that's stuck in a car, they get them out. But after all of this, by the end, to me, you have a crossover that's only a couple issues where the second issue in. This felt like filler. It this did. felt like all you needed to have happen. Keep the Black Rock out. All you need a Deathstroke to do is escape from this dungeon and go upstairs and say to Damien, like, you know what? You think you're so smart. You're not. I just escaped. But this whole thing with him in their head and well, getting on Damien. And- I, I got excited by the end and I'm pretty yeah. much excited and like, you know, 
I had a good time yeah, laughing and that, because and when then, Damien yeah. comes back, where Deathstroke's just watching TV in a Batman yeah. t-shirt and bunny slippers and says, bunny hey, slippers you're out of mayo. That's yeah, funny yeah. as hell to yeah, me. The idea funny. that he broke out of their prison and then made himself And that's at all home. he's concerned with. He made a sandwich. He, it looks like he might have even ordered something, but he wanted mayo like me. He wants to dip his fries in it like the French do, Eric. Um, but you do get a little bit more of the stuff that priests tend to too, go because overboard with. the stuff that with. he ordered does have a Pizza Fish logo on it. It's Zoom in yeah, on the it does. whole thing. Like, yeah, yeah. That was Brett Booth's weird little yep, thing that, that he did Brett forever, Booth's and thing. I don't know what Pizza Fish yeah, is doing. There it here. is. That's that's Pizza Fish. It must be Pizza Fish reborn. Uh, but even when you have Proust and he goes, and now he wants to fully try to scientifically type explain how Wally is going to, or Wallace is going to grab Blackrock and use the Speed Force R and go around there and get out of the thing. Oh my goodness. Towards the break where the car ignited this and it just, it it didn't tell a good story. No. I, I really didn't have a lot of fun with this. I, I thought that it was a little off. Um, but what did you give it? Well, I'm telling you, the whole idea where we come to the end where, you know, Damien's there and he's like, look, you told me you were going to fix me, Deathstroke, yeah. at the end, but you didn't say how. And he's like, well, it's simple. You're going to kill me. So somehow it's all going to lead into the next bit where Deathstroke is going to try to have Damien Wayne kill him, whatever that means. It's such yeah. a weird thing for this issue. But in the end, because I ended up laughing, I think it was, I just thought about the stuff I at the end here with the you're out of mayo, bunny slippers. Yeah, yeah. I ended up giving it a 6.5 out of 10 because I did love the art all the way through. I do love seeing the Titans, you know, be the Titans even though this seemed like a filler part of this issue and the beginning where Deathstroke is just breaking out of this prison and just like yeah. letting all the other villains rot down there as he just escapes. So yeah, that's I think fun. I'll let these, uh, like these aspects, you know, give me a little bit of a boost in my score, but I did give it a 6.5 out of 10. It's just, this was a disappointing second part to this four part story. Yeah. And I, I wonder if uh, like the teen Titans book is not selling crazy uh deathstroke isn't selling crazy right i i do think that they're trying to get the you know, like you said you like when deathstroke and teen titans so this is a classic i wouldn't expect yeah. that they i don't expect though that all of a sudden people are like i'm not reading teen titans or deathstroke but we're having this you know these because you kind of tainted that already with oh, the, yeah, Lazarus that's right. the only people even in my if that mind wasn't a true about deal. that are people who have been reading for a while and are still reading yeah and so you're you're not doing this in my mind to have a you know, a spike in sales of 50,000. You're, you're not going to get that. I don't think that they would think that. I kind of think that this is one of those, hey, before we do cancel Deathstroke, let's have one last hurrah against the Teen Titans. Now that the Teen Titans book is right. back, we have a new writer, a new team of Teen Titans. You can kind of go with that. You have the Damien thing that was set up in, in this book, the Deathstroke book. So I, I do think that that's what we're getting. We're getting kind of the place in the you know, past, which felt weird. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just think that it's one of those, let's get this one last thing out there because people do like to have the pure Teen Titans versus the other one was the Titans and Teen Titans with the Lazarus contract. So it was no, a little right. bit of diluted deal. And Deathstroke so, as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So this is like the pure thing that you can have. It just it, it just doesn't seem like there's much of a story because I, I really can't figure Jim, out what the story would agenda. be yet. The Terminus Agenda. But yeah, yeah, that is the uh, deal. I, I'm giving it a six. Did I say that? I think no, you I did didn't. Then you wanted, I, I did. You went back. Oh, I just asked you. Yeah, I'm yes. giving it a six. Uh, there were some fun parts to it, but it's just I, I don't get. It the is a disappointing grip. part to this whole story. 
of the story, yes. But we're going to move on now to Adventures of Super Sons, number nine. And this is one of those books that, you know, we wanted this book to come back. A guy like John Wayne, was he was all for it. Oh, yeah. He reviews it on the site, too. So, so he Kent, was gung-ho. My boy. Yeah, so he was all a gung-ho. And again, if, you, if you're not in the know, if you just kind of jump into this book, this is kind of – it's like a pocket dimension book. This is taking place before all the current stuff that's going on in the Super Books. But and when after Bendis, the old Adventures of the Super Sons book. after the old Adventures yeah. of the Super Or the Super Sons book. Yeah, yeah. So we have all this going on, and it was spelled out at the beginning. We say this a lot while we go through this, that what it was going to be, it seemed like a multiversal thing with the, you know, the cube, the hypercube, was going to send John and Damien through these crazy adventures in these weird Weird multiversal realities and things. And this made sense to us because you're not going to want to do anything in this book that would end up changing anything later, which it it still won't. But we thought, boy, this makes sense that they'll disappear. And then, you know, snap of a finger, they come back and they've only been gone two seconds. Now, what's weird about this is it does seem like this is happening in real time. It does. They've been missing for a long time. But yet when they get back, John then goes off again with with his grandfather, you know, and Jarrell ha- about Teen Titans. It's the reason he left. I'm like, well, that was a long time ago. If we yeah, take into account and the so adventures the, of the and, Super and Sons, and even the idea of you know Clark, Lois and Clark going, oh well, we don't want you to go off on your own. You know, Lois is going to have to go with <sighs> you. I mean, it seems like they've been gone forever here. And we never got to that idea that seemed goofy. I hit the old dusty trail with a r- android Jonah Hex. Yeah. I think I'll be good. Yeah. Ma. Not, yeah, yeah, really. But we wanted this issue. We finally get to issue nine, which in a weird way forces us into what was originally supposed to be the whole series, it seems. Well, it's this and weird idea this, outside of uh, Gauto, I can remember Tacron Galtos, this whole prison planet outside of that of these room tombs, which take you to adventure land kind of vacation spots. I'm like, yeah. why would you have these right outside of a, a prison planet? That never made sense, but yeah. we got our characters no. through there. And it seems that we're on the Wild West planet at this point, full of androids who used to be part of the Planeteers and Tommy Tomorrow and used to be a part of a yeah. war, but now they're just programmed to live on this planet until they're pro- like, you know, until told to come back to being to a soldier. Until they need to go fight the war. But and the I, only again, people we're seeing, it seems like, is Joda Hex Android. I'm like, why? Yeah, and a gang. And one little gang that, that is going to yeah. take them back because it seems like a war is going on and now. I don't now, know I, why I don't... they're dressed like Wild West because it seems like they came here to get Jonah Hex to bring yeah, him back to where know, they're supposed to when, go. When in Rome, Eric. I guess. Uh, but even with that, it is kind of like there's a weird deal here with Jonah Hex. It's kind of a neat little callback to Jonah Hex being a Civil War veteran. Yeah. And in this, the robot Jonah Hex is a veteran of another war. And it even goes with these like, listen, I don't understand what they were fighting for. And they're, you know, this guy's right. And that guy right. To hurt. It, it did seem like it was just he's a whatever Civil War happens, right. he's in. And this well, is the, the robot. Is too, so the I didn't idea, mind that. Even with the robot Jonah Hex, I thought I was going to get on my nerves. Just the idea of like, you know, him just being this android. But for the most part, besides for him talking about his programming and seeing a robot hand and stuff like that yeah 
this is essentially Jonah Hex with the Super Sons, yeah. and I really thought it was a lot of fun. And to the and point where it made me think, like, I need an All Star Western right now because yeah, I, this was I love a good All-Star time. Western, and, and yeah, and this is the, the thing that infuriates me the most of them. Well, there's one thing that really infuriated me, but it, we'll get to that. But uh, just before I do the credits, um, what gets me upset is this is fun, and if this was what the issue was going to be, or this whole series was going to be them fighting their way through these, trying to figure out almost like you know a, a show almost like a quantum leap or actually a sliders if i had well, that, you got my attention they, sir they yes well they go into the and one was the romance world that i assume they will eventually right. get to but even if they don't but they get to the romance world they have to figure their way out then they get out of there and get transported to the you know the all-star western wild west well, it world seems and like they have to now figure it's it out. just going to be all those different worlds for the like you know west world like rome world and you know medieval world and all the future yeah. world west world and all those different things but that's what it seems that, like we it, have right now it's too late oh, I agree. and with that the whole story ends up getting convoluted i mean i like you know rex and the whole idea but boy you know i i think i've had too much of him he has you know, gotten like to the injustice point where, army that we know it's injustice i'm actually no, happy it's that injustice they, ta- army. they talked about What's the hypercube that? is the thing that's actually giving yeah, the powers to everybody which i was wondering yeah. how is he giving these powers no, but i don't giving, know why yeah, the hypercube is able to do this but but i don't really care now the whole thing is turned into we got to get back and stop you know rex before he goes home to our parents you know to earth and should we get the just league no i don't think so of course you're not gonna because this is supposed to happen in between things that was never referenced so you're not gonna but with that i really don't care much when i see the fun the little bit that we get here is not progressing the story much but it is fun to see a jonah hex to see you know john start talking with the accent like the old west and things like that why couldn't we have just had the fun of that throughout it seemed as if tomasi ended up wanting to get this book to mean more and then it didn't and now he's going back it's just there's nothing I even like the idea of them having this young rookie Green Lantern with them like you know it feels kind of fun even though I don't agree with this character by the end I know it doesn't make sense but what they're doing the idea that you have this rookie young Green Lantern with them to kind of add to their almost you know young Justice League kind of thing because you have a Batman a Superman and now a Green Lantern kid version of themselves that will be taking on the Injustice Army by the end but by the end, when we have this Green Lantern kid who says he's good at hacking into things, like, you know, as all of the, you know, just yeah. the hacking into things. Yeah. And yeah, forcibly reprograms Jonah Hex. Does, did that throw you off at all? Because even it though he a is little. a robot and he did thank him later on for, you know, unlocking his program protocols and stuff like that, the idea that he would knock him down and forcibly reprogram him, even though he said he it's didn't weird. want it, it made me feel very well, uncomfortable. Now Jonah Hex is woke. That's how you. That's how robots get woke. You I don't go think against he's their woke. programming. I think he, that's the whole thing. Is he eh, just wanted to live just, his life that's on this the planet? Best, he he okay just wanted to be on that planet. Yeah. But uh, before we go, I'm just going to give the credits because, like, I do. Oh, with I, these I, I, sometimes I, I now I, I don't even have a blur. But we've we've said enough. It's uh, written by Peter J. Tomasi, arts by Scott Gedluski. He does the pencils and inks, and I, I think the art's incredible. I love the art in this. Uh, Proto Bunker on colors and Rabelais on on letters. And yeah, you're going in to this and you have them go through the room tube they end up on in westworld uh they meet jonah hex who's about to be taken back by this you know posse a posse uh, yeah. to 
What's yeah, the them back to Tommy yeah, tomorrow? General tomorrow, yeah, General tomorrow wants him back for the Planeteers. They're going to be in another war. He doesn't want to do it. Uh, he ends up getting his hand cut off. All these sort I, of I things. I really thought that's because where... he was an android, though. And when our our super son showed up and talked about how they were taken to that prison planet and their yeah. escapees, essentially, and that Tommy tomorrow pretty much brought them there, I thought it was going to kickstart like some protocol within this android yeah, that, Jonah Hex and bring the, them back. Now that's my problem. That's one of my problems with Jonah in this is that he doesn't. They don't play off the kind of. I don't know, not rules of robotics or rules of robot, but it didn't seem like he was a robot. Like it seemed like he was programmed. Yes, he had that. And he, they say it ad nauseum. Oh, My yeah. programming says I'm this, but, but his totally. memories and what they would have given him as memories and things like that. And even then after he was reprogrammed, I don't know why he would know he was, it just, he came off. Like he didn't want to go full robot because he wanted to do you more Jonah, Jonah Hex. Hex. Fun, yeah. yeah, and so it didn't seem as robotic as I wish. Now this is what drove me nuts, though, because they end up saving him, getting him, and yeah, they're there. They they went away off the planet. And now they and have Jonah's a he like, has a life debt, huh? Yeah, yeah, and, like well, Chewbacca and, Jonah, and shit. Yes, really. And Jonah's like, well, there is a way. There's one way out, you know, and and it, it's a classic because it's going to be a train it's robbery. A train that, robbery. That, that's yeah. a pretty cool. This is where I got so angry, and it is on the credits page. Uh, What does it say on the top of the credits page as a narration block? Are you there right now? I can read it if you're not. I got to zoom up several days and four untold adventures later. Yeah, I saw that, and it did bother me. The whole idea that we had this thing, and now you're just jumping us to the fun. Let's skip the fun, and let's get get to to the the end of this all. It's still fun here. It's it not the fun that I think those others I were, like, though. What was I those mean, other even, ones? Was it well, a bank see, job? We even it's got, like this we even got shit. Hints. I need to have it. We got hints of it. Hey, man, that girl was smooching Damien. And that sounds Ooh, hilarious. And, and Damien's like, don't ever mention that again. And I'm like, really? That's the fun of it. And then the, then even goes further. What a nutty escape. Nice <laughs> job fighting off that chupacabra. Yeah. What? These are the, the, that's the fun. <laughs> this is you. what we needed. I believe that that is what we would have gotten here if we would have had what we were supposed to have, that we would have had three issues on Westworld. We would have had these adventures. I am so angry the that we didn't that get them. The idea that Damien is wondering if the sheriff is going to miss his harmonica, which he took. Yeah. <laughs> These are fun things. And now he's playing the harmonica. I'm going to punch him. But even that, I mean, he's like, oh, you mean you monstrously warp musical instruments, don't you? Are they like all these things are like, oh, the sheriff going to miss this thing. Why? Why are you off panel doing something that seems like, like the most the fun that we would have had? Just okay, Corral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, this is what we needed to have. And that would have been great. That would have been more fun than we've had since issue two when the gang first showed up. Even though it's a bit infuriating having that bit at the beginning and then having all these callbacks of things that we completely skipped over to get to the point. I do love that we stopped that, though, to talk about the idea of this rookie GL naming his horse after Guy Gardner because everybody loves Guy Gardner and wants to be like him when they're young. That's awesome. I want to see more about yeah. this because every time a writer talks about Guy Gardner, it's always he's an asshole. This yeah, I, you don't want to talk about Guy. He's a one trick. Every writer pretty much takes yeah, Guy Gardner's one trick pony, and it becomes infuriating after a while. It's just the joke that everybody uses. Having this switched and turned on its head here with this young G- yeah. GL, I'm like, you know what? I really appreciate that. 
Yeah, and, and then he's even like, man, you're kind of like him, Jonah. But again, it's a robot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the basic thing with and this then I Jonah see Hex a guy robot. Gardner Jonah Hex team up. I'm like, come yeah, on. Yeah. And so while this is going on, you have Jonah, you know, and he spells out, listen, that's my programming. I I can't go against that. I'm just, you know, I'm Jonah Hex here. I have to do my deal. When you got kids then, go. I'm going to stay here because I'm programmed to yeah, stay I'm here. Not and going that's what with I want to do. I'm programmed. I'm just going to do this. And you have, you know, the, the Green Lantern say no no i can hack you i i can reprogram you that's one of the things that i do and he's like no 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 and they go back and forth with this a little too much again give me one of these adventures uh for a couple pages and also why not get scott godlewski to have some fun as well and if you're not going to tell these adventures just do a spread page that's one of those spread pages that we have them do just imagine if you're just seeing damien getting smooched by some old time (laughs) like you see the uh, barroom brawl where you have the gl play He's yeah, really. The GL's playing the piano there. You, you got like, give me that. Like that would have been even uh, uh, enough for me to have these crazy things going on. You see that give me John two was involved. Of milk. Yeah, you see John involved in a you know a showdown type thing. Uh, you know, in the middle of town, all these things going on, and you just go buy it to get to kind of the stuff that isn't that. You know, fun. It does progress the story a little when you go back to Rex, who basically just says, Yeah, we're going to forget it. And how many times has he said, Yeah, you know what? I got a little distracted with these super sons. Yeah, he keeps saying that. He's like, Thank you, Brainiac. You you got my head in the game again. I'm going to head back to Earth now with all of you, and we're going to take it over, and I'm going to rename it because that's a bullshit name. And away we go. And I'm like, yeah, I really don't care about you anymore, Rex. And luckily, I want to see like two these pages, other though, Because we go back to the yeah. idea we got to get off this Westworld now. And we go to Engine City at the Gravedigger Terminal to steal a train. I'm like, all yeah. right. I want this yeah. to be go retroactively go back and make this the last four issues. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. This is a fun enough thing to have multiple issues about and to see those things that we didn't get to see off panel and stuff. And yeah, I love where – I. The book and the way that Tomasi plays off John and Damon, I hated it when they didn't like each other. It was more Damien not liking John. I love when Damien gets annoyed with John, though. That's the Dropping best. And then, and John, you are from and, Metropolis. Stop yeah. it. And he's like, what's that, partner? <laughs> and he's like, finish with G's. You know, stop ending everything with N's, you, you son of a bitch. You aren't from the Old West. I reckon that I just pick up some accents. And it made me laugh. And, and Damien is furious. He, he just, and that's the fun of the two together. So yeah, I'm in there. I'm like, all right. But they go and you get to what should be the greatest thing, the the train robbery the when they're going to take over the train. Yeah. But you don't really get much. No. Uh, you know, you end up where they're going to go. They're doing it in the meantime. The, uh, the Green Lantern, it's, be- it's a pretty cool setup where you do kind of think, oh no, he's with Rex. That's what and I this thought. is a thing. I like that that was kind of what but you then thought. The ethics got a hold of me for some reason it really bothered me that he knocked this being yeah, down yeah knocked him out to you know, like change him out his and then fucked with his brain to make him I mean, think this a different is, way because what you're saying is and I know where you're going with this because you are a big fan of robots Aaron but if a <laughs> robot a robot being trained this isn't like they're going with it as a kind of like he's a slave to the grind right. but that is just what he's that that's what he is. That's what he knows. And basically the Green Lantern is changing everything about him to suit their needs. I know, so it bothered who, me. I don't know think it was supposed to as much as it did. So who is the robot and who is the human? Well, he isn't even human, is, that Green Lantern. He's a Lantern. goddamn robot. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I also want to know. I love to see when they were making Jonah that latex to get that half face nonsense. And at least he isn't looking like a little bit there, Larry. At least I I wish they would have went with the classic ending uh, of All Star Western where he was kind of the sexy pirate, Eric. They're not going back to that. Nobody is ever going to go back to that. It was awful. If if everybody wants, he ended up being kind of a sexy pirate at the end. It's because he went to the future, had his adventures in the future, got plastic surgery to make his face good again went back in time and became a pirate yeah and then decided to just travel the world on a boat and be a pirate yeah, it was crazy and then it ended but yeah they, what, they the, end by up the time that series ended it didn't even resemble joe to hex in no, any way it was so crazy and i still liked it i i really do wish that we would get a six issue mini with jonah so hex. I. I, I really do tom taylor that's who i would like to have right or just get jimmy palmiani and justin gray back yeah. uh they you know they've done hundreds of issues of all-star western but jonah our heroes hex, steal the train jonah hex decides yeah, to go with it. him because he's forced to because green liner now is fucked with his robot brain but yeah, he's yeah. with him now which i'm glad that we do because the thing is i really thought we we're going to keep him the programming thing worked for me the idea okay we're going to have our next adventure jonah's going to stay behind it makes sense because you want to have these different kind of things but for some reason even though it bothered me i do want jonah to tag along because i had a lot of fun with him in this issue yeah i did i did as well and they're off to you know the train's gonna go and they're gonna escape and it says next stop showdown at the injustice gateway and yeah it just seems like they're just gonna go and fight them with oh yeah it's more west which is fine with me but i I just seeing some of the fun and the you know the fun that they could have the possibilities yeah i I now really really wish that the book was what we originally thought and what was originally discussed the book was going to be about just going through these goofy things and then by now we would have been at issue nine and we would have known like hey this is the setup we go to this world we're there for two three issues we have fun then we get out and go and then I, i could just you know go with this as having fun it seems like they wanted this book to be a little more, even though it's based on not really mattering by the end. You yeah. know, the characters we can't set be back changed we were. at all. Yeah. And yeah, so it's weird. Uh, what would you give this? I pretty much because of the fun I had and how much I love the art. And I'm telling you, just getting away from what we had been doing to go on for what we like, you know, initially thought the series was. I had a lot of fun yeah. with this. So I will give it a seven out of ten. Even yeah, I'm going to because yeah, I'm telling I'm you, going there were some infuriating moments, like you said, about the idea that they they skipped all these other things so we could have had it's some still fun. Gautos it's still bullshit. one of the the better issues we've got. I agree, and I yeah. really wish they were more like this. But the art's no, great, did, and it's just yeah. a fun old timey Western adventure with the Super Sons, and I can dig it. Yeah, and I like that we get super sons we get yeah. mostly them we see you know rex is you, you check in he's gonna do his bad do you know bad deeds things well, even the thing where you know jonah's checking them out as they go in to take care of their job like them boys really can to do a number on somebody kind of thing you know yeah. like, i like the idea that android this android jonah hex but yeah, i like to yeah. android jonah hex is impressed with the super sons as well Again, though, why it's an android. It just it doesn't play off, but it's kind of a funny way to just get Jonah Hex in a book and, you know, not have it people yelling oh and that's what jonah i thought of because be at, first, at first i thought it was actually jonah hex in space I'm like yeah, what kind yeah. of wacky adventure he's on now yeah, they shot his hand ass. off oh he's an android jonah hex because everything we've been dealing with even with the rex is the idea that people are taking earth culture and making you know like duplications of it and stuff like that and just like the parody of it so it makes sense to a degree that we would have people emulating you know androids from the old yeah. west of planet earth for what we've been dealing with so and I and I, I'm looking, it would be funny because, again, Jonah Hex is kind of one of those anti-hero type of deals. I actually now wish that one of the main people in the gang was like Jonah Next 
or something like that. And then when Jonah comes out, he gets pissed that he, you know, what what are you doing? Or even if we had like a Guy Gardner uh, version of a guy and then the Green Lantern can get mad. I, I wish that we would have that set up fun, but, but we don't. I even no, look yeah. to see like maybe there would be something, but no. They're, There's they're some, just you know, some Injustice deals. gang, you know, Quentin Turnbull. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at that the gang there as they're there when Rex is like, hey, the Injustice Army. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, the gang has kind of gotten old for me, but yeah, maybe, me well. maybe, maybe not having them in a couple issues as much now. We'll, we'll get back to them and, and they'll hit hard again. But really, uh, we, we were even questioning. At least they throw in the cube. You know, the hypercube gave and the And they tell the me that that's how he's doing it. Yeah, I actually yeah, appreciated that a bit. It's just I'm like this stupid goddamn, like, you know, uh, two sex machina kind of cube that can yeah. just do anything that you need it to do. It's weird. Yeah. But I had enough fun enough time. Yeah, so did I. But we're going to go on to the next book. All right. And the final issue of the night, Eric. All Silencer right. number 15. That series is coming to an end. But here we are with number 15, Eric. Are you there? Introducing a new are you character. There? It's, just, it's almost like I haven't talked to you for about uh, 45 minutes. I don't know why I'd say that. But this is Silencer number 15. i got to get back in the flow of things. It okay. is written by Dan Abnett, art by Armen V. Ken Marion, Sendu Flore, Mike Spicer, and Tom Napolitano. As we head towards the big Leviathan story this summer, I keep wondering how this book will wrap up. Well, if this issue is any indication, it will wrap up with some kick-ass V. Ken Marion art, some cool action scenes, and an ambiguously powered sister for honor to deal with. Smoke! (laughs) That's basically it. And yeah, what I'm talking about is you do have that Leviathan story by Brian Michael Bendis. And since this book is so heavy on Leviathan... You know, I'd like to see that if they're going to end with some sort of segue into it, maybe nice. by the end of this. I don't think so, but it'd be thing. nice. I know, but it would be neat to kind of end. And then after that, you know, we've been wondering, you know, what if, if say, you know, Honor ends up getting out of Leviathan, right. goes back to Blake and Jellybean, uh, is that is there still a possibility that we'll see her? you know, react to what's going on in this Leviathan story. Again, I, I would doubt it. I don't even I know don't if Blake know would want to have her in. back after all this nonsense in this issue where he discovers no, the whole idea of the backyard please. camera system security. But what's he going to do? You, you look at Blake, you think he can raise Jelly Bean on his own? Hey, no way. Blake is a ladies' man. He'll find Blake, a new Blake, mommy he, for Jelly no, Bean. Not, not, not quite like Honor. I yeah. mean, where are no, you going to find he anybody? Find, he will not find another wife who will refuses that he do any work in the backyard, it seems yeah, like. That will not that, happen. <laughs> also, with their name, you know, you know, the whole name business and stuff. And really, Jelly Bean, he's a handful. That kid ain't so smart. You talk about he's a handful. You. you put him down, he's going to occupy himself to always time for Occupado. bedtime. Yeah, he asked too many questions, I think. And his questions are, Daddy, what's that there in the skies? <laughs> that, that's the sun, the jelly, sun bean. jelly bean. But I thought I was your son. Oh, God damn it. You are, Jelly Bean. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are my son indeed. You know, stuff I, like that. I got hey, tested to make sure you're definitely my Daddy, boy. Daddy, do you like the Mr. Supers? Uh, his name is Superman. Jelly Bean, please. Come on, get get with the Tony, program even here. Tony, Mr. Supers, I'm half expected there is a character like a cartoon series called Mr. Supers that's a ripoff of Mr. Superman. Supers. Yeah. It's the Mr. Supers from the action Dazzies. What's going on in the backyard? What is that stuff that's there in the yard? That that's called grass, Jelly Bean. It's grass. Oh, really? I don't know what that is. 
I don't know why he talks like this. We love Jellybean. He ain't so yeah. smart, no. which we do like him for that. But yeah, uh, you start off where it's just a cold open kind of thing to get you uh, going where Silencer is on the job and she, you know, she's invading a what looks like a, a, a big oil ship. It looks more like an oil ship. I, I, I seems, don't know much now, about it ships. It is repurposed. I, exactly. It's, it's a gigantic but ship it looks with a like bunch an oil of guns rig type all ship. over it. It but is with you, guns. It is Dr. Splicer's lab that he has now yeah. out in the open seas. Pretty hard to get to. And the idea of, like, you know, uh, Silencer and her brother Ray have to go in there and kill yeah. him and kill all of the genetic experiments being, you know, their brothers and sisters that were created the way they were on this yeah. ship. Yeah. And I'm just like... First off, when you get to this whole thing, which it, it's a it's a really cool action scene to go with a really cool action yeah, book, yeah. and but it looks now great. the zone of silence. It pretty much does whatever the fuck it wants. Yeah, now, before now we, it, we now thought we can... had an idea of the silencer, how she could create bubbles around him, herself to make it so you couldn't hear yeah. the gunfire going. Now she can make bubbles around pretty much anything an eye shot. It seems like anything she can she can throw the silence to where the you know where the noise is not just make this zone around herself that does seem like something new i don't mind it if we would have had it at the beginning that that would make more sense to me yeah and she even says and i actually like how dan abnett does kind of go with this whole deal of like yeah, you know what? I, I can still be seen. This is not the cone of invisibility, unfortunately. That's what Ray's uh, got. That's what my bro has. And, and again, I, I like the idea of quote-unquote brothers and sisters here that that is being bandied about because, yeah, they are clones as well, uh, you know, or it's at least genetically modified. It's a way better version of what we had going on in Raven, Daughter of Darkness, where her, you know, anime eye sisters yeah, the are anime going eyes. on. But yeah, oh, these are just what, whoever has been genetically altered like uh, them. And that's their brothers and sisters yeah. in that. Well, they're being we used with racial gold DNA yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But we, we see, though, that uh, there's some monstrosities as well because they get in here to Dr. Splicer's deal to figure as out. Always you know, is. And, and yeah, and this is this is very, very much turned into, if you enjoy it, an X-23 book with this kind of deal of, has, hey, yeah. let's go and get rid of our sisters and brothers who are there. Some didn't work out. Well, yeah, it, it kind of is that now. And uh, I don't mind that. And no. uh, V-Ken is really going bloody in this. You are getting <laughs> heads like kind of cut off. I, I do like the guy getting eaten by the shark with the zone of silence <laughs> around that. Don't want that shark chomping or that person yelling. Uh, but yeah, she there's V-Ken was saying then. before that he thought the bill on the mask of, you know, uh, silencer was the coolest part to differentiate her, but I'm telling you, looking at her next to her brother Ray's, I'm like, Ray's has the way Ray's cooler looks costume. So cool, so <laughs> cool. But yeah, you know, they're blowing people's heads off guards and things like that. They're going in, and I, I actually really like while well, they're badass walking through the, you know, going through the ship trying to find these brothers and sisters, these so called family now. And she even says, My so called family is more extended than I thought. Then we do go back to see Blake struggling. Jelly Bean. You're right. He's just inside. He does look like a little Eric Shea. He, yes, he's he there with this. He's got his Green Lantern. He's got his Mr. Supers. He's got Eric Shea's hoodie on. That's your hoodie. Sure is. Uh, he's there playing with it inside. While Blake has discovered, you know, this technology, this stuff that was How old do you think them. Jelly Bean is? Jelly Bean is probably seven. You think I think seven. Would I was going to go down to four or five, something like no, that. No, I think he's a little. He's got a pumpkin head here. But he ha- uh, it seems know, like Eric they've Shea. been at this house for a while, and the idea that this is the first time that Blake has done any work in the backyard yeah, and all this allowed. time. Like, I, I would get the idea. Blake's like me, 
lazy, number one. But if he would say Honor would be around, he's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go and do some lawn work. No, no, honey. You work hard. You know, as a real estate guy, you sit down and play with Jelly Bean. I'll go do the back. Okay. He's like, you don't have to ask me twice. So he's there. But I love the idea because in my mind, you don't normally go and grab the pickaxe and go in. But that's what he's grabbed to dig up the stuff. Yeah, but and not only that, but he did see that we saw last issue that these laser things came out that yeah. protect the house. The, the big thing that I am always, and I'm afraid of everything, but I'm always afraid because you always see, you know, in certain places where it's like, do not dig here, electrical wiring and oh, yeah. stuff like that. Gas main, I would, ex- sewage main, I stuff would like expect that. that he would go with that pick ass and, and electrify himself. <sighs> and, and luckily Jelly Bean would not figure that out for two months. Jelly Bean would be in the house. Oh, he'd just die still of starvation playing. before oh, that. Oh, yeah, he's just sitting there playing. Mr. Supers, I'm hungry. I'm the hangry. But yeah, he's uh, yeah, Blake digging through, and that's where these guys show up. These guys who are, are there once now, the alarms were set. It's a off. weird idea. Who are these guys? You have I to believe assume- they were set up by honor. Yeah, they are set up people by honor, there. but who do they work for? Because the I whole think thing they work is, for honor. It, I'm saying, I, well, they, I think he, they work for Talia. It's the okay, whole thing that's the whole set thing. up. Honor got out. She left everything behind her, made a new name for herself, and had all of the stuff installed to make sure that she wasn't yeah. going to get found and stuff like that. Talia did eventually find her, but who did she set up for these people? Like what organization? Because well, the whole thing was she was out of Leviathan, so I don't think you'd have Leviathan for your security I don't know, system. But they, it's a weird they, thing. they still, uh, but they know honor. These are there in case, yeah. and they're there to protect Blake and Jellybean. And plus, they don't look honor. like robot monsters, so I don't think they're part of Leviathan. No, with their so body they, well, they might just be just guys that Honor has on a payroll that she has money. She hired them in case something goes off. You come, you kill whoever's threatening my family because they seem they know who blake is they know them it's not like it's and they're there to protect them uh it does get a little bit more but again this would be where honor maybe they were guys that she met doing something you know would have met during leviathan they're doing their own thing i mean the one guy he has you know his head has tattoos you know tattoos it does look like bam bam bigelow and uh you know I don't know that I would be yelling at a guy with Bam Bam Bigelow tattoos, uh, you know, showing up with guns like Blake is. Blake has some balls on him. But the the idea goes a little further when they keep saying, you know, don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. You know, oh, I want to know why she did this and who she was. That's a question, buddy. (laughs) Well, they obviously know. Who, you know, it's not just like they were hired by Honor and they don't know that Honor wasn't Well, that's the thing is they know about Honor, but he has to say that he's Blake and her husband and stuff like that. And Honor said, doesn't seem like they know who he is. Like, you know, the idea like that he they might be that so-called. Oh, like, no, they know. When, when he goes and they're about to shoot him, the guy goes, oh, fuck, it's you. He knows that it's them. And they put the guns away quick. So it's definitely that it's been spelled out. Here's my husband. This is you protect them, whatever, because that's when they put it away. And then they try to play dumb. But yeah, yeah the, the guy does go and they're about to shoot him. And he goes, oh, bleep, it's you. Uh, you uh, sorry for the intrusion as you were. And he's like, well, as I was, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? You got I two earrings that, and Bam Bam Bigelow tattoos. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm really, asking some more I, questions yeah, here. Yeah, really. This other guy, he looks like he thinks that he's in the, the mid-80s with this you know, ponytail. And you got Bam Bam Bigelow tattoos. <laughs> I need some answers. But yeah, when he keeps saying like, you're asking things you don't want to have answered. Don't go that route. And I think that he's kind of giving them like, 
Yeah, you're going to end up getting killed. You, you can't start that, asking like, questions about look, Leviathan. Guy, I have one tube of tranquilizer spray in my pocket. I've been yeah. holding on to this for a while. I don't want to use – oh, God damn it. Trank spray. Tss, yeah, oh, man. You're out. You know, don't mess up the Bam Bam Bigelow. That, there's the greatest thing, though. I will get, And my score legitimately went up a point. Because of one thing that happens here, and it's when you end up having Blake tranked, and I thought to myself, oh, shit, you know, that's a mistake. They're going to have Jelly Bean inside, and it's not going to be addressed. It's just going to be because, but that's bad. Jelly Bean might see and then when you come back and he wakes up and these guys are playing guys with Jelly Bean until, Mom with jelly bean yeah, until, until he up. wakes up. I said, that's that's great. That is something that I didn't think was going to be as addressed as well. I thought these shh, they get out of there and then there's trouble. Nope. These guys, because these guys, that's what I'm saying. These guys are aware that they're supposed to protect Blake and Jelly Bean in my mind. And that's why they then went inside and played. And it's so good. And I love this progression where Blake gets up and he's like, Oh no, jelly bean. And he goes out and he looks in and he goes, he goes, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and then the guy looks out and just waves. He Hi. waves at him. You calm now. Sorry about the trank ass mate. But there was I, I, no I love the fact that this guy is like the boss of these two guys. Cause you have ponytail and yeah. black bam, bam, yeah, Bigelow ponytail here. Ain't doing and much. ponytail, he is just sitting back playing it's action. Figures with jelly bean. Even when you get to the point where the guy's trying to break it down to Blake about what's going on, how not to ask yeah. questions and stuff like that. You just have ponytail just yeah, playing. And playing. Like, Joey Bean has the most badass Batmobile I think I've ever seen just on the oh, kitchen table awesome. there. I'm like, awesome. this kid has a better he has collection a than I wing. do. He's got the whole you know thing going on. And, and even that, I love, I, I love Bam Bam Bigelow here. I think it's the great because then he stops. Hey, take it easy, big guy. Look after your dad for me. And I'm like, that's a good dude. That's pretty good. And Jelly Bean's like, yeah. I mean, and I'm telling you, that's the power of one Jelly Bean. Oh, yeah. He he is able. And also, it's funny, like, when you have Blake and he's asking questions, the guy just keeps saying, listen, don't dig into this. Just start a new life. Unfortunately, I, you know, I'm upset about Honor being dead as well. Don't look into it. Just go with this. Start your life. You have a great son there. Just start off. Well, just new. remember just her go. for what she was. Don't think about what's going on now and don't, yeah. like pollute your yeah, own just idea. Keep of your going. Own. Like, and look, mate. I know you got a ton of questions, and I wish I could answer them. I love, but, love. but that's not my place. Her secrets were her secrets. Her secrets. And, and what I love there is you see where he's like, "Who are you?" And and you see. Oh, Ponytail is reluctantly getting up. He wants to keep playing. He <laughs> wants to play more of what's the going best on. Day of his job he's ever and, had. Oh, and this is where I did hear uh, somebody talk about this way, way back. And it was like on a radio, like This American Life or something, some radio, pro, some fancy uh, NPR thing where they, uh, the guy was doing something about uh, working a job as a telemarketer. And a lot of times, you know, you're calling, you're getting hung up or whatever. Oh, yeah. And there are times then when you end up getting a person who is on the line and then they're like, oh, you know, go screw up and doesn't actually fully hang up the, t- the telephone. Or when you get a long voicemail message or something, right. it's like a reprieve. You end up like, oh, man, I, I get two minutes now to just relax. And, you know, while this is going on, the, the, the guy was saying, like, it seems like such a little thing. 
but it's huge for somebody who has to make 7 million calls in a night and get yelled at or whatever, where, you know, you're listening to this voicemail and you can kind of get you. And that's what I think old ponytail. He's like, man, I got to play with things now. I, I got to have my fun and now I got to get back. But I do like these guys. And it's funny because a lot of times these are the guys that we're drawn to. These these oh, weird yeah. side weird duos and security guards and stuff like that. And it isn't just the like. Hey man, you know, you know, I asked if we could get a railing here. These guys are pretty cool, and I, I'm I'm glad that they did. I hope we see them again so when Honor comes back to thank them for because they were good dudes. They didn't leave Jelly Bean by himself, and and so I'm telling you, my my score did go up. Now in the meantime, you do have Raz and uh, Honor just going through Raz. Yeah, Raz. It could be Raz as well. I I, I saw somebody say like uh, a type of deal, but we'll say Raz. And you're going. And they're trying to kill all these monstrosities they run into. And he's dead anyway. He wasn't long for the world because you run in the smoke. One of their sisters and then kills him. And then and that's the thing, says, too. When you get to the smoke character, this genetically modified being, right away you see that she has the power to read, you know, like uh, uh, Silencer's mind, Honor's mind, to find out that, oh, my God, we are sisters and stuff like yeah. that. But you're here to kill me. Oh, my God, I got to kill you because I want to live. I want to have my freedom like you had. But then on top of the whole mind reading thing, we see that Smoke is able to phase through things like raise his chest and make her hands solid again to the point where she crushes his heart. So I'm like – I, I'm just wondering how many more powers Smoke's going to get by the time yeah. this thing finishes. Because it's, it's weird. Like, because such a weird idea. It's like every, like Ray's can turn himself invisible. Silencer can make yeah. the zone of silence. Smoke can read minds and can face and through walls. Phase <laughs> and maybe even become incorporeal. I don't know. It, it could keep going yeah, as, as far as I could tell. But yeah, so you have this ambiguous power. But she's there to kind of go and like, well, yeah, Ray's he's gone. And she's like, hey, we're going to go. And now it ends with a kind of another Freaky Friday, it seems, because it looks like she's going to go off just to assume Honor's identity. You have a family. And go I'm going to make family. it my family. Yeah, and I don't know. Then again, can she morph into things then too know. is she gonna look i i think blake might see through i think this? it's just gonna be one of those creepy things where she shows up and says you're my family now and i'm gonna have to make him go with or it or is it gonna be that she's just gonna try to seduce blake i'm your aunt or sister-in-law yeah, yeah that's that's yeah she might do that she might say and like hey you but know the thing oh, is, you're so cute Otter but- at least looks like you know a, a normal human being this smoke has like you know uh, like she, her skin is bright yeah. white and she's got yeah. like you know tattoos, she looks like black a little tattoos like all over death. her face it looks like she looks like a she little like, a lot death, like death right that's what she looks like in the uh, old uh, what's it called Sandman yeah. universe deal. Um, but yeah, she's there. But you know, Blake maybe he likes the the bad girls. She looks like a bad gal, right? She shows well, just up. Had ideas, man. I wish Honor had a sexy sister. Yeah, he's sitting there and like, well, she, you know, she's gone. I guess I got to get on with it. I just talked to Bam Bam Bigelow. He said to get things going. I'm and really, really into goth from, girls now. From, and from what I've learned throughout my life. What Bam 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 Bigelow says goes, Eric, and you, you listen to Bam Bam Bigelow is what you do. I wonder if a lot of people know who Bam Bam Bigelow is. Oh my! But I yeah. feel like we had a thing similar at one point in the, like the podcast where we talked about Vader along the same lines. We like, might have thought about Vader, knows who yeah. Vader is. Yeah, that's true. I think you should know Bam Bam Bigelow more than Vader. 
So, uh, you know, or, or even Goldberg, Eric. I, I know that you might disagree. What but about Bam Goldberg? Bam Bigelow to me. I mean, if, if you're not going to go Junkyard Dog, you go Bam Bam Bigelow, right? And, and a where, weird jump in my mind. <laughs> where are the Bushwhackers here? I won all of them. You had the guy talk like the Bushwhackers, right? But when he, when, what, what happened if when they left, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, there, out like the he started doing those arms going like the Bushwhackers. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so great. All right. But that that is that. Uh yeah, I liked it. I yeah. actually had a good time with this issue. Um, I'll give you my score first. I'm gonna go seven eight. Um, oh, I'm not nice. quite. I'm not quite an eight because again, you have a a, a villainous coming in that's not really described well, thrown in here and with ambiguous powers. But if that gets resolved a little more going forward, I like that. But I love the stuff with Blake and Jellybean. So do I. And I just wish I, you yeah. know I, we had some more setup to this whole idea of honor security system. These guys coming in because I thought more of it was like a self-contained maybe kill system if somebody tried to break. The thing in. is, now I think that what they're playing up. with. Yeah, I think that what they're playing with though is we're supposed to be confused like Blake. We're right. we're not supposed to know everything kind of in Blake's shoes of these guys showing but up no, and I, we're like oh my what's going on you i had know? fun with them because i love these yeah, quirky strange little characters yeah, that I we do. get them show I up but like too. even the stuff with rays and silence are like rays we feel like we just got now he's dead and we have this I new character and who knows what how many powers she has i'm like all right whatever and even the idea of the zone of silence seems to be changing than what it was yeah. before i'm like i do have some problems with the issue i still had a lot of fun and i love the art i'm gonna give it a 6.8 out of 10 all right, so I am a little more positive, but that is the end of the podcast. My book of the week is Justice League. Uh, yeah, my book of the week obvious. is Justice League as well. Yeah, uh, I, I liked it. I liked it a little more than you. That shows yeah. you how much you didn't like, but we didn't have a lot of books tonight. No. So uh, that changes next week. We have Female Furies is almost my book of the week. Yeah, yeah, and actually I, I enjoyed that as well. Uh, but yeah, when these books came out, when people were getting near Wednesday – I started getting messages like, really? That's all the books that are coming out this week? I'm mean, that's it. That, that is all we got. We got a really limited uh, scope of books. <laughs> well, they were just asking. They I thought don't... they were confused. They thought that we were in the know. I said, Eric, I don't know shit. And they look at him over there. The guy's, hey. the guy's, the guy's the freaking living personification is fucking jelly bean. Uh, oh here's my. what we're going to get next week. And the first book that I'll say is odd. And one of the you know reasons why we didn't have as many this week is Batman number 68 seemed to miss a week so it got delayed or it's coming out yeah so batman 68 catwoman number 10 detective comics number 1001 that starts tomasi's which i really thought there's gonna be more of a time in between 1000 and when that came out yeah no it's right there now already it's weird that batman and detective comics the same week then you have hawkman number 11 that's kind of the penultimate issue of this first long form story this 12 issue story as far as i'm concerned it feels like a 12 issue series it does. It always will. Uh, and I did I tell you what the, you know, going past this, what the, the issues like 13 and on are, no it seems. They are the tales of the forgotten uh, Hawkmen that we've had. So I do think that this was, <laughs> it's a 12 issue. We ran out of story. And then things tacked on because <laughs> you, you end up having Hitch. Brian Hitch is leaving then. He's not on the book anymore after oh, 12. Weird. And then we have. 
the tales, uh, and I think it's even the tales of the Hawkman. Well, if they tell Crazy. me more about Katara well, maybe being the general of the Deathbringers and the god of the void and stuff like well, that, maybe it'll see. be much no, needed backstory. Like the Kryptonian Hawkman and stuff like that. It seems. It seems like all those characters. And building we that saw. weapon that doesn't and matter. Maybe, yeah, Good times. and maybe even some more that we didn't get yet. Some right. cool things, but we'll see. And that might be fun. It House of Whispers be. number eight will be talked about by Reggie and Chris. We have Just League Odyssey number eight. Out again. Red Hood Outlaw it's number a thirty-three. Book now? It seems. I don't think it is, but it seems. Uh Red Hood Outlaw number thirty-three. I think that with Dan DiDio saying less uh books and some of these books ending, you know, the new Time age, to shift things they around. are shifting things yeah. around, I think, and uh we'll see how that goes. We have Supergirl number twenty-nine, Superman number ten, the Batman Who Laughs number four. I'm looking forward to the Flash number sixty-eight. I think the trickster might be in that one. Titans <laughs> number so. 36. That's the finale. That is Weird. the end, I believe. What's Kyle Wonder- Rayner going to do now? You know, sit around, maybe get an apartment with Guy Gardner. Be wink, amazing. Wink. Wonder <laughs> Twins number three and Wonder Woman number 68. So, And hopefully we'll continue liking that. And hopefully Wonder Twins will get back to liking. Now, as we always say at the end here, two of those books will be picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Coop. Beep, beep, boop, boop. And will be a Patreon-only spotlight. If you want to listen to that and all the other spotlights, all the other shows as well, go over to patreon.com slash weirdscience. Check it out. Sign up. If you sign up now, you will not be charged until May. And if you end up, and I say that, you don't even have to get charged. If you don't like what you hear, you can quit before May and never get charged a penny. Break little Jimmy's heart. Yeah, it would. It actually breaks my heart because then I feel like I've let everybody down. But yeah, uh, all, all we ask is go and check it out. We think that we have a bunch of good shows. We added a bunch more. We have an indie comic spotlight. We have a Marvel comic spotlight. We have a lot of other shows, a lot of comic book shows. We have our pop culture podcast that will be on Monday, this Monday, coming up. The New 52 up. Review. The New 52 issues. Review. We're at OMAC uh, this, this month. <laughs> OMAC, people. <laughs> And uh, oh, even said, we added a Marvel podcast that kind of emulates the new 52 review where me and Brandon are going to go through the events, Marvel events. And we're going to start with the Cree scroll war again, not getting anybody to join her, but that, well, that's I don't know. people might be with. into that after they watch well, the Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel movie. Yeah. That's why I thought it was neat because that's the first big event. And that's the one we're going to start with. We're going to go kind of in an order that I found a reading order type deal. Do you have kind a name like how for we the show the yet? 52. Yes, it is called the event podcast. <laughs> I don't have a name for it yet. We'll, we'll wait. We're, we're doing the first, first episode in the next couple like a week or so and that will go up on the patreon and then nice. when i go uh, i'll come up with some name i'm sure it'll be like main event or something and i'll have a, a bell ring ding ding <laughs> you know that'd be good ding ding no yeah, wait it'll go <laughs> there ding ding <laughs> <laughs> but we have we have it's a bunch of other shows as well. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, off to start. We're ending. Okay. But, oh, you mean that, that one? one. <laughs> the main event, Eric. Ding, ding. And uh, me and Reggie uh, do a cartoon show where we uh, talk about old cartoons. And this week, uh, the it goes up on Saturday, Saturday morning type deal, which kind of makes sense. They were Saturday morning cartoons. And this week's was Dungeons and Dragons, the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. With Willie Ames? 
that starred Willie Ames, among uh, others. But yeah, we did that. So yeah, there's a lot of other shows. There's a bunch of comic shows, but there's some other things too that might interest everybody. Just go out and check it at patreon.com slash weird science. You can even go to the show notes. There'll be a link there as well. I don't want to keep going on and on and on though, Eric. I'm going to sit here and I'll be confident in the fact that we do a lot of shows that are high quality, Eric, I would say. Quality like one Thurston Howell the third would even enjoy, right? Yeah. Oh, lobby. Uh, what did he say that? What the hell? Why would you get Thurston Howell the third from out of nowhere? And the idea that he would listen to comic mm. podcasts. You don't know Thurston Howell the third. Lobby, turn on that radio. I can't do a Thurston Howell. Uh, Thurston, Thurston Howell the third here. But I would expect that they would turn on that radio. Can you do some, Mister McGoo? Uh, you, oh Magoo, <laughs> you've done it again. I can't for some reason. I can't get that voice right now. I usually can. Uh, no, I, I think that Gilligan turns on that stupid radio on the island, and suddenly our podcast is on there because that's how that radio works. It just ends up playing exactly what you're talking about at that point. Uh, but it's yeah, that that it was, it was. And then the next thing you know, I, I always liked that car. That Gilligan made, you know, the the pedal car the deal that he goes made. around. Gilligan yeah, didn't make Gil- shit. I think Gilligan made it. That Absolutely seemed like not. saying, yeah, no, I would think the professor <laughs> did make it. The professor, though, that guy was he he could he should have went back to the states when they got saved and just opened up a shop that just made everything out of coconuts. That would be the great. <laughs> yeah, because there's right? high demand in that. It'd be so great. Coconut radio, coconut bikini. I always love myself a coconut bikini. How about you? No. How about you? Can't say no. No. Oh, Magoo. There you go. Yeah, we're going to end it now, Eric. I, I, I am goofy right now. I am tired as, as a dog is what I am. And usually dogs are tired, right? Oh. They get very tired. They start itching and then they fall asleep. My our dog Mia uh, tried to bite me in the face yesterday, and actually well, get your succeeded. face away from her. She she succeeded in getting my cheek a little. No, I I actually hugged Tanya goodnight. And Mia did not like that. Mia flipped out and bit my face. Yeah, there you go. But that is the end of the podcast, Eric. What do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. Keep it weird, and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Book delays. All these stories seem so far away Now it sounds a bit like a cliché But I can't stand these book delays Suddenly My pull is half of what it used to be I guess it's saving me a lot of money These book delays are killing why is this going on? I don't know, just as DC Something went really wrong Now we're stuck with book delays Book delays I need something else to pass my day my love of comics is going away One thing to blame is book delays Why is this going on? I don't know, just as DC. <laughs>